Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, 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 Hi and welcome to episode 35 of Extreme PC UK podcast, Crimbo Special. Today we've got joining me on the show. Hello, I am Hans and on Steam I am Megal from Hell. Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. Hi, I'm Matt, also known as Guardian on Steam. Hi, I'm Mark and on Steam I'm Sharon Pope. Wicked, how are you all feeling on this Christmas special? Christmassy! Yeah, festive. <laughs> I was going to say festive. <laughs> Let's all argue over who's got the festive word. I have balls in my tree. I am oh. cheerful. I'm grumpy. I like to play with tinsel. You just took Hans' words right out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> right, first off, let's, uh, if you've got any questions to send into the show, you can send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com. Questions about anything, as we always say. We've got a Steam group, Extreme PC UK. Check that out on Steam. Just search it, add yourself. That will tell you all the stuff we get up to, what games we're playing, and any announcements we make. We have a free TeamSpeak that's also on there, or you can get it on our website. We've got an Instagram, which has got all my work on it and all my latest builds. I'm doing a little build at the moment, Mini ITX, really good stuff. It's At the moment, it's getting built, put together, and basic, but then it's going to be getting all crazy stuff done to it in the new year. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And we've got a Facebook, Extreme PC UK podcast, which hands runs, and more and more people adding into that every month. So... Uh, all good, really, isn't it, boys? Yep, yep, yep. Goody, yeah. goody, goodies. Right, I'm going to explain how the Christmas podcast will go. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to do a normal podcast, and that's basically going to be just all of our normal news and our games, questions, that sort of stuff. And then, at the end of that, we're going to, in the same podcast, move on to our Christmas special. So hopefully you guys listening can listen to the normal podcast, and then you've got some extra content to listen to over the christmas period why it's there's nothing to do and it's all boring and just sitting around and that because if we did it in like the end of the month you know it'd be new year and everything and basically you'd have nothing to listen to so we're going to do this put it out a week early than normal which you if you've listened now you will know that already and uh yeah so the podcast if you get to the end if the podcast bit of it's boring you can go to the special at the end of the boring bit (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> how many people do you reckon fast forward right now <laughs> yeah. now that you've spoken a lot because with the tumbleweed from last month they're like oh Jansen's here again let's fast forward now <laughs> <laughs> what we will be doing in the extra bit of the podcast which is the second half will be all of the stuff relative like to our Christmas so I'll be talking about the builds I'm doing and what I've been doing and the best stuff that I've done over the last year. People will be talking about their favourite games they've played over the last year, what they're looking forward to in the future. And I think there's been quite a lot of talk about components and what we've got. Jansen's building a new machine and stuff like that. So, yeah, it'll be a little bit different to the normal podcast with a little bit more stuff. But, um, yeah, let's crack on. Right, let's get into the news. First off, I'd like to say premiercomputeraffairs.co.uk check them out um they're still doing shows up till christmas we won't be at any of them until the new year and then we'll be getting stuck in and we'll be all over the country again so we'll be updating our website from the new year what we'll be doing yeah you'll see us play some games we'll let you know on the other podcast what we'll be doing and right 
I haven't actually got any other news apart from that stuff I've just said. So we'll move on to you, Hans. What news have you got? Uh, I have a small bit of news with maybe some dire consequence for some people. From now on, every uh, CPU is being made like um, the new AMD Zen processors and uh, the new Intel ones will only be Windows 10 compatible. So only I, Windows 10. Yeah, I saw something about this, but it, I read the article, but it didn't say anything about Linux or anything like that, why they're not doing them, why they're not letting them, how they're not letting them do it. How does it work? Do you know? No, actually, I have no idea how it works and why they would do it because... I wasn't a fan of Windows 8 or 8.1, but you can't really call that an outdated system, right? It's still being supported by Microsoft. I mean, yes. why would you make processors only for Windows 10? I mean, I can understand the marketing side maybe because they want to push Windows 10 and probably Microsoft paid them a little bit to do it. But I reckon it's still it's because weird. Windows are trying to do this whole cross-platform Windows 10, yeah. one operating system for everything. Yeah, and so, they're finding it hard. Yeah, but th this is probably the next step, isn't it? Where the hardware course, yeah. is compatible with yeah. Windows 10. The way I see it is, they would have planned this a long time ago. It would have been something in the back of their company, knowing, because someone, it's a massive company, someone in there will be like, like what's the road going to be we're going to take? How are we going to get customers just with us? Because there was a massive hoo-ha before about Apple giving away their operating systems for free. Yeah. And, and then making a massive profit. And us actually paying for windows which is just a bit of a nightmare now the way i see it is they're just trying to streamline now they can have so many offices running windows 8 people working on like bugs and fixes for windows 8 8.1 windows 7 like xp is already gone and i think windows 7's going and windows 8.1 is going to be going in i think it's 2020 they stop all these I stuff for that i think windows 7 is next year already but don't is quote it? me yeah well, I one think of them i think is in 2020 yeah. But the point I'm getting at anyway is for a long time now, the last few years, they've been trying to get everybody to get on the same platform because if everybody's on one platform, then it's less work for them. They've only yeah, got to worry about I that one thing. I agree with that one, but it's a bit weird that they would, at this moment, only make it win for Windows 10 because a lot of people are even still on Windows 7 and Windows 8 and 8.1. Now, like I said, I do agree. They probably have a roadmap uh, planned out until 2020 and probably beyond. And how they want to do it. And to be honest, they also gave uh, free copies of Windows 10 to everyone. Everybody could upgrade. Yeah, but so. still, it's a bit weird to make um, processes only for Windows 10. But then again, I think their main reason probably is, uh, at least in the case of Intel and all that kind of stuff, would be DirectX 12. It's also another way of making them make more money. If they've got... To, just think how many people are on Windows 7 and Windows 8.1 and 8. Now... If someone says you have to go to Windows 10 to use a new chip, from that point on, they've safeguarded their whole future from, say, 2020 or whenever that it comes out, whatever. They've safeguarded from then. If anyone wants to, wants to upgrade a processor now, they have to go to Windows 10 and they will be paying us for it. AMD and Intel, it might work in their favor as well because if they make processors that are like 100% compatible for one uh, operating system, they don't have to... like branch out into like other areas to say yeah. well we have to do this so it's compatible with this and make it compatible with that it's just they concentrate on windows 10 and make it 100 percent for windows 10 and processes in the future might be that much more efficient because of it yeah because again they can streamline it to one specific brand yeah. which they're going to use they make it all best for that both companies benefit for it and they wipe the rest of the market out yeah. Sounds good. You know? All they need to do now is actually fix Windows 10. 
<laughs> that, that's a good point that's a good point done yeah because I've got to be honest I'm getting a bit annoyed of it you know like I went up to Windows 10 straight away I'm a believer of getting new yep, stuff and getting involved yep. just the updates are you yep. still getting updates killing you all the time constantly yeah. constant updates I just get an update like today I got one before I got on update bang my mouse <laughs> don't show up on screen yeah, <laughs> another, yeah but another the only thing that saves me is my SSD because it's so small it can't actually fit any more updates so it can't <laughs> update <laughs> so it saved me that way yeah, so there's, there's one skill. Get an SSD just big enough to hold just Yeah, like got. a 64 gigabyte yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So you, yeah, lot, you lot all say about like these updates and Windows problems. I haven't had a single problem. Do you know why? Because your ancient computer is still trying to download it. No, but <laughs> what I was going to say is it's probably because my PC is so old, none of the updates are compatible with my hardware. So none of them like affect my computer. It probably goes... It, into the file but it none of it actually gets used because it's the same with like if i do an nvidia update it will say like you can't update because of the stuff you're using is outdated yeah that's because a lot of your stuff is drivers from windows 7 ages ago like running all old stuff so that's that stuff's not been updated any further than what it needs to be because no one uses it anymore apart from you yeah that's what i mean it's like wait i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not Nick, isn't affected. Windows 7 still the most used operating system up to date? Um, I don't think it is anymore, yeah. is it? Is it? Is it? I yeah, thought it, it changed. Yeah, it you, know, still... you, know, you know, if it is, you know why it is? It's because businesses won't go to Windows 10 because they don't feel they can trust it. Uh, That's how I see mm, it. Yeah. No, not all, always it's quite because... Open. A lot of business I go in, they'll go... Or they'll use Windows 7 because they know what they've got it running. Like, a lot of people still use XP just because when they had their machines made to do the work for them, like printing or whatever, the machines work... When XP works for them, what the no need to change something that's not broken. Do you know what I mean? They just keep running it. Yeah, a lot oh, of don't worry. Here in Belgium, like... the biggest bank uses Windows Server 2000 NT or something. <laughs> Go yeah, figure. A lot of companies have third-party software, especially built for their business. You'll know, Nick, the PODs that get printed out. <laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah. Yeah, it's like there'll be a company, third-party company, that would make it specifically for that one company, and they probably can't update to a new operating system yeah. because that software that was built for them isn't compatible with any other operating system yeah that's like in, in one of my offices it's the, the pod system basically when when something gets sent somewhere it get you get a proof of delivery come through it goes onto the computer that computer is set up specifically to do that one job and it's put on the internet and it's left and <clears> it does its one job and they no one will change that computer because it doesn't need to be changed no. It just stays as it is. Same as um, when I used to, years ago, I used to work in metal pouring place. They used to have all these, yeah, foundry, all these massive machines, like printing stuff and cutting stuff and pouring. And they would run on ancient computers, like with the massive soft floppy disks, you know, <laughs> because that was what it was designed on back in the day then. And it makes yeah. what it needs to make. The only time they will upgrade is when they can't get parts anymore. And I've known that company to pay out a fortune for sticks of RAM, which are like, so many years old because they can't get them anymore so the price has gone right up and it's cost a lot of money you know but they still got that stuff back and kept it as it is because yeah. it works because a lot but, of these companies it will cost them thousands or hundreds of thousands yeah to just reinstall a whole new system because they'd have to yeah. start from scratch yeah do you know what i've got to be honest it's true old stuff works do you know what if you've got an old stereo from like 20 years ago that thing would still work. Yeah. Nothing would even break yeah. on it. It just and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people still think that about Windows 7. I mean, when it was finished, so to speak, it was the perfect OS. Windows people... 7, you can't really knock it. 
Now, one thing you'll hear from any computer tech, and if anyone disagrees with me out there, like let me know, one thing you'll find is Windows 7, you'd put that onto a new computer, yeah? Say you installed Windows 7, any computer you'd whack it on, it would find all the drivers automatically, it would set it all up, it'd be sorted. Windows 10, you plug that in and do it, like you've got 10 drivers missing, and you've got to go and find them and try and get it to work, and then you get compatibility issues with it. Then you get Windows, pissed Windows off and reinstall 7, it. Yeah. Windows yeah. 7 was the best. Do you know how many people I come across that give me work because they're like, oh, I've upgraded to Windows 10, everything's changed, nothing of my stuff's working properly, and I just want it to go back to the way it was before mm. because I can't be bothered with it. And do you know, I make money out of it because I, I t just put it back to the one before. But I've had a lot of people ask me that. They just can't get on with it. The, the change is too drastic for them. First off, when in Windows 8, 8.1 came out and, 8 and Windows 8, when they come out with that new tab screen, like it loaded up into like the... Um, the touch screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It loaded up into them. I, I can't remember what it was called now. Metro screen or whatever. Oh, man. At first, people were downloading third-party programs to get their start bar back and change yeah, it around. You know? You started. It was like, how can a company that big get it so wrong? Can you imagine being in your office, you're doing office work, and all of a sudden, bang, you've got all these little boxes everywhere to click on. Yeah, but you know what that was? That was because of the rise of the tablet. And then they yeah. were like, we we're going to go cross-platform. So PCs and tablets work in harmony. So they needed a touchscreen platform that they could have on their tablets and on their PCs. But on a PC, no one wanted that layout, did they? Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, nah, not good, not good. But anyway, getting back to... Uh, we're getting Processors. Back to the, yeah, <laughs> Also, you were going to talk about, I noticed you've got on there Zen. Yeah, well, Zen is supposed to be releasing on the 13th of December. Um, I haven't seen anything about it yet, but there was a technical demo, I think, back in August, which showed that a certain Zen processor, don't ask me which one, because like I said, I'm not really an AMD fanboy, Yeah, would um, be a hell of a lot faster than uh, the Core i7-6700K. You know, I, I read up a little bit about it, but like I am always say, this is speculation. We've got, no, yeah. we got, yeah. we got no proof of anything at the moment, so we're not giving you specs or anything no. like that. But I've read up on it, and I've got opinions on it. My opinions are just my own. You lot might think different. People out there might think different. But for me, I think what they're trying to do, they will hype it up about this chip being so powerful. And I think when it comes out, it will just be the equivalent of an i5 or an i7, but with much more higher power going in it. It will be run a lot hotter, but it will be a lot cheaper. And I think that's what it will be. Same probably, as AMD with everything else. Probably, but I really hope they deliver because I think AMD, uh, I think Intel and Nvidia, they need some competition. Badly. Yeah. They do, but yeah. It, yeah. The thing is, their chips at the moment, they've been on like that AM3 Plus socket. Now, I don't really use AMD at all. I, I steer clear from them. But they use that socket and they've been using it for ages, haven't they? Yep, and, they do. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, if they bring this new thing out and they follow through on what they're saying and it comes out so powerful that it can keep up with the latest i7, like 58, 20K sort of stuff, you know, for like half the price, then fair enough. People can go with that. Um, but I'll always think AMD is more of a budget thing. If you, if you can't afford the budget of Intel, you go with AMD. You suck more power out of the wall. It runs a lot hotter. That's the way I see it. And that's the way I think I've always seen it with their graphics cards and with, with their chips. So... You know, everyone's got their own opinion. I'm not knocking AMD because they do help people out with budget builds. They really do. Yeah, they but, do. But yeah, if you're well, not I on a budget... Because yeah. I've, I've got one in my media center. I've got an AMD and in my NAS as well. 
because they they run cool and they were built on a budget. I didn't need like high end. What chip like, have you got though? Because AMD doesn't really run that cool. They 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 suck a lot of power compared to an Intel. Well, the thing is, my NAS has just got a heatsink on the processor. Yeah, but it's it probably a really small chip, isn't it? Yeah, but this is what I mean. It's like I could have paid double for an Intel setup, but I went AMD because it's just a NAS. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't that's my need, point. Yeah, doesn't need to have like a, an i5 in it. And yeah. then the same with the media center. That's got a, a heatsink and a fan on it, but it's not huge. It was just to save money because. At the end of the day, it was just to play films on. Yeah, so at the end of the day, you agree with me. You bought them because they were cheap and they'd do the yeah, job. Yeah, But if you was to put an i5 in there, it, it would still be cheaper, but that thing would be hot, you know? And that's why, it, it, that's why for me, you've got to weigh the odds up of what, what your specific computer is going to be. And that's why when I do custom builds for people, I will go into detail with what do you need this computer for? Is it for gaming? Is it a media center? Is it... You know, is it an office computer? Is it a workstation? Because there's massive changes in what you can do and price for what you need, you know? Yeah. Um, hopefully they pull through and they bring out these new... Because I think they're going to be six-core processors or eight-core processors or whatever, aren't they? Or they might even be higher than that. I'm, I'm not really sure. But if they, yeah. can pull, if they can pull through, it'd be brilliant. But Yeah, that's one question I was going to ask you guys because I'm not technically versed when it comes to hardware. When I was researching my build, because I've only just got my PC, I was looking at AMD... And yeah. what appeals to me, apart from the price, is the cores. And that's one question that I've heard people say, well, they're not full cores compared to what Intel run. But to someone who's new to PC gaming, what's going to yeah. be the, the different factor from going from AMD or, or Intel? Which one well, should they? Now, my experience from AMD is, like I keep saying, is they run really hot. They're cheaper, a lot cheaper, and they, they use a lot more power. Now, in gaming, I've noticed that they don't, they don't keep up with the i5s and i7s. They just don't do it. They, yeah. They're good. They run games, and they run really fast. So you'll get, you'll get a really cheap chip, and it will get up to 4.4, 4.6, or whatever, you know. But I also see the lifespan of them. I, they, they break down a lot more or fail more than an Intel will. Yeah. So from, from my experience, Intel is just much more solid chip. Um. I can't tell you details because I don't know. I've never really looked into it. I've never really had to because I don't go with them. But from what I I know about the cores is AMD's cores aren't the same as an Intel core. They're smaller or they're weaker in some way. Yeah, and, and that's why it's like split down. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm it's not a completely sure. different architecture, probably. Yeah, also. it's just in my eyes they just don't compare. Um, no. Everything no. about them. I I love the way an Intel motherboard looks because it doesn't have that big piece of plastic in the middle of it. You know, the heat sinks, I don't like the way the AMD heat sinks clamp down um, on the standard ones. For me, I'm just, I, I've used AMD a few times and my experience with drivers and stuff, and it was a couple of years back, don't get me wrong, they're a lot better now, but the drivers and the updates and stuff as well, also something that got me a bit annoyed. And uh, you know how it is, once you get bad experience or something, you don't go back, but yeah. you know, if if someone came to me and said, look, I'm on a budget, I need this, blah, 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 I need to build this computer for this much, then I'd go, right, well, your only option is go AMD, you know, you'll get the high-powered chip, you know, you'll get the processor power to play the games you need, it will run any graphics card, you know, and go with that. Like Jansen said on his media centre, you know, his media centre is perfect with a little tiny chip in it, running cool, 
not having to worry so much. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I I would always try and go with Intel. That's just my personal opinion. So going back to um, advice on components that you give people, um, I'm wanting to upgrade my processor at the moment. Now I've got an i5-6400, which is a 2.7 gig, I think. Now I'm finding it's not going to be powerful enough for my gaming that I want to be doing the photo editing and some light video editing as well. Yeah. So some people have mentioned going to the 5820K which would then incorporate a new motherboard, so that's going to bring the cost up, or just going for the 6700K. Yeah, see, you're in a bit of a tricky one because you've already got the whole setup to go for the 6700K. Yeah. That processor, it's about 300 quid in it at the moment. Uh, yes, 250, yeah. 300? Yeah, yeah, 300, yeah. So you're all set up to put that straight in. Now, that processor is well powerful, the same. For gaming, it's exactly the same as the 5820K. Now, this is the same discussion I've had with Jansen because he's going for the same processor as well. And I've said to him, he does a lot of photo editing, videos and stuff like that as well, and design work. For me personally, I would go for the 5820K if you can afford it. I will say the 5820K, when I bought it, was a lot cheaper. The prices have gone up by about 200 quid now for it, for that and the motherboard. So it is pretty expensive. I think some of the prices are going for 800 quid for a motherboard and the processor at the moment. You know, when I got mine, I only paid 500 for the motherboard and processor. Yeah. But what I will say is, if you're going to be doing editing, rendering, photos and all that, 5820K all the way. Because even though the four, the, the, the four core processor on the um, Skylake one will run at max on the games and the games will be really good, you'll have a bonus when it comes to doing the editing and all that because you'll have a lot more cores. But the two Cause, extra cores. Yeah, because you've got two cores and two threads. So, you know, it's like that's near enough a whole processor difference, you yeah. know, just in that. But if he's going to gonna upgrade the motherboard and he, he goes for like an X99, then he can go for the newer processors that have just come out. Yeah, but that's well expensive. Yeah. Because they have just brought a new processor out for that motherboard. Because the way it is, you've got... The way I see it... Now, don't get me wrong, people might complain about this and say, nah, it's all rubbish. But the way I personally see it is, is the Skylake motherboard and processor is a gaming board. It's a lot more flimsy. It's a lot more smaller. It's... It's designed for gaming, and it's good at its job. The way I see it is a Ferrari and a Bentley. You've got a Ferrari, highly tuned. It's got a small chip that runs really high and fast, and that, that's like a Ferrari to me, yeah? Then you've got the 5820K motherboard and processor, which is put out as a professional board. It's much bigger, stronger. It's, you know, you can tell the difference. The chip's massive. The bad sides of the 5820K is because of the, the quad-channel RAM, it takes about a minute for the computer to start up. On the 6700K, you'll probably press a button and the computer will be up instantly. You know, if the, both the processors are, mo are clocked at the same speed, which they can be, yeah. I will say, which annoys me quite a lot, is if you look at benchmarks, the benchmarks on the 6700K playing a game, yeah, will be clocked really high at like 5 gigs or something, and the 5820K on the, on the benchmarks is, is running at standard 3.3. That annoys me, because no one runs their 5820K at that. You can have it just under 4 gigs as well. So if you run them both equally, you'll see the same scores, you know, for the gaming. But then when you go over to doing the graphical work and stuff like that, you've got these extra cores, which are going to pump a lot more power into it. Yeah. Just a much bigger, stronger motherboard. So my answer to you would be 100%. If you're short for cash, just go for the 6700K. If you've got the cash, go for the new motherboard and chip because you can always sell your chip and motherboard now and get, make some cash back.
Yeah, so the difference on top of what yeah, sixty seven hundred K would cost would probably cover it. Yeah, would probably be what you'd get spend. Quite close. Yeah. So everything's leaning towards the fifty eight twenty K for me, just for yeah. those two extra cores in reserve. Yeah. I've got a fifty eight twenty K here and I went from a thirty I don't know what I can't remember what chip it was. Fifty eight something I can't remember. Does anyone remember what my chip is? I don't remember what my old one was. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> something. I really can't remember. But anyway, I went from a normal uh, quad-core chip, uh, which was running about 4.4 gigs, and I went to this chip, which I've had just underneath 5 gigs stable, and I've had it higher than that, but it was unstable. Tom's one, we got even higher. Um, now, I don't run it at that point. I run it about 4.4 all yeah. the time. You know, what can you ask for more than that? It runs games fine. And and when you come into games like Armour Free and Daisy and stuff like that, you can tell the difference then. It's, there's a big difference. Um, and and also, the newer games that are coming out, when they start bringing out games that can have more cores and threads running, then you're going to see a big difference over the 6700K. Yeah. Because you're going to be able to use them more cores. But I don't know how many games there are out loud at the moment, but definitely programming is, is a great bonus. So, yeah. What, what's your view on that, what I said? Yeah, uh, it's... Um... I think everything leans towards the 5820. It was just interesting to see what um, this AMD speculation was going to do for my opinion, whether I would be looking and listening to what AMD would be bringing out. But from what yeah. you guys have said historically about AMDs running warmer, not full cores, I think yeah. I might just take but the plunge and when the money comes through, get the 5820K. In AMD's defence, I've heard from a lot of people recently that their drivers are actually getting much better. Their graphics card drivers. Now, when I got rid of my um, R9 290s, I had two of them in, uh, in Crossfire. When I got rid of them, it was a couple of months later, somebody said that they bought new ones and they changed the whole way their drivers are delivered. You used to have to clear them all off your computer, manually download them and manually install them. But apparently they got a new system now. I haven't seen it personally yet, which is the same as uh, Nvidia's where it does it automatically. And I've got to say, NVIDIA, their drivers are getting poorer at the moment. I've had so many issues with their drivers failing or something going wrong. And I think you've done the same, Matt, and you? Yeah. On, yeah. Sorry, not on AMD, on um, NVIDIA failing. Oh, yeah, yes. they've yeah, been slacking recently. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, this might be at the point where AMD, like, right, you know, let's step in why everything's like this and, and actually bring a really good product and really make it worthwhile for people, you know? They yeah. could they could turn it round, and I'm not saying I won't go back to AMD and I won't use them because I will, if I get the proof that what they're they're saying. I find a lot of companies now at the moment, like no one specific, but just in general, hype the hype train's so big, and then when it comes out afterwards, it's like oh, it wasn't that actually that good, you know. So I'm it's sort of like a bit disheartened with believing new things are going to be really good when they say it because yeah, beware the hype. Look yeah, at Oculus it's, Rift. It's, it's yeah. because everything's so close. Someone brings something out, and then someone else is going to bring out a similar thing. It's going to be so close to what the person brought out before that they yeah. have to hype it up to get people excited about it. Yeah. That when it comes out, you're like, well, it's it's only a slight difference to the one that's already out. And like you said, yeah, like VR, it's like everyone's hyping up their VR, but when it all comes out, they're all pretty similar. They've all got yeah. flaws. For me yeah. as well, it's just it's the prices of things that are coming out as well. It's like we're all adults on here. 
but a lot of people are younger than us. Now, we've all got jobs that pay all right money to go and buy what we want. If you want something from the shop, you just go and buy it, you know? But, yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> but for the younger generation, it's not that simple. Like me, I'm finding it hard to get the money to buy an Oculus Rift now. How's a 19-year-old like guy going to be trying to get it, you know? Yeah. £800, well, pounds, buy a new computer. They probably would have it easier than us because they have less bills to pay. Yeah, <laughs> that's one thing. Yeah. I did find it funny, you know. Over just the go last... to the mum and dad bank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After the over the last yeah. month, I, they had a, a sale on. If you buy Oculus Rift now, blah blah, or the Vive, you get a hundred pound off. And I thought a hundred pound off eight hundred pound when it used to be six hundred pounds, nothing. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't that Amazon doing that. And it, mm. it, I don't think it was a hundred pound off. I think it was a hundred pound gift card. Yeah, you get like gift card, don't you? Yes. That's even yeah. worse. Yeah. yeah. Like, can I have that first and then buy? Yeah. <laughs> but they got a new um, uh, what's a VR set coming out, aren't they? Um, Intel's got one. Yeah, and, and it's looking be... quite good. Yeah, and Microsoft and one. cheaper. Yeah, is it Microsoft? I thought it was Intel. It's going to be yeah. three hundred quid. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope we get somewhere with that. Maybe we should start up a VR timeshare. If one puts in hundred quid, and you get it for like three months. Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. No, actually, no, I'm not up for that. I'm not up for that. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you all know why. Because you won't want to give it back. No, because Hans yeah. will be looking at porn in it, and I'd like, I want to put it on my face after he's been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it won't be putting it over or something. <laughs> and you won't use it for that one? No. Yeah, come on, dude. Maybe, maybe we give it to Hans last. That is what yeah, my sure. boudoir. My boudoir is for that, that type of stuff. <laughs> right moving on anyway yeah let's see what amd bring to the table and hopefully they bring something really good and we can all go yes amd's pulled one out of the bag for yeah us so that yeah. we the consumers are the winner for once and then maybe <laughs> yeah. we could do an amd build yeah and push yeah. down those prices a bit more reasonable <laughs> all right moving on matt what's your news dude my news is survive the nights it's now coming out on steam in the next two weeks green light take no, coming as an alpha. You can actually purchase it on Steam. It's green light now, though. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's... it was green lighted. Eh? Yeah, it was, yeah, it's been green lighted. Do any of you use green light? Not really. Never. Never. I've Only a couple on there. of things, but I can't yeah, remember I what for. Basically, green light. You go on there, and it's all people like one man bands and little groups of people that make their own games that can't sort of get the funding and, and find it hard to get into the into the gaming market. You go on there. Check out all the games, and you just click the ones that you like the look of, and then you get points, and they get voted. And when they get voted up, they get to the point, they get put onto Steam. You get points? Well, I don't know if they get points, but they I voted for a few before to get made as a game, and they come through. Oh, yeah. It says, yeah. like, there'll be, like, three or four of them, and you pick one, and if they get enough votes, then they come out as a proper game on Steam. Yeah. And that's what looking like this is happening with this one. But is it a finished game before that? Or is it a bit like a Kickstarter where you've got to put money into it no, no, I think it's a, no, it's a no. finished game. They they develop it as a normal game and they put it on green light and then that's that's what boosts them up, basically. Well, you, if you do think get about Kickstarter it, ones there as well. If you think about it, this day and age, it's probably... Because kids nowadays are doing programming and graphics and, and like game design at school and college and uni. So there's probably so many people out there with ideas that they're doing stuff. It's hard to break through that barrier. So this just gives people that have got like a lot of potential to come forward, you know? Alright, you don't know then. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, green light, nice. But yeah, um, Matt, Matt's been following Survive the Nights for a very long time, haven't you? Yes, yeah, I'm very hyped about this myself, as it is already. It's It just brings something new to the table to like a what? typical... Hold on, let me finish. All right, hold your horses. Hold your horses. Hold your reindeers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so of course it brings... you are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's coming out on um, Alpha on Steam in the, within the next couple of weeks. Um, you can pre-order it on their website, survivethenights.net, uh, for $24.99, which is about £19.70. £19. Yeah. What what type of game is it? It is a survival game, open world, uh, where you have st- all structures are open, so you can go into them, you can fortify them. Um, so there's none of that annoyance when you come up to a door and it's like I can't open the door; it's yeah. not real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. There's that is pretty frustrating. Yeah, um, you can also break down doors or locks on there as well. You can have padlocks which help you secure your building there's also i have to say this for nick just to keep him quiet for a bit go on, go on. their servers are persistent okay uh there you go uh you have structure ownership i like that so that, yeah. that's a more an mmo type of game it it has a bit of that as well yes it's called survive the nights what is yes. it you're surviving in the night uh zombies is it a zombie game and other it? players yes so yeah. it's a bit of a daisy sort of thing but They've tried to do a better job. They have done a better job <laughs> already. Yeah. Is that yes. art? And that's and it's not even out to play yet. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's the graphics yeah. like? Uh, the graphics are actually pretty good. They're very clear. You have your your view distance pretty good as well. Coverage of trees, grass are there. I think it's uh, probably a little not too cartoony, but um, yeah, I'd say it was kind of like that way. But it is a big open world. Another thing is leveling up an XP. That's well, that's a good thing to have. That's a good thing to have in one of these games because these sort of games don't have anything like that. They just like hands. I'm not sticking for hands in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but hands always goes on about is the devs. They just make a game. They let it run. There's no story, nothing. They let you. They put it out as you creating it yourself, and they just let you do it. And you think it's a bit of a scam, don't you? Yep. Because you design, you play the game how you want, and basically they can just build the map and let you run free. Well, in my opinion, this is a personal opinion, you do their job. Because yeah. you create your own story, so they don't have to do anything. And you actually pay them for it, I don't get it. Now, that being said, this game apparently has an XP and leveling system. At least they've done something yeah, in because... the game. That, that's already more than certain other games I will not name here. Yeah. <laughs> Because for me, they're having, like I've always said about DayZ, if you had some kind of dog tag in it where you kill someone, you see how long they've been alive, you've seen if they're wanted, they've got a level of wanted and all that sort of stuff, you know, it would just make the game a million times better. And it would take that element of being like, what should we do now? Yeah, okay, you know? but isn't DayZ like the worst example of developing you can get? Mm, I think it's... I'll look um... funny, you can say that about DayZ, but at the end of the day, we've all played thousands of hours in it. So... How can I think can... it's it's made a level, basically. It's kind of like um, a startup level for others to improve on. Yeah, you know? maybe, but yeah. I just think it's a bit weird that DayZ has been how long in Alpha now? Two years? Maybe longer? Yeah. Th- that's really long and they sold over a million copies. But then again, we weren't talking about DayZ, so... No. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've got to say, I'm just on their site now, and this game does look pretty mad. 
You know, Matt's been hyped about this for ages, and I've actually been like, mm, is it going to be that good? Is it another one of them? But since I've looked last time at this game, the graphics, the way they, they've designed the weapons and stuff like that, traps, buildings... It looks really, really good to me, man. They've, they've, they've got like all different types of forests. They've got like cities. They've got everything in here, haven't they, Matt? They have camping as well. Um, also, wait, back to leveling. Okay, it has leaderboards. Ooh. You have achievements. Ooh, achievements, You're... Steam achievements, or game in something else. In-game achievements, or what, from Steam? It could be from Steam. Yeah. Collectibles. Collectibles. For Nick? No. Um, <laughs> something else has collectibles, but not this one. Uh, this one, you can level your character as well. You just uh, said that. So... No, I didn't. Didn't you just say <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, you did. I said yeah. leaderboards and achievements. Don't stretch it out by saying twice. To do with leveling and XP. <laughs> <laughs> and there's leveling. And there's... <laughs> yeah, go on, crack on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so the leveling will be old school style. So you ha if you do something... Uh, more then that level will get higher and you get oh. better at it. So like chopping um, wood, so the quality shooting, things, yeah, all that sort of um, stuff. So the more you hunt, the more you improve your trapping abilities and your hunting. Hmm. Shooting Just... will improve your accuracy. What the more about... you trap, you get more return to you. Like uh, if you have one rabbit or something, then you get like yeah. what skin maybe a little bit of meat here and there do you know a bit more. Got a question yeah. for you do you know if there's any kind of story to the game background story or if there's any kind of objective in the game to do or like is it just end, open like world? End game then so yeah is there a leveling system there's got to be a level cap so that means there's got to be like some sort of end game in there or at yeah, least in the future well, I suppose if the XP, you've got two ways of doing it, haven't you? You've got like that end game where you've got XP to get up to certain levels to get higher and better at things to get further in the game. Maybe yeah. get to new areas or new fit bosses or something. But, or you could have just a leveling which allows you, I don't know, to, to go through certain missions or something. I don't know. Yeah, but probably there's level cap somewhere, right? If it, mm, if it's, could be. Uh, like, if, it's, if it's MMO, like, there's going to be a level cap because otherwise you're going to have somebody like level 1000. And somebody with level one, so it don't make any sense. There's got to be a cap somewhere. Hmm. As I said, it's definitely not a typical MMO survival open world game. Hmm. It does look very way. good. It is good. Yeah, so you got your character customization. Um, <laughs> you also have to uh, watch your mental health system. And... Oh, oh you can't play then. Yeah, which is, uh, <laughs> it took the words out of I'm, my mouth. I'm a, I'm a natural. Hey. <laughs> that's why I love this game so much his mental health comes into it he's a winner in this game we're all dead yeah so they have a white flag and a mental health system to discourage kill on site behavior so it's not going to be like that typical daisy oh, I've just spawned just got shut that. we will be yeah. talking about this because pretty much we've got a sort of zombie theme going on today um, or survival theme Hans loves it um, but yeah, yeah he keeps messaging me how that's... awesome <laughs> these games are Oh but yeah, that, that is yeah. that is a massive thing in these games though because, like you say, they've they've opened the game to do what you want, and you know it is annoying when you get someone that's got in the game before you into a server and they've leveled up, they've got like all the latest weapons and body packs and like armor and stuff like that, and then you're just walking down the street with your torch, like you know, yeah. uh, and then you're like wave at the guy, hi. He's just like, <laughs> get on the floor or something. You're like, please, please <laughs> yeah. don't kill me. And then he just kills you anyway, doesn't he? You're like, oh. And then you make sure you get off the game. 
Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's what happens all the time with me. Just get fed up of it. Yeah, and then you want to just go um, So like, you've got oh, your okay, day and night cycles and your weather system. During the day would be probably the time for you to get your food and water, fortify your buildings or what have you there. And then night time go out Fix up your generators or your vehicles, all that type of stuff. At the night time be your time to rest, grab yourself, you know, eat your food, keep your eyes on, you know, Sounds your like surrounding areas. Camping. Well, there is camping as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but not in the bad way. That does look really, really good. Yeah. Um, There is a food and calorie intake as well, which you'll have to watch, which is very important. So if you don't eat for a few hours or so... You turn into starving Marvin. Yeah. And And you'll you'll become sluggish and, you know, you won't be able to aim or run or anything. You'll be pretty screwy. How long have you been designing this game for, do you know? Oh, gosh. Um, Is it another one of your... um... Star Citizens. I think it was probably, uh, yeah. Where it's been going for so long. And it never becomes no. a real game. It does, <laughs> and it will. That's it, you. You end up Christmas. playing a, a, a pre-alpha for three years. So, um, Matt, is there a certain book of the avian type in there? Only if you want to hunt them and eat them. And there you go. Now you from my them. interest. Yeah. What, what, what was the last one? Yeah, hunt. No, the last one. Craft. Craft, yes. There's a lot of craft crafting. For, craft for them, you say. Does anybody know what he's talking craft about? Craft from them. Ah, there you go. No, okay. Yeah. Now I gotcha. I'm oh, lost. Craft. What craft are you talking about, Hans? Aviarian <laughs> style, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about making bird cages. Bird cages? You can make <laughs> cages to trap game oh, right. in there. I'm sure you can hunt the avian a with the birds <laughs> you <laughs> said it this time not as me. well yeah so there you go uh <laughs> you can also hunt larger animals as well like deer foxes and sheep as well, cool. you know, rabbit squirrels little mishkas wait moles. did you say rabbits and girls <laughs> squirrels <laughs> oh, okay i was like Girls what the hell? squirrels I, in I that guess, case are the same I thing could, yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> without the nuts <laughs> yeah because that's just ew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does also, look good. Yeah, you get to craft weapons, modifications, modifications for vehicles. You can gather fish from fishing in lakes and ponds that you can find. How much of this have you actually played already? I've played probably about two or three tests runs on their servers. And what? How much of that stuff did you actually do? Partially, just um, I think we were too busy. Testing out weapons and shooting each other you and jumping night, off things. The, the at night time relaxing bit. You went to sleep in your house. No. <laughs> we actually just we, we found a radio tower, tower and we ended up just running up it and throwing ourselves off it just to see what the death animations would be. Yeah. And the sounds, of course. It does sound cool. If this so... comes out, honestly, if this comes out in the next two weeks, I will probably buy it and play it with you as soon as it comes out. Yeah, I will it does, as well. It does look pretty good. It seems right up my street. Um, and well, Hans, I think, would enjoy this because it does have a lot of foraging as well for berries and other edible things, as well no as scavenging for dried, dried goods and canned food. <laughs> you know, you know, Matt, you're an, an enabler, aren't you? You just really <laughs> yes. want to get me on a rant here, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, moving on. That survived the nights. How much is it, you say? 24 quid? $24.19. 19 pounds. pounds. Yeah. All right, cool. Survive the nights. Check that out, people, because we probably will be playing that next month if we can, if it comes out. Will be. That sounds good. 
And that, people, brings us into the games. Now, like I said a bit earlier, the games, for no actual reason, have all just been like survival games this month. Um, no actual types. reason, huh? No, it's because no. it's just what we like. And I think, personally, the general public like them kinds of games. They like the games where you collect, build, create, and fight other people. What more do you want in a game? You know? Story. Us lot, as a group, build a base, forage all our stuff, get all our wood together, build up the thing, go and attack other people, rob them. That's that's fun. Rust. Really, really good. Rust. Oh. I know lots of people that have had wicked, day, wicked games on Rust where they go and they attack other people and stuff like that. It's been really, really good. But yeah, anyway, first off, for my first game, um, it's a bit of a zombie game, but it's different. And I've had this in my list for months now. I wanted to get into it, not really had the time. And you know when you get a game where you think, oh, that game's a little game, I'm not really too bothered about it. But I've got to be honest, this game is a little game. It is cheap. It's only 3 99 and you can get it on G2A, I think, for about 50p. But the game, just because of the price, you'd think it's a little mini game or something like that, but it's not. It's a really, really good game, and I'm really enjoying it. It's called The Survivalist, and it's basically about a guy who there's been a zombie apocalypse, and he's gone into a nuclear base under the ground for so many years or whatever, and it's time for him. He's run out of food. It's time for him to come up. And basically, you come up out of this bunker, and... You're wandering around, and it's 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 an RPG, uh, survival game. So it's a bit weird with a weird take. Like you're looking down. It reminds me a little bit like Wasteland Two. You're looking down from the top, and you've got a character, and you basically, it's got a weird setup. You turn like um, if you turn your key left or right or your like uh, A or D, yeah, it turns the camera. It doesn't turn you, so the camera turns, but you stay facing the same way. So it's got a weird setup. But then when you turn your actual keys, the guy will turn with the camera. It's really, really weird and hard to explain. But, yeah, you go around. You can look into anything. So buildings, cars, you can find stuff in there. You can, And there's loads and loads of inventory. You know, you, you can pick up all sorts of collectives. And that's why I like it. Guns, weapons, water, drinks, biscuits, jewellery. Everything's got a value in the game. And it's like, Hans, I think you'd really like it because it's got a lot of dialogue in it. It's, got a, it's totally story-driven. Yeah, I checked it out. You told me about it, and I checked it out, and it piqued my interest. Um, it is, it's yeah. a really good game, and, and it's co-op as well, which is like you can play co-op at the same time together. Now, what happens is you go off like but first, Nick, first... sorry, can you play oh. the story together? Yeah, you yeah. can play the whole game yeah. together. Is it two-player co-op? That's cool. Or... Yeah, two-player co-op. I think just like, more than just two like in the old days. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many players you can get in there, but there's you can have a lot of players in games. So, like, that's what I was about yeah. to say. As you go through the story, you meet other people... And dialogue comes up saying, what's your name? What have you been doing? Why are you here? And it got loads of different things to ask them. Can I trade with you? You can trade with every other character. So as you go through the game and you find stuff, people want stuff and people don't. The missions is totally open world and it's totally up to you what you do in what order. So you can just talk to someone and have a mission for you like, oh, my husband's gone missing. Can you find him? And you'll be like, oh, I've got to go two villages across. So you've got to go across the desert and to these two villages. Um, You get bandits attacking you and stuff like that. But... I found, you know what I'm like, I love collecting stuff, so I found that I love killing zombies and then taking the stuff off their body and then selling it and making myself get like, oh, I've got a new bag, backpack, I can hold more stuff. And it's like that, continuous. You've also got base building in this. So I haven't actually built a base yet, but I'm, I'm collecting the gear. Now, the base building materials are so heavy, you have to get a big bag before you can do that. So at the moment, I'm going around picking up wooden fences and stuff like that to put around my thing 
my building um, at my base because my hub is my base at the moment. Can have four people housed in it, so I can go out, meet four people, ask them to come with me, and then with the uh, Q and E buttons, you can just switch characters, and then you can switch items with characters as well. So I can play as me, or I can play as the woman, and I can swap guns with her, and you can take water off her and give it to me, and so you can have a little team of you all going around together. Uh, and, and when you play multiplayer, I'm assuming that's the same, but with two of you in there, so you can both switch players or, or do however you want. There's loads of weapons in-game. I've only come across, at the moment, handgun, shotgun, sniper rifle, but I'm assuming there's loads and you can create stuff. Yeah, because like if it's a zombie game, you've got to be able to bash in some heads, right? Yeah. With a, the like thing a baseball is, bat and all that kind of stuff. The thing is, I, I've never been scared of a game. I'm not really a jumpy person, but this game gets you every five minutes because you, it's basically the map's blacked out. Yeah, but you... isn't that also due to the music uh, and the environment, maybe? Uh, a lot music... of games tend to do that, though. I've got to be honest. I stream the game when I play it, so I switch the music off. Ah, I'm, okay. not really, I'm not really interested in game music. It's it's not... Shame. It's not my kind of thing. Depends how good it is, or... Yeah, it's normally game music is just like a, a continuous noise in the background. It just yeah, this is, quite nine... this is quite 90s kind of like video game machine music is not the greatest. <laughs> uh, I would probably turn it off then too. Yeah, so I turned it off so I can focus on my stream and focus on what I'm doing and listening and stuff like that. There's no voices in game. It's all dialogue. You have to read it all yourself. Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying. You've got the map. The whole thing's blacked out. So, And it is a massive map. Now, where it's got a few villages on it and towns and all that. Wherever you go on the map, once you go down that route, it's blacked out. So your screen's got a circle around, like about eight inches around your body where you can see. So wherever you go, it it, und it goes clear as you go along. Now, you'll hear a zombie making a funny noise, or it'll be like a growling or something. You think, oh, there's a zombie nearby. And so you press the like forward button a couple of times to, to edge forward. But all of a sudden, a zombie will just dive out at you. And you, in order to shoot, you've got to press your right mouse button to aim and left mouse button to shoot. But you can't shoot. You can shoot directly, but you waste bullets. You have to wait for the crosshairs to, to go red on the guy and focus in. And when it's focusing, then you get a definite hit. So you sort of like run. As soon as you hear the zombie, it jumps out, scares the crap out of you. And then you're like, you're trying to press the buttons like in a panic. You sort of jump backwards and the zombie's on you. You've got to press the kick button to kick him off you. And then you stand up and then you can shoot him. And it's like, it's all like a button mashing thing, but getting the right sequence at the right time. And I sort of got it to a T now. So it's, it's all right. And I've got two more members with me. So they shoot it at the same time as well. But, the game, I really like it. It's got a really good sense of adventure and a really good sense of like, you want to know where you're going. You know, you really want to get to that place. It says, oh, can you just go over to such and such village? There's a diner there. And it's got like the Fallout 4 sort of feeling to it. You know, you mm. you think, mm, diner sounds cool. I'll go there. And it's weird the way the setup is because you can't go in the diner like and see it. You see it from outside. But you press, when you get up close to it, you press the left mouse button. The guy walks inside, tops down, still on the roof of the diner. And you press F1 and it shows you what's in the diner. So all the stuff inside that diner that you can take, like it could have water, food, crisps. You take it, put it in your adventure, press the left mouse button, come out the thing, and then you carry on on your way. So you can't actually go into the buildings or anything? or No, you can go into areas of buildings. So so if you get to a new town and there's like a an outpost, like a military outpost, that'll have fenced off. You go in the doors and then it's safe zone. But yeah. when, you, when you go into any every single building on the map, you can sort of go into it, but you can't walk into it because it's top down. So you stand outside, and but you but then it shows you what's inside. It's like you're looking through the door sort of thing, you know? Okay. But don't let that put you off because it's, it sounds a lot worse than the way it actually is. It actually is really good like that. 
basically, I really love the game. I've played it for about two hours. I've done a few missions. And there's diseases in it as well. Like when the outbreak kicks off, there was different strains of, of zombies. So you've got, and it goes in colours. So you've got like the green strain, blue strain, white strain. And I think it goes, the green strain gives you a whole day for you to find. Like if you get bit by a zombie and it's a green one, you get a whole day to find this special vial like injection to get rid of it. So you have to go looking around and it's ticking down how long you've got. Then you've got like a red strain, which takes like much quicker than that. You've got a white strain that turns you instantly. And you've got, a, I think, another one that kills you instantly. Um, but you, it's another element to the game to like, that happens and you think, oh, why does that happen to me? Like, you know, you get really stressed out. You're like, now I've got to divert from what I'm doing and go and find someone with this stuff. So you're going to chat. You can walk up to any person and just go, look, have you got any medical supplies? And you go to trade with them and they'll have one and it'll be a fortune. So you're like, then you're scavenging around the area whilst your time's running out to try and get this enough money to be able to buy that strain. Yeah, that, that actually sounds a lot like the older Fallout. Yeah, it is a bit like that. It is, it is very much like that. Um, At least that's kind of system. So Everything yeah, in the game has got a value. Yeah. Everything's got a value as well. So say I pick up a packet of crisps. It's all done in gold rings. So like you can actually find gold, which is done in like 10 gold rings or 20 gold rings. But like if I've got a gun, the handgun's five gold rings. An injection will be 60 gold rings. And it's really well balanced out. There's no messing around. It's not like it's really easy to play. If I want to buy something good, it's going to cost a lot of money. So I have to go and find stuff. Also on the map, as you're going through the map, you can see the buildings you've looted. So you don't have to go back to them twice. So if it's a different color, you know, I ain't been in that one. I'll go to that one. Um, and I found myself delving out, like in Fallout, even in Fallout 3, Fallout 4, delving out into the unknown to look for random buildings to get stuff from to okay. make that extra money to go and buy stuff with okay but how's the story then then developing the story is actually developing really really good starts off you come out you don't really know what's going on you bump into someone they stay it's a little tutorial and the guy tells you look where have you been all this time you know the zombies have been outbroke this strain that strain there's all these different things going on and then it goes look if you go up to the town there'll be someone up there that can help you out so you go wandering up, up to the town, you get there, there's a group of people, and a girl's, a girl's like, oh, I've lost my... And it, I noticed as well, because I actually died and I loaded a save up, it changed the story. It gave me a different mission to do that time. So it's not going to be the same for everyone. It's going to be yeah. different missions and different sort people. Sort of gener generated. And... Yeah, so it sort of generates missions differently, so you can't do the same thing. Uh, and one of the missions I've done so far is there's a load of bandits in town, and they keep coming into the town and demanding stuff. And the girl wants you to go down there with her. And it gives you options as well. So, like, I could have killed the leader of the bandit, so I could have saved him. Now, what I've done is I robbed him, took all of his stuff, and then I let him go. So I've got a feeling he might come back later on in the game. Because yeah. I had the option of killing him. If, if I hear you talk about the yeah. story here, it uh, seems heavily influenced by The Walking Dead, to be honest. Which is not that a bad like thing. Yeah. To be honest, though... It's a zombie game. All zombie games are going to have the similar storylines. You go from A to B, B to yeah, C to D. Yeah, but you were talking about, about gangs and, and people teaming up and all that yeah, kind of stuff. That's if, what I mean. if there was a, a zombie apocalypse, that would happen. That's, You'd get areas you where would, people yeah. clump together and be a team. You hey, know? I am more ready for the zombie apocalypse than anyone else. But still, seems to be heavily influenced by The Walking Dead. Which is a good thing. Hmm. But the missions that I've come across are really good. And... There's a lot, lot of people about in the towns for you to ask for different missions. And so you do get a choice. Like one of my missions is to find, like one of the persons in my team have got type 1 diabetes. So 
I have to watch her all the time for when she needs uh, insulin. So if she's running out of insulin, if I put like food on in her backpack and crisps and insulin, she will, then, she will then eat them automatically. So all of a sudden she'll be like munch, munch, munch. And I know she's just eaten. So I think, oh, she's only got two more food left, you know? So then she'll, I, I know, I, oh, I need to go and get some more food. Now I can jump to be her or I can jump to be the next guy. As soon as they join your team, you can be that person, you know? Um, also, one major, major thing that this game's got differences, you've got, say you've got your full 1920 by 1080 screen, yeah? A uh, third of that screen is cut off, so the screen you're playing on is square. And then the oblong part of the screen, is, this is where it's got totally different to all the older games. Because so, it's a top-down view, when I'm walking around, say I walk up to a diner, the right-hand like little box above uh, the details box will have like a video camera as if you're actually there. So as I walk up to that diner, the diner in 3D will be on my other little screen. If I walk up and talk to a person, as I'm talking to them, their face will come up in that box, all zoomed right in. So they're full face in that box. And as their words are being read, you can see them there in that box. So it's like, it's like you can look at that box and see like a video playing out of what you're doing from a top down, which is another little added like bonus to it, if you know what I mean. But it's got, all your, cool. it's got all your typical survival aspect as well. You need to eat, you need to get drink, you need to find, it has to be the right temperature, you need to have enough energy to do what you need to do. If you run too far, you run out of energy and, and then the zombies catch you quicker and they slow you down to heal it, yourself. It, it sounds like there's a lot in this game for like a cup exactly. of tea. Exactly. And this is what I'm trying to say to you lot. This game's got everything we like playing and co-op even on top of that or player co-op, and, yeah. yeah. And it's a tiny it's a tiny game, but it's got so much in it. And I think what it is, is because they've made a game that's very simple. It's a simple, old-fashioned styled game. There's four of us. What was the game we used to play? Gauntlet or something. Like yeah. that. Four of you in a game, wandering around, finding stuff, trying to go and find the enemies and take out the bosses, do missions. It's the same old game. There's a story in there, full-on story. You will get to the end of that story at some point. There will be an end line to that story. And the way the way I like it the best is letting me choose what I want to do first. Oh, I want to go and do this mission, get some XP. Because you get levels as well. Your people level up. And you've also got in the game lots of magazines, chocolates and stuff like that. If I find a packet of fags and I'm talking to someone, I can either sell them fags for 10 gold coins or I can judge on giving them to someone and see if that opens up a new dialogue as an influence, you know? Like I met a woman and I gave her chocolates and she liked me more. I found a gun magazine. It's one. It weighs a certain weight. I put it in my inventory. I get one star in my gun because you've got like stars next to all your stats. So you can collect all of these different stats through, through magazines, having them in your inventory, but they take up space. Um, I think my person can carry 20 kilos to start with and I had to keep going back to base or selling stuff. Then I saved up for a bag. It was 60 gold rings. I got a new bag. And it was a little kid's bag. For 120 gold rings, I could have got a giant bag, which can hold 120 kilos, you know. And so there's a lot of aspects in the game which is open for you to go and explore if you don't want to do what the game wants you to want to do at that time, you know. It's, it is a really, really good game, and I've really got into it. And I didn't think I would get into it, because I thought the same as you lot, it's just a little cheat game. It's not going to be brilliant. But whoever made it has done a really, really, really good job, and I really enjoy the game. Because I've there played other games like that with that kind of top-down view, similar kind of gameplay, and there hasn't really been that much in it. It's just 
working your way through a map, killing like enemies. Gauntlet, the new yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah. This game like smashes that. that. But the thing is, Gauntlet's got more to it. Like, there's all the spells and upgrades and things like that. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit more hectic, so it's all about everything going crazy around you. But like with this, it's kind of running through the streets, shooting this, shooting that, moving to the next level. Yeah. A bit. What was that? Uh, postal. It's a bit like that. Oh, it's it is a bit. It's like postal, but when you come to shooting things, it's a bit more controlled. It's not just yeah. all, let's just mash everything up. Yeah. It's... Well, postal is a bit more like unlimited bullets, isn't it? But yeah, it's it's games like this where. They're, they're a little bit slower paced. Like, I liked Postal because it was just kind of all out, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, but the slower paced games like that, you were saying like Wasteland 2, it's... Yeah. I, I don't know, I can't get into those. Yeah, this, this is a balance in the middle of both of yeah, them because this isn't all action and this isn't all working out stats and stuff like that. This is a perfect balance where yeah. we can just wander... If you get on with me and you go, oh, let's just do a couple of missions. All right, we're doing a mission where we go and kill the bandits. We walk across town for like 10 minutes... And as we're walking across town, zombies are making noises and they literally jump out on you. And sometimes there'll be like four or five of them. For that four or five seconds, it's proper intense. Yeah. You're pressing all the buttons because you're just panicking because you really don't want to die. Mm. And when they're dead, you search the bodies, you loot up from them. You think, yes, you want to find zombies because you wanna, we want their loot off of them. You know, you want to get further in the game and you feel you're achieving something. But then when you do your mission, you're like, right, we can just go back to base, go sleep because I need some sleep in game now. And we'll do another mission tomorrow, saying, you know. It's, yeah. it's a game you can pick up and play, but you can also get stuck into. I, I really like it, man. I've been trying to get you lot on it for ages. And but If you're playing, like, say I get it, and I start playing single player, and then you come along and say, let's do, like, a co-op, how does that work? Does a, do we do a separate co-op mission, and I, I have my separate single player mission? See, now, no, single player and the multiplayer, I think it's all tied in. I think it's a bit of a Borderlands situation, I'm not 100% sure because I haven't done it yet, but I'm hoping, and I really hope it's like this, is, and I think it will be, is when you do your game, your characters are levelling up however they're levelling up because it's open to you to do what you want. So then I think what will happen is, I think either you'll bring one of your characters or you'll bring your group of characters and you'll jump into my game. Now, your mission list, it doesn't show you a list of missions you've completed. You just get the stats after doing it. So really, when you jump into my game, you just do what you want and your characters upgrade their stuff and they upgrade their stats and you get through the story. But then when you go back to your world, it's going to be the same. You've already done that story, so it won't come up again. You're, you've progressed past that story, ready to carry on in your own game. Also, it saves what you've done so you don't have to do it when you go back to yeah, uh, single player. The way Borderlands works is it will tick off an actual titled... Uh, like, say you come in my game and I've done up to mission five you'll come in my game you'll start at mission six and it will say to you you're doing missions that you haven't done the ones before and when you go back into your game you'd have done mission six but you hadn't done mission two yeah Do you know what i mean yeah but in this it does a similar thing because it's got no titles and actually ticking off of boxes you do the mission in my game you might jump back into yours and just do the mission again you'll get more loot more stats more more upgrades for your characters and then you'll carry on you know I really want one of you to come in co-op with me because, you know, the game I really like as it is, and it would be such a good game to talk to about when you're playing it. Yeah, it would be one. I'll, I'll definitely get this. You know, it's definitely one of them games where we could jump in and be like, "Oh, there's a zombie coming, Jance, get ready." There's going to be one jump out any second, and it will jump out, and I swear to you, both of us will go "Ooh" and jump out <laughs> and see because it does jump out on you, 
And it's yeah. not like it's scary, but it's just that element of surprise. It catches you off guard every time because they've timed it so well from the noises of the zombies to when it jumps out at you. Because you could sit there thinking it's going to come, it's going to come, it doesn't come. But then, bang, it comes when you just think, oh, it's not coming, you know? Yeah, I've played this game for a few minutes. Uh, just have a little look what it was all, all about. And yeah, I straight away, I got bitten. I, it just took me completely by surprise. <laughs> and then you don't know what to press. No, it's just like, it just the element of surprise in that game, you know, just catch you off guard. And it's something I'm going to play a bit more of. Yeah, because I think you've played the first, like, 10 minutes of it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, just touched on it, yeah. Yeah, and you played it from my account. But, like, if you can buy it for 50p, man, you should yeah. just buy it. Because it's, it's, that's, like, pennies. And the game, the guy that's made it, or the guy, Scrooper guys, or whoever have made it, have done a really, really good job. You know, the graphics ain't bad. They're what you would expect for a top-down, old-school-looking game, you know? They're, they're graphics that you can easily get on with. They're not too blurry or pixelated like the old games. There's enough detail there to actually enjoy the game in detail, you know? Yeah, great game, man. Survivalist, you should all try it. Uh, I think, like I said, it's 3 99 on Steam, and I think it's uh, about 52p, did you say? Yeah, around 50. Yeah, it's 50, it? 50 euro cents on uh, G2E. Yeah, yeah, but that's the Survivalist. Um, I think, Mark, you might be doing a video on this, will you? Yeah, I think if... Um maybe do a video of us doing a co-op mission um yeah maybe as... like the first half an hour of gameplay or of your first half an hour of gameplay or something like that yeah yeah that'd be cool we'll put that out and so if any of you want to watch it before actually getting into it he'll have a video out by the time this podcast is out so when you listen to this it will already be out so that's cool right survivalist yes moving on to our second survival game mm -hmm. what have you been playing mark um, well, two survival games I'm going to be touching on. The first one is uh, Miscreated. Um, it's an early access um, survival game, um, post-apocalyptic. Um, it's built it on it's built on the Cry Engine, which is the same engine used within the Crisis series, I believe. Oh, really? Um, yes, yeah, so, yeah, so The graphics I anticipated were going to be really good, just like yeah. they were in Crisis. Because I got a cut in there. Uh, a lot of people, when you first started playing this game, because you you got this game about a week before me, mm, and yeah. your your understanding of the game, and, and what made me look at this game the most was when you said, I've played so many hours in such a short space of time. And when that happens, you do get that daisy feeling where it's like, oh, i got to get into this game and play it with people because I feel I'm missing out right now, you know? Yeah. So I went and got the game as well. I've got to be honest, the graphics, it was mixed messages online about what the graphics were like a lot of people were like oh this game's got crap graphics and nowhere near as good as daisy and then some other people were saying oh daisy's got crap graphics and these graphics are much better and there's loads of mixed reviews about it now i got on it and i've got to be honest i thought the graphics were pretty good yeah they were really good for it very realistic um not photograph like photographic but but very realistic yeah yeah yeah, yeah it got me straight away and Maybe because I'm new to the PC gaming scene, I've not played games like DayZ or H1Z1 and all those other survival games. But yeah, straight away I was captured by this. So it's from what I understand, it's a typical survival game. You start with just basically putting a random field somewhere. You're on an island, it's called Orca Island. You're given a, a torch. I never uh, knew it was called Orca Island and I'm following the <laughs> bloody signs. Going around and around and around. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so you've got to start from basically nothing and build up. Uh, you've got other players to 
uh, contend with. You've got mutants roaming around. Um, yeah, I'll it... go into the mutants because I've got to be honest. I when I've played it, I've come across some of the little skinny ones. Um, yeah. They sort of walk around making funny noises and that. And you do get the sense that when they're coming after you, you're looking at them thinking, I'll oh, just sort of creep past him. And it's sort of, then it's the sort of, it's sort of, don't know, the whole atmosphere sort of heats up and then it starts charging at you, doesn't it? <laughs> they go absolutely mental. Yeah. Yeah, they just charge at you. Um, you get all the skinny mutants, then you get mutants that are on steroids and all muscly and stuff. They're yeah, the big ones. Freaky when you're just in pitch black in a room with a torch, you flash that upon you. It's a little bit, uh, a little bit scary, um, <laughs> but yeah, I've got really captured in it. I've not got as far as to building the base yet, but going around yeah. the island and looting places. Yeah, well, we had we had me, me, him, and Matt. We played it together. Now, we first off, we well, said I we listened. Was, yeah, well, we said we <laughs> was going <laughs> to. Sorry, I was listening. While you were playing. Oh, 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 sorry, man. We're getting to that in a minute. <laughs> I've lost there for a second. Yeah, we said before on last month's podcast that we would actually make a server for this game because we thought we could make a server. It turns out that they do have community servers, but they don't allow private people to run them. You have to go to a company and pay for the server. Now, I spoke to a guy that actually plays on there and has got his own servers. He rents them. He pays £35 a month per server. He's got two servers. Uh, I've wow. got to be honest, I think that's out of order. That's, that's just another crazy. way of taking money off people because, you know, you could you could probably run a few servers on there on one computer and it will run fine. And, you know, 35 quid a server, that's a joke. So we can't have our own server on Miscreated. We can only play on other servers. So, But if you do want to get involved with us in the game, you know, you're more than welcome to let us know. We'll let you know what server we're on. But, um, yeah, we, we basically, us three got involved in the game together Matt had some issues. He didn't get into the game with us, but he'll tell you his issues in a minute. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. this is Matt we're talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so me and Mark actually got in and we played together. I've got to be honest, I do like the game. I really want to get into the base building side of things. I find it very hard to find weapons in that game. It is more realistic to like England sort of thing, you know, not America where you've got, there's no guns lying around. You have to find them. They're hidden. They're all over the place, aren't they? Like, but behind cupboards and on top of chests. Yeah, yeah. They don't make it obvious at all. There's a lot of lot of different clothing and stuff in it. It has got a bit of a Daisy feel, really. You can really dress your character up in a certain way if you want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. You got you can get police outfits. You can get different outfits for different kind of characters you want to build up. Yeah, I do. I do. I do really like the game, and uh, I want to build a base. But we, the, your problem is the kill on sight thing, isn't it? Explain yeah. the kill on sight, what you think of that. Well, I was playing through about two hours. I, I got really into it and gathered up all my resources. And on the um, on the internet, they say, yeah, build a base that's somewhere out, that's out of sight. So I marching along and I found a decent spot. And just crafting, you have to put down a plot sign to say you've claimed this land because you can only build one base per server. Does that give you a big certain size of land that no one else can build on yeah yeah so oh, you... and that plot becomes yours yeah you can only build one per server and you can't have uh, another base within a certain circumference so what about if we're in a, a group does that group have that one space or can we all have different bases in a group or do you not know i don't know is the honest answer oh, um cool but yeah i was um building getting like the foundation set up and this this guy just bunny hops along behind me without saying the word, just shoots me in the back of the head. 
I die in its um, permadeath, and I have to gather my resources all again. And it just it, that sort of thing in these survival games really annoy me. Yeah. You've, you've just you've just wasted two hours. Whereas, you know, if he'd spoken to you, uh, spoken to me, and said, you know, I want to take your weapons, or I'm going to kill you, then I would have done that. You know, because I've, yeah. I've spent two hours gathering everything, getting excited. Yeah, I'm going to build my base, see what see what else I can do, and it's just taken away from me. I've got to be honest, I'm a kill on sight guy. I find it so hard to kill people in these games. If I get the chance to sneak <laughs> up with someone and shoot them in the back, I will. <laughs> or stab them repeatedly. <laughs> are there safe zones in this? Like? No. 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 So when you're, when you're building your base, you could be halfway through building your base, someone comes up behind you and just shoots you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what... The, that's, that's, that's and exactly then you happens. lose everything. The thing with this yeah. one, though, Jansen, is oh you've only God. got 36 people per server... But the map's not massive, and you come across people a lot more. So, whereas we like DayZ, you don't see no one for a day, and then you do, and you have one gun battle to the death, and it's done. This, you see people all the time. And it's got a really weird sense of people being scared to talk to you. Like, you, you walk yeah. down the road, you see someone at the other end of the road. You just stand there. They look at you. You look at them. Then they look at you. You look at them. Nothing happens. And then they sort <laughs> of they sort of sidestep to the left. You sidestep to the right. And then you sort of get closer, and someone on like next thing the mic's on. Are you safe? Are you friendly? Are you friendly? Are you friendly? You're like, yeah, 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 I'm friendly. I'm friendly. They're like, and they, they, no, they still, <laughs> they, 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 they swear, no lie. Uh. As you get closer to them, they edge their way into the bushes, like around you, while still looking at you. And as you're running away, they're looking back at you because they think you're going to shoot them. It's it's like that, and you do get killed straight away. I've got to be honest. I played it for a few hours. Me and Mark wanted to get a base built. Um, I met up with him. By the time I'd met up with him, someone had killed me, and I was like, "Oh, I've got to start again." And I was like, "I'm yeah. right on the other side of the map. I can't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to get off now. I'm going to do it tomorrow." Is it worth building a base if you spend an hour building the base? Someone shoots you, and then your base is gone. Your base stays there. No, I your think. base will stay there. Oh, it's just the stuff you have on you. Surely your yes. base has got to stay. I, I assume so. I, I haven't got that far to because... know for sure, but. If your base is going to go, it's pointless having a base. You can damage the base. But that's what I was going to say. Like, if it's a case of like you die and you lose everything, that would get a bit annoying because it's like, what would be the point of building the base just to yeah. lose it? That no, is. yeah, that, that I, would I, put I, a lot of people off. I'm sure the base will stay, so you I can think, put weapons yeah, and stuff in there. The base stays because when us three were in the game, um, Nick and Matt didn't realise they were facing each other. And Nick just started like slashing Matt with a knife. And I just I said hello. <laughs> right, let me say the scenario. <laughs> what happened was we're all trying to meet up. I'm I'm no marks around the corner, so I'm running down a road. Anyway, I'm saying to Mark, I, I, I'm walking down. Matt, Mark, there's a man. He's in the bushes. Mm. He's looking straight at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, he's climbed onto some rocks. He's looking straight at me. I'm gonna kill him. Anyway, and I said hello. Yeah, you said, this is Hi. fair enough, you said, hello, uh, it's blah, 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 it's Matt or whatever. But yeah. anyway, we're all talking three-way conversations. Now, all the way through this game, you come across people, you press your microphone button, and you say, hi, to everybody. Are you all right? Are you safe? Are you going to kill me? So when I said, I was focused so much on this guy in front of me that I was going to kill him with my knife, that I was just fo zoned in on him. So I was listening to Mark, and Mark, there's a guy here, there's a guy here. <laughs> Even though Matt has gone, hi, blah, blah, blah. I thought he was talking to somebody else he met in the game going, hi, yeah. I'm Matt. Yeah. And so I went up to him and killed him. Anyway, <laughs> I stabbed this guy about three times. I'm like, yes, I'm killing him. Then the guy pulls out an axe. He starts axing me, yeah? So I'm I like, did. we're fighting. And then, and then bang, we both die on the floor. 
I think and I had it, a gun, didn't I? But and I didn't then someone, pick on, the, someone yeah. on the chat goes, why did you just kill Matt? And I'm like, yeah. what? that was you, Matt? And he's like, yeah, that was me. I, just, I did say hello. You just killed me. <laughs> yeah. And I honestly, I swear, honestly, thought it was just some random guy. Matt was talking to somebody else like in the channel. But then I was left, and this goes back to Jansen's question about base building. I was left with your stuff to be able to loot. Yeah. Um, so if I hadn't looted that, then I guess that if you had respawned, you where you died, you could probably reclaim your stuff back. So yeah. I'm guessing bases will stay. Um, yeah. But I don't know for sure because I haven't yeah, got cause that far. A game like that, this is the scenario, isn't it? You're going to focus on gathering to get resources to build a base. You're going to go and build a base. And once you've built your base, you're going to put a box in there or some kind of container. And then, because otherwise you have no gameplay after that. Yeah. But the gameplay that after that is then going around and finding the best loot, bringing it back to your base, storing it. So yeah. if you do die, you're killing other people. And then when you come back, you've got all these special gear and bullets and that. So when you do die, you go straight back to the base, pick up some new gear, go off and shoot people. Yeah. Well, that makes it more realistic, doesn't it? Because yeah. in the real world, if like a post-apocalyptic world, you will get people being more aggressive than friendly because they're out on the hunt like you are. So yeah. they're going to be wanting to loot you as much as you're going to want to loot them. Yeah. So yeah, if you could build a base and have a storage box in it, yeah. you put the majority of stuff in there, but you go out with one handgun and a handful yeah. of bullets, and then if you die, you think, well, it ain't that big a deal. I'll go back, get another gun, another handful of bullets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it does have this really weird sense, really weird feeling of being out there on your own. And like Daisy, you don't really have that sense of feeling in it, of, of like you're hunting out on your own. In this... You see someone and you're like, huh, there's someone at the end of the road. And they're like, they could be waving at you or saying, or sticking their finger up at you. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, and they will openly talk to you. Like I, I had a scenario, yeah. We're all meeting up and all of a sudden I've got no gun. Um, oh, actually I did have a gun, but it needed to be reloaded. So I couldn't stop. Now you can always run at one speed. Like you can do walking or running. So anyway, guy comes up and he's behind me with a knife. And I'm like, ah, he's like, he goes, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. So I start running. No lie, these lot are playing the game. I ran for about 45 minutes and I was jumping over fences. I was calling him all sorts of names. I was calling him all sorts of things. And he was just running behind me. And I'm just, I'm just winding him up. I'm jumping over fences, going around bushes. I ran miles. And in the end, he couldn't catch me because for him to be able to stab me, he's got to catch up. So I had to stop, but I didn't stop. And I couldn't reload my gun because I'd have to stop, but he'd stab me. You know, so it was like a catch-22 for both of us. So I was running, and he was just running around after me. And which, if anyone's watching, just be these two guys just running around in the bushes for ages. And in the end... It's like end, Benny yeah, Hill music. Yeah, yeah, I was running around cars, running, jumping over fences. And in the end, I got to the point where I was running right to the edge of the map, and I got to the edge of the map, and I was like, couldn't go any further. So I turn around, and I dodge him, and I start running the other way. And I'm like, right, let's run all the way back then. Anyway, the guy gets to the road, and he just stops. And I think I can't hear his footsteps anymore because I couldn't even turn around and look at him because he'd kill me. So I just kept running. And I'm like, he's still behind me. Anyway, I, I stop when I hear his voice, his uh, footprints disappear. I turn around, he's just standing there in the road. Now I'm standing there about 20 <laughs> foot away from him. Yeah. And I'm like, look, you still want to chase me or are you giving up? Anyway, he's like, Ugh. anyway, I like, I'll start waving at him and stick my finger up at him a few times. And then he just busted these board. <laughs> <laughs> so I just ran around for an hour for no reason, but it was quite funny. It's on my stream, and so if you want to watch it, it's on there recorded on, on Twitch. But yeah, the game, um, it's one of them games I find, if we got a few of us in there, it'd be really good fun, because you need numbers. Yeah. You know? Um, but on your own, you do get a bit bored, I feel, a little bit, 
a little bit lax of it's hard hard on your own like you just get killed it does yeah, feel yeah. like that but then the, you you do meet players i mean i've met a couple of players on there and we do group together um so there's a sense yeah. because everyone's in that same boat and they don't like being on their own it is safety in numbers so you find the players are more willing to go around with you until you feel yeah. you've got enough uh, resources got i don't really try to meet up the only game i try and meet up with people in is really armor free i don't really try and meet up with people in games otherwise because i find you can never trust them like you know yeah let's all be friends and like we'll go and do this together blah, blah, blah. turn around and stab you in the back they just they've been playing with you for an hour and then they get bored think oh i'm gonna get off now i'll kill him before i go i won't speak to him ever again <laughs> yeah yeah i just don't like playing games with people i don't know yeah exactly but then that, that adds to the atmosphere, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that adds to that type of game of atmosphere because yeah. you, if you're on, if you're surviving on your own, you meet other people, you don't know who they are, you don't know if you can trust them. Yeah. And to me, that just adds to the realism of the game. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's a really good game. It's got pretty much all the similar sort of things to DayZ, but obviously you can build your own bases in this. Um, and you share a base. I think like... yeah, because you you can set up clans. So. Yeah. I can put all of us into a clan, you know, so we can get a clan of Extreme PC UK going and people can come on from, like, they listen to the podcast, they can come on, they can meet up with us, get in-game, and the map's not too big that it takes so long to run to each other. So in DayZ, it takes you two hours to get across it, like, so by the time you meet up with someone, you're bored of running. In this, you pretty much, you go into a couple of buildings on your way and it only takes you 10, 15 minutes to get there, so you can actually meet up pretty well, you know? Well, I've build... seen on the promo video that you've got like cars and bikes yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, you can build cars up. So at the moment, the cars that you can drive have got nothing to them. So there's no tires, no drive belt, no oil. So you have to go scavenging for these items. But eventually, yeah, as long as you've got the right parts, you can get a bike going if you've got the um, right yeah, parts. And, yeah, so they, they do have vehicles, which will, again, make it easier because looking on their website earlier they were saying the final world size is going to be 64 kilometers squared what is it now then i didn't see it i don't so think what, it says so on like at the moment. or something oh is it so what they're going to be adding that's a good idea so they're adding in extra parts of the map so people can get to know this one and then move on yeah because there, there is a map online you can google and there's areas that are red like blanked out so oh, i'd really? imagine that's what they're going to be um developing into oh right yeah i've just got it up now i'm just gonna have a look at it because that's something that I find quite interesting because I've only been to certain parts of the map. Like, I've been down to the edge of the map in certain parts, but the map's actually got a lot of stuff on it. Like, you've got an airport in one area, you've got rivers, you've got one area that's mm. got a massive lake, you've, got, you've actually got a city with like high-rise um, tower blocks, and then you've also got mountains on one side of the map. So it's like you've got a bit of everything going on there. And, like, all the, all the um, towns are pretty much in a circle, so... If someone says to me, oh, I'm in such and such town, you can directly cut across the middle of the map, like over the mountain, and take your chances, or you can go round. Another thing this game's got, I don't know if you knew this as well, is the radiation. Yeah, yeah, got... I've, I've not actually contracted any radiation yet, so I'm not too sure where you get it from, but I I'm did just, know. I'm just looking on the map, and radiation, if you look, all the towns are pretty much in a circle. Like, it's not actually a circle, but it's like a river and or, that goes around from the mountain down and it's like a big circle yeah. you've got a mountain in the middle and that whole mountain's got radiation marks all over it so right. so yeah so it's probably obviously if you get to the point where you're good enough to get a radiation suit or something you can cut shortcuts across yeah rather than going from town to town to town to town 
but the the game is uh it does look pretty good the the sections that are readied out at the moment are two of the mountains so like right. you've got all the airport you've got the main cities in there so yeah yeah i'm i'm really interested to see how this game develops the survival genre for me is one of my favorites so yeah glad i came across this game yeah same as me i i I like this game and I really want to get stuck into it and play it, but it's one of them games we need all the boys to be on together. Mm. You know, we all need to get play it together and that will be a really fun game to play because we can all work together as a team. Like yeah. we said, just me and you, it's too hard. One of us gets shot, bang, we're back to square one. I've got to come and find you again, start all over again. Yeah. You know, even if there's just three of you, it'll be good. Did you say you can do a server for this? No, they have servers, but they want you to pay for them. You have to rent them. No. Which is, that is a bit of a... I'm not. I'm not too keen on that. If you know what I mean. Yeah. No. Seems to be happening a lot, lady. Yeah. It's like they. It's like oh, we can do that. But the game's the game's only fourteen ninety nine. It's not like major expensive. You know. I think Daisy's more expensive than that at the moment. But you know. Also as well, I've got to say about this game, the sounds and the the lightning and thunder and stuff like that, very very realistic. And yeah. The woods and dense like trees and stuff like that, and the the cities is more of a Fallout Four feel. It's got like realistic trees and stuff in it. It's not just like a couple of trees sticking out the bush, like same tree printed all over the place. It's got a lot of forage and like it's very dense. You know, you could like so there's one town which is derelict. No one goes there. You can still go in all the old-fashioned houses with graffiti all over them and that, but there's trees growing out of them, trees growing all over them, and like bushes everywhere. And and it it really does give you that sense like you're in a real apocalypse. You know, but yeah, miscreated. Yeah. Fourteen ninety nine. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Right, yeah. moving on. What's your yeah. next game? Second one. Um, I did a video of this on YouTube, so for any of those who have checked it out, thank you very much. Uh, it's Subsistence, which, again, is in early access, developed by Cold Games, and this one's built on the Unreal Engine. Interesting in this one because it's a different take on the survival games that I've seen out there in the sense that you're having to come up against animals rather than zombies. So this one you're put into just an open field, basically, with trees and rocks around you. It's developed by a one-man band, one-man developer, and he does it alongside a um, a full-time job. So, you know, the amount of work this guy would have had to put into it is unreal. And this game is pretty much, even compared to Miscreated, the graphics are really, yeah, really good. very, very good. You know, he's put so much effort into this, it's like... I will say the game's not finished yet, far from finished, but mm. what he's done so far has given us a lot of excitement towards what's going to happen, you know? This yeah. seems like a bit more of a Bear Grylls kind of thing. It's surviving the wild. Yeah. <laughs> has that it feel is, to and it. And it's realistic. So even you, Hans, might have more of an idea of, oh, this is a bit more realistic. I might try this a bit more. It's very um, unforgiving as well. Yeah, well, no, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> When I got in touch with the developer, he said to me, it is very unforgiving to new players, and I don't know how many times I've died, I've actually lost count. Going back to the, the levelling up in the game we discussed earlier, um, there were different levels for animals, so you might come across a level 1 wolf, yeah, and then you can go around the corner and see a level 3 bear. But the character from what I've seen that you play, I haven't seen any kind of levelling up system to get stronger or get your aim better so maybe that's something that he'll be bringing in later on but yeah you get different levels of wolves um and bears it's realistic as well though like the wolves will go around in packs like you'll be yeah. walking through like a bit of the woods and you'll hear them howling 
and you'll hear them howling at a certain pace. If you've got like a good sound set, you'll hear them in a certain area. So then you look around at that area and like you might see one wolf all angry and it's all low where it's about to pounce and then you look in it and you're thinking, hold on a minute, and you've got a certain amount of run. So you sort of run away and it sort of leaves you alone, doesn't it? Like it's scaring yeah. you off. And yeah. then you will see the pack of them like just walking off from their different areas, you know, and it's pretty realistic like that. Yeah. One thing I didn't like for realism is that you get given crates. So instead of scavenging for things along the floor, doing your like berry picking, as Hans calls it, um, you go around and you get these crates spawned. So they could be in a weapons crate, a health crate or building supplies crate. For me, I don't think that particularly works in a survival game, especially yeah, in this kind yeah. of setting. Because not very realistic. But no. you don't know, that might just be because he hasn't linked a way into the game of how to to put this in yeah. so at the moment it's just there so it's you can just, just find it yeah because i've got to be honest i've played this game like you a few times now gone through it and it doesn't last very long the game for how far that's in there so much now it is a building game where you build bases and he does say go and find a safe spot find all your stuff and build a base yeah. and once you've got a central hub to play from that's when you can get stuck into the hunting because it's all about hunting the animals and that for me i walk through the woods for about 10 minutes i find a few crates pick up a few nails and bullets and a few bits and pieces, but I always get pounced upon by either a bear mm. or wolves, and they you can't fight them off. They're just they're deadly, man. So basically, whatever you do, you die in the game. No, but but what I want you to understand is that is true for the moment. But what I want you to understand is the game is nowhere near finished. It's very early, and for so far, what he's done, he's done a brilliant job. It just needs balancing. Like I said to Mark when we was playing it, you know, if he gave you. 100 bullets it would balance the game more because at least you could shoot the animals yeah you know but we don't know where the game's going to be taken yet it's, it's so early it's, yeah. it's just like a map with some animals with your guy and a few building materials and that's pretty much where it's at what i've heard from other people playing the game there are if you get into the fourth or fifth night i think they say you get raiders start to come in or hunters and they will set up camp somewhere else in the map with a view to attacking your base. So then there's going to be um, base protection that you need to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because the game's just been brutal to me, I haven't got that far because of all the bears more than me. Um, <laughs> but it's something I you know, I am going to persist with. I want to get building the base and see where the game goes from there. Yeah, it's only single player at the moment as well, and it will be multiplayer. Yeah. But like even, even on the actual website for it, it says, you know, you will struggle, and it's big letters, struggle to yeah. build a base and gear up in this hostile environment. And that, and that is just sets it out exactly how it is, you know? Yeah. You, you do struggle, and you do get to the point where you're like, oh, I'm not going to play this for a little while because I need to see some more stuff in game. And that's the brutal, honest truth about it. It needs to have more in it. But from what's in there so far, like you say, it's a one guy on his own making this game. He's done an amazing job. The graphics are so good. The, the animals are so realistic. Do you know what? One little story I've got for you is I went to Insomnia a couple of a couple, about a week back, and uh, basically me and my kids we went up there. There wasn't much going on. We was playing some games. Anyway, my twin boys that are five, they came back, wanted to play Rocket League. We played Rocket League for a little while, and then I was like, "Have you got any other games, Dad? Do you want it?" And most of my games are adult games, so they can't play them. And they got zombies in or something like that. So I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna let them have a go on this. Um, subsistence let them have a go and see what happens anyway <laughs> they really enjoyed it to start with They're wandering around in the forest you know really realistic chopping down trees with their axe and, and looking in crates they was on it for about 10 minutes anyway i'm standing behind both the boys because they're only little they fit on one chair 
sitting on the chair and I said, oh, there's a wolf over there. You might want to go that way. So he turns around, goes off that way. He's walking for a couple of minutes. You can hear the wolves making their, their like hunting noise. So I'm thinking, oh, these wolves are going to kill him in a minute. It'd be funny to see what happens. Anyway, my son, the mouse, you can turn around pretty fast in these first-person games where you spin the mouse around and you just turn at 180 degrees, don't you? Yeah. Anyway, they're five. It turns around at a no light. As he turns around, the wolf pounces on him. Like literally <laughs> jumps out of the bush at him, and both of my sons both screamed <laughs> and fell off the chair, and I was wetting myself. It was like funny, <laughs> and, but they they were they sincere. They weren't joking around. It wasn't like I just scared him. It was funny. It was like ah, they just sit there screaming. And I was like ah, and, and he, my son looked at me, and the look in his eyes was pure fear. Like <laughs> he thought this wolf had got him. <laughs> I did have to make it better by saying to him after, like, "Don't worry, it will come in your bed tonight when you're asleep." <laughs> But yeah, it was well funny. It pounced out. I wish I recorded it. It pounced out. And, and hit. then I went downstairs. I said, right, boys, you carry on. I'll be up in 10 minutes because like, it's on the third floor of my house. I'm down right at the bottom. So I'm sitting watching TV. Two minutes later, Jesse's come down. He's like, with funny face on his face, like scared face. I'm like, you're right, mate. He's like, no, that scared me. I don't want to be up on my own now. <laughs> so he came down. Leo, the other one, he was just like, sod this. I don't care. I carry on. Because <laughs> he don't care. But he's well good at games, so he just carried on. But yeah, the, the game, it's funny because I don't know, like I always say to you, I don't build games, so I don't know how easy it is if these maps are pre-built or if it's uh, an engine that renders the map and then they just put the bits onto it. But the detail, the level of detail in this game is mad. Like all the dandelions and the grass swaying yeah. and the trees and all the berries and... Yeah, you know? everything you have to do yourself. Yeah, it's just, it does yeah. does look really good. But I will say, um, it was released on. It was only released in October as as the early alpha, and it's got very positive and mostly positive like reviews. So it's something to keep an eye on. And if you're one of these people that you don't mind playing early alphas and finding bugs and being a bit bored every now and then, I kind of like them games because you play it and then when a new update comes out, you think, oh, I've got something else. I'll I'll do that. Yeah. And you sort of grow with the game. If you're not one of them people, I'd hold off until the game comes out. But it, it looks like it's definitely going to be a really good game. But I've watched a video of this game, and there's um, it looks like you can have a chicken coop, and you can have chickens and grow yeah. vegetables and stuff yeah. like that. Is that animal in the game? husbandry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. thing is about you building, is surviving. So you start with a guy in your pants, and it's all about you building up your house, building defense systems building all your farming stuff and your chickens and living. The whole point is for you to survive and not die. And yeah. I should think what will happen in the future is it will bring it into multiplayer. So you'll have communities of like us lot. We'll have all a house each with all of our stuff. And then there'll be a community built on the other side or wherever. And then you'll start having fights with other people, you know? Yeah. And then that's where this game then takes the normal role of a survival game where we go out and try and kill each other just for fun, you know? Yeah. Same as any game, Empyrean, you know, all of them, they're all the same. Yeah. But yeah, Subsistence, I, I really like it. Mark's got some videos he's already done on YouTube, so if you want to go there and check it out, his name's Showering Pope, and uh, give him a subscribe, because to be honest, the more subscribers he gets, the more videos he'll put out, the better quality it will be. So uh, yeah, just go and give him a subscribe. You'll yeah. be very grateful, won't you? It will be, yeah, to see that people watch it and enjoy it, yeah. Be nice. Yes, your football videos are doing pretty well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they they um getting some steam. So um yeah, so now doing all well, all well. Yeah, but yeah, that's subsistence, and uh, that costs at the moment ten pound ten pound fifty nine on Steam. 
but if you check out G2A, you may be able to get it slightly cheaper. Yeah. All good. Right, Jansen, I believe you're a workaholic and you've done nothing. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Fair fair play to him. Jansen's been working seven days a week, all day and all night. Some nights not even getting no sleep. Is that true? Yeah, Sunday night. Didn't go to bed. Literally worked all through the night into the next day. That's mad. I've been working three weeks without a day off. And then three days in a row. Yeah. Nuts, man. That's a killer. But he did make it to the podcast. He just yeah. didn't have anything to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the thing is, it's only because it's Christmas. And after Christmas, come the new year, everything's back to normal. I'll have plenty of time to play games. I would have made enough money to buy some new games. And I'll have my new PC. And you'll be part That's of gonna be the... Uh, Stop me. lying, you won't buy any games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, truth be told, I won't be buying any games, but I'll buy a new PC. He'll buy a new PC and play all the games that work now really good on his PC <laughs> off our accounts. Yeah, yeah, I'll be playing the free-to-play games. I've got a quick question for you. Yeah. What's the first game you're going to get on your PC when it's going to be a monster? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't you, know. Cause cause you, have to go, you have to go for something top end that's really going to be like, yes, I've got the graphics. You'll be sitting in your chair going, I got the power. Yeah, no, but the <laughs> thing is, it, it will be that. It it will be something like pretty intense. So I don't know, it might be something like Battlefield 1, that kind of thing. So I can yeah. really like see how good it is. Because yeah, I'm, cool. I'm going for a new screen as well. Uh, 4K? Yeah. So I'm going to get a, a 40 inch 4K. Cool. Nice. That'd be good. That'd be nice. Make sure you get one that's got the uh, the gaming motion thing on it because from what I've found with a lot of TVs, I don't really know a lot about TVs and monitors. Well, I know monitors, but not TVs. I found the ones that, a lot of them that don't have gaming refresh rate, they lag behind a little bit and it's really annoying. Yeah, but the thing is, if you're using a TV for a monitor, there's a science behind it. There's only certain TVs that mimic a monitor. And it's all down to the chroma subsampling. It has to be 444. And if oh, you've really? got that, then it's basically a monitor. Oh, right. Cause of, uh, hey, my TV can do that. Because cool. I've got, like, downstairs, I've got a 4K 3D Samsung 9 series, which is like was the latest one out at the beginning of this year or whatever. Yeah. And... I played it on there, just plugged, the, plugged my 4K PC running uh, Fallout 4, and at first, I was just like, the controller's like got some kind of lag in it. It just wasn't right. It was just, I couldn't play it. It was just like, I, when I put my scope on and tried to aim at something, it, it done it, but it was like it was like a millisecond out with my brain, if you know what I mean. It's weird. And then I found out afterwards that it was purely because I hadn't put the gaming mode on so it wasn't matching the refresh rates or something like that, and it was just yeah. not, not in time. It wasn't keeping up. But as well, on your PC, you have to go into your graphics card settings, and you've got to set it to the 444 Chroma as well. All right. I don't really know a lot about TVs. I've always just been like, ah, oh, TV is rubbish. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is, if, if you've got a monitor, it's basically plug and play. Like, yeah. The PC recognizes the monitor, sets it up to best quality. But yeah. when you're using a TV, it will just put it out as the default settings on your graphics card. Yeah. But if you've got the right TV and you set it to the right settings, then basically you've got yourself a big monitor for yeah. the price of a TV. I've got to be honest though, am I the only one that feels like this? TVs, 
What do you do with a TV? You watch telly on it, yeah? Why have a million settings on it? Look at me and you, Jance, when I got my new TV. I bought my TV. They tried to sell me this thing for, uh, I think it was 60 quid, which sets your TV up. It's a DVD you put in, and it does all kinds of screenshots and graphical things, and you follow it through, and you get it to the right brightness and the right marks showing up in the right boxes. Do you remember I gave it to you, that yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. Just to set your TV up. Just want to switch the thing on and plug it into my Skybox or whatever on my Virgin and let it work. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's because out of the box, all TVs factory, have, a, yeah. Yeah, have a factory setting, but they don't know what you're going to plug into it. And say you plug in your Skybox, that's going to have a different picture to, say, your PlayStation or your Xbox. So you have to set up the settings for each input to get the best quality out of it. You try telling my nan that. <laughs> 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 but that's why when people go into a shop to look at a TV they, they think it's sit, amazing because yeah, they, they, they set it up for the, the brightness and all that right well, the high thing is, like, some of them are set up better than others because some shops they'll just take it out of the box plug it into a DVD player and let a DVD play and yeah. someone will look at a £200 TV and be like well the picture on that's better than that two grand TV but that's because the people in the shop haven't bothered setting it up properly yeah because I did, I did hear a rumour before that most TVs come out of the box set up to be displayed in the shop with like all the high contrast and everything on so that when you see it in the shop, you're like, wow, that's bright and that's vibrant, you know? All the colours yeah, are set I, high. Yeah, I think what it is is they oversaturate it to make yeah. the colours brighter. But even in a shop, it depends whether they've got incandescent lighting, they've got LED, they've got halogen. It, everything makes a difference. You're so a perfectionist, didn't you? Yeah, well, the thing is, I love my TV, so it's like when you go to buy a TV, you're better off doing your research to find the best TV you can and go to the shop and just buy that one. You don't even have to look at it. You know exactly what make and model you're getting. Yeah, it's funny, though, isn't it? It's like because I'm into PCs, so if I was building a PC, I'd know everything about every component in depth. But then if I was going to buy a TV, I'd just go to the shop and say, that one looks all right, I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> But that's why, like, some people walk into a shop and they're like, oh, that one looks nice because it's got, like, chrome around the bevel. And I'm like... Oh, I, yeah, know, I know someone TV's like that. Crap. I, know, I know someone that's like, oh, I'm not going to go for the best PC. I'm going to go for one because it's got a nice coloured motherboard. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> it depends on what you're going for. If you've got the balance between looks and performance, then, like, yeah... Like you've got an even balance, but some can, people... Can we say at this point what you actually are... The two components I want to say about with people, with what you've got, which are uh, different? No. No, it's, it's a secret. Top the thing, secret. The thing is, it's a project for later on, isn't it? All right, cool. Uh, so <laughs> people, you have to watch out. But Jansen's building some crazy machine. It's going to have some... It's Jansen. He's like a little professor, so it's going to have some crazy stuff in it. But... Some of the hardware he's got is limited edition and pretty rare, so it's something to watch out for if you love PCs and that, because this is stuff you probably won't even see in like some of the big companies that you see out there. You know, it's really one-off created stuff. And I don't know where Jansen finds it. I really don't. Yeah, because what I want to go for is like everyone customizes their PCs, but they all do it in the same way. It's all the water cooling pipes, the coloured water, the lights, the fans. I'm customising the PC, but in a completely different way. So I want it to be like a one-off. It will be a one-off from what yeah. we've seen. 
and so that's why some of the components that I'm getting I've paid a little bit more to get something that's limited edition it will be worth waiting for people but anyway let's move on T Jansen didn't even have a game to play but he spoke for like half an hour <laughs> about TVs <laughs> yeah <laughs> never mind right moving on Matt what have you been playing I've been playing Mafia 3 do you know what? I played Mafia 1 and 2, and I really enjoyed them. Driving Don't that die. car yeah. around in the snow, doing all sideways skids and all that. <laughs> it's pretty it was much, good. It's pretty much GTA, isn't it? Pretty much. It was. Old school GTA. Yeah. Italian America. New York. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, not much has changed, <laughs> which is quite shockingly. Right. Hold on a minute. This. I just thought uh, of something. Sorry to cut you off. We didn't say about you in uh, Miscreated what happened. Ooh, yes. Just quickly for people. <laughs> right, okay, back to miscreated. Yes. Just quickly, just a quick top-up. Matt really was desperate to play this game, and he really loved the game. He played it for about 10 minutes. I liked the idea of it. Really, really <laughs> liked it. He spoke to me and talked me into getting the game. I got it. Didn't? And then I got into the oh, game. I did, yeah. And then it decided to kick him out, and <laughs> he, uh, it wouldn't let him get in anymore. Yeah, so it, it had quite a few um, issues with their servers. Um where I'd go in and then it'll just kick me out or no service would show up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of looked up on the forums on, you know, what the hell is the deal with this sort of thing? Is it me or is it just them being a bunch of you has Anyways, so there's quite a few people in the forums that said they had the same problem. How frustrating and you? They didn't really say any funny. fixes. It was really yeah. funny listening to you whilst, whilst <laughs> me and Mark was talking about what we found and what we've done. And you were just like, ah, I've had enough of this. I'm playing my own game. I ain't playing with you lot. I'm going to go in another room. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting proper stressed out. Like I was. Yeah, so uh, I emailed the developers and Steam, of course. And, of course, still nothing. now, nothing. They don't want to know. They're like, <laughs> we got your money. Um, yeah, so um, I kept trying and kept trying everything. I found a few little hints and tips of what might be the issue re-download and things tried that and it kind of worked sometimes sometimes it didn't anyways <laughs> i did all this bits and now and then it would let me play the game and i'd be there you know at the beginning it was i'd be on there till whenever but now recently it just after four and a half minutes of getting into a server it'll kick you out and i've got the easy game thing he's playing yes on the go and updated and everything and i've done everything it says I've done other things as well, which a lot of people said is not that. It's actually to do with the configs on there. It's a known issue that keeps carry on, but there's no fix for it as yet. Get your money back then. I tried that but because I've been trying to fix it for six and a half hours. Seems you've been playing for two hours. Demon like. Yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, you, you, you've been on it for over six hours. You, you know, you're not getting your money. And it's like, that's me trying to fix the darn thing. Not playing the game at all. I've sent an, a message, an email to a guy called Mark in Trading Standards. You love writing letters, don't you? I do, but why not? And uh, get my money back. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Right, crack on Mafia 3. Hands is getting right. desperate. Yeah, right, okay. One issue I had when I first bought it was with my GTX 690, wasn't it? Is it a 690? 960. 960, yeah. That was it. And it was completely unplayable. Even a lot of people saying that. And that was um, even after their updated... Is that an optimization um, problem or...? Yeah, yeah this, was, was, this yeah. was another prime example of a piss-poor port. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Um, yeah. Because I remember yeah. you lot. 
I remember when I think Hans, you played it and you was complaining about it and and then you two was having a discussion about and Matt was like, should I buy it yet? Is it ready to be bought yet? Should I buy it? And you was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then you bought it and you said, oh, I can't play it. And then you got you went and upgraded and then you said, oh, it's actually all right now. Yeah, there's still a lot of problems there uh, on the technical side. Like there's no SLI support for a AAA game, which is really bad. Yeah. There were a lot of textures flickering. That's probably fixed now. I don't know. Uh, I, in the very beginning, at the launch day, it was locked at 30 FPS, which for a PC port uh, is, is unacceptable, to be honest. How good is the graphics on this? Are they really they're, good? They're not they're that, that They're good, but they're not... not uh, I see them as PlayStation 2 type... Um, yeah, especially the sky. Graphics. When you look at the skybox, it's, yeah. it's like the clouds. I mean, it, yeah. Really that bad? Yeah, yeah, it really is. So you don't recommend Mafia 3 to people then? Uh, um, not by it, the looks on its own. Like even before, when I had the other card, it was like four frames a second. Couldn't play it till now with the 980. I get like 72 to 67. So cool. it's a bit better. You know, I'm glad that I only paid 15 pounds for it from CD Keys. Yeah, I, um, I should think it will that's a good um, price, get better. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the prices have changed quite a bit. I mean, in Steam is still 34.99. But now CD keys are actually selling it for the base game itself for ten seventy nine. If you want the kickback DLC, then it's thirty two ninety nine. Yeah, which is a bit of a hype on mm. that one. Mafia um, free. Yeah, there has uh, another free DLC which they added to that. I think that's probably more of a oh sorry for yeah, screw trying up. To, have trying to have suck something you up. free that's useless. <laughs> yeah, which gives you like um, outfits or things. Okay. So you get like. Um, it's What's a few outfits and, and a gun, I think, you get. How far have you played Hans into this game? Uh, not that far, because I had a lot of problems with it. And you give up in the end? I just gave up. Uh, I might try it again, because I heard the story is pretty okay. But um, my beef with the game is it doesn't really feel like a proper Mafia game. You're taking on the Mafia, trying to establish your own Mafia. And a lot of the missions are incredibly repetitive. Really? How do you yeah. find it, Matt? Um, yeah, if you got like um, you got your main story missions, which you do, which you know it's pretty much the same same sort of thing. Take this mm. person out so I can get this area. That's it. Side objectives are there just to make a little bit more money. The only thing different is that they only unlock like special weapons, car upgrades, and I think what else is there? You can okay. do your character as well. So I'm looking at on Steam and um, the preview videos. The graphics look alright on it. Once you play it, you kind of, it's very Yeah, blotchy. you'll see for yourself. Yeah. yeah, it's not as good as what is shown on the pictures at all. The oh, only really? thing that is good is the weather sort of thing. That's that's pretty much it. Character graphics, just the same. You know, you'd expect a lot more for, you know, a yeah, 3D AAA. person. Yeah, because yeah, the, just... the reviews on it is uh, very mixed, you know, yeah. overall. And for, for a game that's AAA which got that much money pumped into it and that many people working on it, it should be good. And if you look at the reviews, 90% of them on it, like, well, not 90%, it's only about 50, but all the top ones that I'm looking at is not recommended. Yeah, the thing is, my if this was called anything else well. but Mafia, it would be an okay game, but people yeah. compare it to Mafia 2, which set the standard, yeah. and it doesn't even hold the candle to Mafia 2. No, yeah, it Mafia is better yeah. in every aspect. Yeah, there's people That's writing true. all over it. They're like, I've got an i5-6400, GTX 1060, and I can't run the game on medium settings with more than 20 frames, you know? So it's, yeah. it's got major issues. And these are recent. These are like an hour ago, you know? So yeah. people are buying this, and they're pretty much just going, 
Yeah, that pissed me off though so much if I paid 35 for a game nowadays and then I couldn't play it and had all these problems. It's just unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. that's why I yeah. never pre-order anymore. I, I really want to read the reviews now from players itself, not from third-party websites. It's just and wait it out. Yeah. It's all sorts of reviews. This is not Mafia. This is something else. You know, I can't believe how rushed this game is. Yeah, it is. It, it doesn't feel like a Mafia game at all. Like Mafia 2 set an incredibly high standard for the series. Yeah. Can't come on the Mafia 1 because it was too long ago, but I know I liked it, but I can't recommend the story anymore. So, uh, but Mafia 3 just doesn't feel like a Mafia game at all. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's an okay game by itself, given it should have another title. But yeah. because it has Mafia in the title, they set the bar. Different, yeah. But the reviews, the reviews are really bad, man. Like, uh, I mistook this story missions for side missions. There's lots of quests, but it's all busy work, you know, every single one. I was really excited about the game, but it's just overly repetitive. Yeah, yeah like you... I said, it's really repetitive. Mm. It is. Yeah. Mafia on free. the map as well, it's just like you don't know what's going on. You got like certain icons, you go there, you just taking over an area, that's basically it, or yeah. doing little hits. I've seen loads of glitches online from other people that, you know, disappearing cars, people floating up in the air, <laughs> uh cars getting into cars and then like Invisible cars where you can just see the wheels and an yeah, engine. I, and I had the... seven wheels on my car. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this just a port over from like PlayStation and Xbox? I, I really think this is a, yeah. a direct port. I'm not are, sure, but are I think these, it's a it feels like it, doesn't it? Are any of these issues on the, the console version? No idea. You don't know? I'm not too sure. Because um, it might be funny to see if it's just the port. Probably not, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I've not had... very often we talk about a game that we don't really go for, especially a AAA, which we have issues with. Yeah, but if you strip it down to the bare minimum, the game is okay, though. Once you get you get it up and running, it's an okay game. It's just, because it's, it, yeah, it's just because it's Mafia that it's yeah. not okay. So. Yeah, if mm. you kind of pretend that it's not, then it, it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, anyway, one of my glitches that I kind of like really liked, got me laughing, was uh, something that was from uh, Smokey and the Bandit. You know where the police car is going on with um, no yeah. doors and it's just rolling on fire sort of thing. <laughs> and I just kind of like parked up my car and then this battered up police car kind of like just rolled by sort of thing and got me laughing a bit there. So yeah, there's a few of those. A few so it's Mafia 3, ones. you wouldn't recommend it to people? Nah, as it be, not at the full price. If it can get it pretty cheap, like like 10 to 15. Yeah, 10 yeah, pounds. I recommend it, yeah. Yeah. Sort of oh, thing. Um, it's I not, think it's pointless getting the DLCs. Just get the the base game for ten pounds. It's yeah, be a lot easier. Yeah. GTA, I've got it on for eight pounds eighty at the moment. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's an okay price for the game. Yeah, I think that's it's only it's for Russia though. It's not that bad isn't it? as we make it out to be here. Are, but... are any are any of you how I feel about these sort of games? Like Grand Theft Auto. Like I played the last. I played GTA Five, but since then, when I see these sort of games, these big open world. I love big open world games. They're my favorite games. But lately, I find myself getting a bit. I just can't be bothered. Like I look at Mafia Three, the title, and I think that's going to be a massive open world, running around doing loads of missions, and I just think I don't know if I've got time to get into that. Is anyone else like that or not? Uh, it depends, uh, really. Um, not really. No, I just depends think, like, on the game, though. Yeah. Like if I played it for ten minutes, I'd probably get really stuck in. But it's just like, oh. And now, now what you've said about it, I won't be buying it anyway. <laughs> nah. Nah. But yeah, that's Mafia yeah. Three. Sound effects, crap. Really? Agreed. It's, it's, yeah, agreed. It's yeah, it's absolutely shocking. Like your car, when you're driving the car, your sound will be off on one side. Um, <laughs> it just makes no sense, you know. Yeah, the driving should be fixed now. By the way, it was horrible in the beginning. Yeah, still horrible. 
It's you're so not, the sound is so flat. There's you're not making no. me want to buy this game. Whatsoever. I know no. it is. They need to do a lot more on this. In-game music, though, I did enjoy. I do like the radio music of the old the oldies of that era. You know, yeah, uh, which was good. Gameplay is kind of good as long as you don't think of it as a mafia game. Vehicle control is crap. That's another extremely, thing. yeah, extremely. extremely crap. Yeah, another problem I <laughs> you ran two into. You're just ripping this game to pieces. <laughs> no, I'm not it ripping needs... it to pieces. It's it just it, those things are a fact. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. This is factual here. There's armored trucks going around. Okay, you're supposed to, you know, in other games, you you see this armored truck is highlighted as red as a target. So you go there, you're like, oh, good, I can get some money out of this. Go up to it, you shoot it, nothing happens. You know, you take out its tires, fine. The driver will pop out. You, you can't get into the truck at all. You can't take the money from the back or anything. You just It's just there. You can't do anything with it. You can't get any money. Um, <laughs> it's just a random So it's just a random point, this thing in yeah, the game. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You do hit some random gang members in a car, which doesn't really do much. You get, like, $15 out of it, maybe. That's it. No ambulances, no fire trucks or anything. Only police who are adamant not to do anything unless you ram into them. They're pretty crap AI. There was one hearse that I found. That was, you know, I'd be like, oh, awesome. I'll try and find that and drive it around, but couldn't find it ever since. <laughs> there are collectibles, which are quite nice. you got Playboy collectibles, Hot Rod magazine covers, uh, Vargas magazines, which is the uh, drawn pictures of the old Can you display the collectibles? Yeah. Propaganda posters and repent posters from your local church dweller, I guess, <laughs> and album covers. So that's but these are all, pretty these good. But these are all like side missions like GTA where you just run around and you find it in a back alley or whatever, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah, like so. collectibles like I've got a normal gun, say I've got an old-fashioned Tommy gun, yeah? Yeah. My kind of collectibles I like is if I do 100 hours in the game, I will get a chrome Tommy gun. Tommy gun. Like that sort of collectible is what I like. Yeah. Something that makes me stand out from the rest because I've put effort in hard graft and it's paid off, you know? Yeah. I don't really like the ones where it's like pick up a hundred magazines from around the city and you're just oh, looking online, where's the next one? Oh, run and get that. Next one, run and get that. Yeah. I, think that I think that's a bit why I've gone off these games. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely not replayable. Like, yeah. Once it's done, it's done. To, to me, be honest you know, with you... I've yeah. tried to cut you off four times because it's just like you sold it not yeah, to me whatsoever. Yeah, and I'm going to keep on talking about it. So and yeah. I'm, uh, pretty much, you've made me... Is it the same for anybody else on here? It's made me feel like, mm, maybe we shouldn't talk about this so yeah. much. Yeah, I, I was looking at buying it because I've not played any of the Mafia games. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. But, yeah, I think yeah, Mafia I might... 2. Buy Mafia 2. That's cheap. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Boom. Oh, it's too, it's I, a real yeah. Mafia. It's the best Mafia game. Yeah, series. I liked that. I played right through Mafia 2 as well. But yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mafia free. They Game don't sucks. like it. Next to No Man's Sky. <laughs> 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 Go have babies together. No Man's no, Mafia free in Sky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on, Hans. What have you been playing? I, I got a confession to make. Go on. I've been console peasanting. Oh, oh that's God. enough of him. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> have you been playing this next game you're talking about on a console? Yeah, I've been playing Final Fantasy 15 on the console. Oh my um, god! So uh, I no, put about. Hold on, shut hold on. up! Shut up! I gotta be honest. Every time someone says console, you switch them off straight away. Yeah. You've yep. turned up with a console game. Yeah, that's why I said I have a confession to make. So I played 62 hours of uh, Final Fantasy 15, 
And 62. I wasn't impressed. Yeah, I wasn't impressed. 62. I finished the game. Yeah. 62 really? hours. 62 hours, yeah. When did you buy it? I finished the game. The game. Uh, three weeks ago, I think. Yeah, about three weeks ago. Yeah. I got it like a week early before it was on retail sale. Thank but you, there local is, game there store. There is one thing, people. The only reason he's talking about console game, and I'll say this at the beginning, is because he's comparing it to a PC game. Yeah, because I wasn't really satisfied with uh, Final Fantasy XV. I mean, a lot of people praising it. I was like, yeah, okay, meh. <laughs> it's okay, so, but no more than that. It's just. Have a... you played the whole series through all the way? Yeah, with a few exceptions. The one I'm going to compare it to was Final Fantasy XIII, which I absolutely hated when it came out. Like, really, I was just like, what the fuck is this kind of game? I don't want to see this ever again. But for some reason, I got it on my Steam now. It released two years ago on Steam. Never got around to playing it, though. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give Final Fantasy XIII a little chance here and compare how, um, like, a, actually a two-year-old game then. It's actually 10-year, but it came out on PC two years ago. How it looks in 4K compared to a new Final Fantasy XV. And it looks awesome in 4k compared to final fantasy 15 what, now, on, what... your, on your xbox no on the pc final fantasy oh, right. 13 yeah and i was just gonna say because um i heard that final fantasy 15 on the xbox actually had a downgrading graphics to get more consistent uh, fps oh, really and on the playstation 4 pro you apparently have the option to choose between consistent fps or better graphics not right. sure if it's true. It's something I read on, on a lot of forums. So probably is correct then. Uh, but personally, I was like, okay, screw this. I'm going to play Final Fantasy XIII on my, from my Steam on the PC, 4K. And it looked absolutely smashing. I posted a few screenshots on uh, our Facebook page. Oh, cool. I'll have a look at them. Yeah, I should have a look at it and how it looks. And uh, I'm not going to say it's a better game. I still hate it. I'm probably not going to finish it. The gameplay is different though, isn't it? Yeah, it's more... How do I call It's not a, a Japanese RPG or an RPG, period. It's more like an action type of game. <laughs> not sure how do you... If there's a category for Final Fantasy XIII. Besides uh, the crap pile. That's maybe yeah. a good category for it. <laughs> What's well, uh... you to today? You're just ripping things to pieces. <laughs> yeah, but fi um, in the Final Fantasy community, let's just say Final Fantasy XIII is the most hated game of all. But for me, I just wanted to see how this looks. I mean, Final Fantasy XV is a brand new game. And even if it is on the Xbox One S, it should look decent, right? You at least would think it looks a bit decent. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. Uh, if you're a PC gamer like us and you see that game, it's like, what the hell is this? It was jaggy. It was edgy. It didn't look very good at all. There was like the mist to cover the 3D in uh, the distance. It's an, an old trick used. But then again, it was on the Xbox One S, which apparently had a downgrade to get more consistent FPS. And I have to say, I didn't really have any SP uh, FPS drops. Hmm. I think I haven't played Final Fantasy for about 10 years. It's been since long time, PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 1, you know. And uh, back then, I was younger and I wasn't really into more, into more action sort yeah, of games. Yeah, but you can't compare the older Final Fantasy anymore to these ones. Um, let's just say Final Fantasy 15, for example, now. I would compare it to The Witcher 3. It's just a Japanese take on an open world game. That's oh, really? It. But The Witcher 3, in my opinion, is, is way, way better than uh, mm. Final Fantasy 15. It's, it's a bit boring. If you you like a traditional Japanese RPG, don't go for this one. So really? I know you don't like those games at all. But, no, uh, I can't. To be honest, what you're talking about is all gibberish to me because I don't play these games. And I know Final Fantasy's got a massive following and a lot very opinion, opinionated people 
about which one's the best one, which one they play the most. A lot of people still play the old ones, and a lot of people, yeah, a lot of podcasts I've heard that play it. Uh, there's a lots of ups and downs and ins and outs of each one. You know, I I just got don't know any of the politics towards that, so I can't I can't say. Yeah, I'm only get, take your word go for into it. the discussion of which one is the best because that's to each your own, I guess. But yeah. I just want to see how like a well a ten year old game compared to a new game. Now, granted, of course, it released on on Steam two years ago, so for the sake of arguing, let's say it's a two year old game, and it just blew it away, which was a bit surprising for me. So out, out of this conversation, the thing I want to know is you play PC and you hate consoles. You got a console only because you won it as a competition, wasn't it? And Final yeah. Fantasy was out on it, so you yep. wanted to play it. What's your overall opinion of the console version? Rubbish or like, <laughs> uh, I'll only stick to my PC or will it make you buy more consoles? Let's games? just say it would never convert me to console. Oh, fair uh, enough. It, probably for a console, it looked okay, but to me, it looked like crap. <laughs> and probably when when you played it, when you when you are gonna play it someday or you're gonna see it somewhere, and you're gonna say this doesn't look like a PC game, but then yeah. again, I did play on a 4K TV and the Xbox One S is supposed to have a it's an upscale though. yeah an upscale technique that yeah that's a bit weird for me it's like HDR Jensen might know what that Don't is. Don't man, because that really annoys me, Jens. Yeah. You, you might know more about this area. Does this really annoy you that you see adverts everywhere for 4K consoles when they're not 4K Upscaling. they're upscaled? Yeah. Well, I'm not that bothered about it, but yeah, it's like you shouldn't say 4K if it's upscaled because... It's totally different. Yeah. It's like they're filling in blank spaces. Yeah. Yeah, like the Xbox One S, from what I read about it, this is some kind of a a weird technique called HDR with shadow and light effects. Yeah, well, HDR is to do with like the contrast. So you get like... Yeah, well, they're using it smart, so to speak. It actually renders in 4K or something, and thanks to the HDR technology, it would look a lot better than, say, your normal Xbox. Personally, I didn't notice it, so still looked jaggy and edgy to me. So. <laughs> Personally, for me, I find it annoying that there's probably a million and one people out there now walking around the streets going, yeah, I just got my new Xbox, you know, it's better than yours, it's 4K, and I'm thinking it's not. Yeah, but in all honesty, I don't think Microsoft <laughs> sold the Xbox as a 4K machine, which Sony did with their uh, PS4 Pro, yeah. which is also a lot of discussion about. From what I read about it, the PS4 Pro is like 1600p, but upscaled. Yeah, it's and 4K. And the Xbox One S is, is also 1080p, but upscaled in, in a better way or something. That's a bit of gist that I got it. But again, I'm not a console guy. I don't know anything about the technical side of those things. But as well, so. it's the games that they make. It's like if someone makes a game in 1080 and you've got an upscaling yeah. uh, console, it's it's still going to be a 1080 game. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure how Final Fantasy 15 was developed, so I I can't comment on that. I just know that when I played, it was like this, this looks bad. <laughs> I've had I've had this discussion with lots of people about graphics cards. You wouldn't be surprised how many people come to me and they go, "I want to buy such and such card because it does 4K," and I'm like, "All right then." Uh, and then they'll go, yeah, I've got a normal monitor. I go, you've got a 1080 monitor. You ain't going to be having no 4K. Yeah, but my graphics card turns it into 4K. I'm like, <laughs> you don't have the pixels to be able to do 4K. Yeah. You know, it's not, you're not seeing 4K. It's not yeah, going to be 4K. It's, it's like a lot of people that are buying a PlayStation 4 Pro now. It's like, yeah, I have a 4K gaming machine. And then they're playing on a 1080p TV, yeah. which is it's, totally useless. It's like the discussion so. I've had with people about TV, Netflix. Now... 
you've got all these Blu-rays coming out and they go 4K and they're not. It's an old video that's filmed in like 1080 and it's upscaled to 4K, so it's Blu-ray 4K. It is crisp, it does look all right. But then if you actually go online and you get actual 4K recorded in 4K, the difference is amazing. Oh, yeah. You know? It is, You yeah. see every little pinhead detail. I have one 4K movie and it uh, blows all the rest away, so to speak. Yeah, they, they do. And it, that just really annoys me because... I'm, I'm not saying like that 1080p is bad, though, in movies, but, uh, yeah. You know, to me, honestly, I'll be totally honest with you, yeah? Me, seeing my monitor on 1080 on an IPS monitor... My graphics are better than going on whatever, like upscaled 4K. It, my my 1080 is crisper, much yeah, better. The density is better, and I prefer to play that. Unless I'm going to play in absolute 4K in a game that's designed for 4K and rendered for 4K, I won't bother. You know? No, I agree with you there. But it's like, that's probably like, also why you don't play on consoles. Yeah, because you don't see any difference. You're used to, yeah, but you're used to PC now. Yeah. That's what I experienced now with Xbox One S. I'm not saying the Xbox One S is a bad machine. It's probably a very good machine for, for a console. But when you're playing on PC for such a long time as we have, you yeah. actually do see the difference. And no matter how many people can tell you otherwise, like, no, there's no difference. The human eye can't see more than 30 FPS. That's a load of bullcrap. Of course you can. Yeah, now they say 60. Uh, yeah, 60. Uh, but you can see it. You can notice it. But what the, what they should really say is is anything above 60 frames is... Good, it's better, but, but it's neglectable. It's neglectable. Sixty yeah. frames is is the right sweet spot to yeah, be playing the game smooth. You know, yeah. I'm it, not sure um, uh, exactly how many FPS Final Fantasy 15 ran uh, on you the know, Xbox One. As you know, no, I can't, there's no way to check it. I think prime example, Armor Free. You know, you get in that game, and most of the servers are on 32 frames, roughly. Uh, some of them go higher, and if you're on one, some of them you can take right up their run. They haven't got any cap. Now, if you're on a 30-frame server, you can see clearly the jumpiness. Now, I've always said this to people. 30 frames is playable, but it's noticeable that it's not running smooth. It's the bare minimum. Yeah. Even on my monitor, yeah. uh, I noticed 30 FPS. Yeah. 60, frames, so. 60 frames is smooth, playable, and nice. And, yeah, it's, it's okay. But when you get up, like, ranging much higher than that, the smoothness is such an intense, like, smoothness with your mouse... If I'm on armor free and I'm at 60 frames and I'm spinning my character around, it's smooth, but you can still you can still see the judder sort of thing, you know. But it's smooth. When you get frames up above that, it's like wow, I move my gun really fast, and it just moves, you know. The picture doesn't yeah, slow down. Yeah, that, that is where G-Sync and FreeSync monitors are come in, though. Yeah, but mine uh, ain't, I haven't got a G-Sync monitor or a FreeSync monitor. Yeah, you'll see, if you ever own one of these, you'll see the difference. Immediately. Yeah, they just make it better yeah. for the lower frames. So yeah, it is because a, when I dip down to 45, like in still the still smooth, it happens sometimes. You didn't notice it at all. Yeah, because they're identically synced, so yeah. you don't notice any difference, like double frames and all that sort of stuff. But that's yeah. a whole other story, anyway. Yeah. That's Final Fantasy. His comparison. Let's get off of consoles now. Yeah, we'll end up at stream console. <laughs> I, feel, I feel, I feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> You've been abused. Yeah. <laughs> Right, moving on, that's uh, all the games, and let's get into some community and extras. My one thing for the community and extras is Empyrean Server. We haven't really been on it much. It's still been rammed full of people, and I have had a lot of hackers in there because we had to turn the anti-cheat off purely because there's a bug where it stops people being able to get on the server. So you'd be playing for a month, 
and all of a sudden, bang, your anti-cheat don't allow you on anymore. The same as the sort of thing as what Matt was getting earlier on in these games. That wasn't. <laughs> <He> <laughs> agree, but it was. Wasn't. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the server will be coming to an end over the next like couple of weeks, new year, because we want to replace it now with something new. We want to get a new server on there. We're looking for games, so if anybody's got any ideas of games they want to get into, we're more than happy to try and set something up and get a game that we're all willing to play and get involved in. So, yeah, the Simperian server is coming to an end. It won't be deleted. It will still be on there. So if we go back to it in the future when there's updates, we'll update it and we'll carry on, you know. So the server is saved. What I will say to anybody listeners that do use that server, if you want to carry on playing, I'm more than happy to send you all the server files and show you how to get your own server up and running so that you can carry on your server in your own name but with our world and what you've built and everything like that. And I think that's pretty fair, isn't it, people? Yeah, it'd be quite fun uh, to see yeah. the continuation of it. Yeah, because normally servers, when they go down, you don't hear anything about it. It just goes down and disappears into the dust. You don't see anything and you lose all your gear. But what we're doing is we'll take the server down. Anyone that does want the server to play and carry on, we can give you the files to play single player or multiplayer. I'll show you how to set up your own server, name it what you want and do what you want, carry it on, you know? And I think that's that you can't get better than that, really, because we do need to change the games on this server. It's been, what, four months? So it's been running a long time. You know, so uh, I think that's fair enough. Right, that's, anyone else got anything for the community section they want to say about anything? Mark, anything you're doing? or? Um, no, no, I think we covered it all. Um, you covered just, it all, you're just doing yeah, your videos. YouTube and stuff, yeah. Cool. Anybody else? Matt, anything you're up to? No, not yet. Cool. That's about it then, really. We move on. Right, questions. We have one question this month. I'll read it out like normal, and then you can give me your opinions. And uh, this question is from, it came through Steam. So if you want to put any questions through Steam, that's fine. If you want to put questions to our email, it's extremepeaceuk at gmail.com. That's fine. You can do it anywhere, Facebook, wherever. Right. This is from Zool. Hey, thanks for the good listen on the way to work. So many questions for you guys. It's something a bit different, but I'm, it is gaming related. Currently, I sit on what can only be described as the most uncomfortable office chair you could probably imagine. You know, the one that nobody wants. It's lopsided, doesn't adjust, and to be honest, I'd rather stand if I had a desk that would allow that. Anyway, what gaming chairs do you guys use? Any particular brand or model? I like the racing-style seats, like the bucket seats, but reviews are a few and far between. Cheers. Right, now, I've got to be honest, straight off the bat, I sit on a solid right-angled wooden chair hard yeah. wooden chair it's a proper <laughs> old school chair as well it's proper hard cut hand carved solid wood chair it's just it, thrown it's he- it is yeah. like that it's heavy solid and that's all you can say about it it's absolutely solid now i've got to be honest with you anyone that comes to my house goes how do you sit on that chair it's rock hard man it's got no cushion on it or nothing i've never actually even thought about it i just always sit on this chair and i'm fine i enjoy this chair like, Jansen, you've sat on this chair. How do you feel? I hated it. Really? It, yeah, it's it's not, a, it's, it's not a bad chair, but it needs a cushion on it. I sat on it, and I was like, oh, this is, like, rock hard. That's because you're so skinny and you've got a bony little ass. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pure right angle as well. Yeah, it's so pure. it's like you've got no, like, contours or anything. It's just flat bottom, flat back at a right angle. So, yeah, when I sat in it, I was like, yeah, this... This is pretty uncomfortable. The thing is, I find it really comfortable. Like, I'm sitting on it now. I've been sitting here for, like, a couple of hours now, like, on this chair. 
my back is right angled on it. My bum sits. Maybe it's my size and shape fits perfectly. Like. Yeah, but I don't think Zulu wants a wooden chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. sell you it if you want this chair. Then you're down to the local yeah. like secondhand shop. It's and good just... for the posture. Now this chair was bloody expensive. This so chair you is come like, in. This is part of my deficit <laughs> hand carved. <laughs> but yeah, I've got to be honest. My chair has never given me any grief, so I've never wanted to change it. Really, it's weird. I haven't even thought about it. What about you guys? Well, with my chair, I bought mine from IKEA. And I think it was something like fifteen pound, <laughs> and it's a swivel chair, but my whole setup is white. Like everything's white and light. You have to gray. blow it up every night. You get on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, to be honest, I, I stole mine from my former employee. So. Has it got all <laughs> little white beads that fall out of it from the zip? Hey, you're talking about a beanbag. <laughs> <laughs> you did just say fifteen quid from IKEA. Is it made of paper? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm saying it's a 15 quid chair from Ikea. Are you it's... talking down on Ikea? <laughs> you, you talk down on LD, now you're talking down on Ikea. Are they yeah. all places from where he's from? No, Ikea's Swedish, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, it's like Ikea stuff, like you can get some pretty good, like cheap stuff. And obviously it's like a mass produced chair. It's, it's a pretty basic <laughs> swivel chair. And... Oh, sorry, man, but this is creasing me up. It's like you're proper going into detail about your £15 <laughs> idea chair. <laughs> yeah, but this is what the guy wants to know, what chairs we're using and why. No, I think the guy wants to know, Zul wants to know about not what chairs we're using, he wants to know what gaming chairs are out there and what's best. But yeah, carry on, we will go through our no, chairs okay. first. Can we ask an honest question first? Who oh. here knows anything about gaming chairs? Me. I I did look into I did yeah. look into them when I got my build, but yeah, we'll come on to me in a second. Yeah, let's just go through what chairs we use and why we use them, and then we'll crack on with what we think after. Go on, yeah, carry well, on with your yeah, white that... fifteen pound IKEA chair. <laughs> yeah, but that is exactly Can what I, is I it was one of the ones that's got like the ten piece size circles on it? What ten piece circles? Like the seat all over it. It's got like ten piece size like round plastic circles for grip. No. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think we should all take photos of our chairs and post it to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I think we should. Yeah. Wait, mine will win because mine's hand carved, solid wood. Mine's was made in the 1940s. <laughs> right, let, let me finish the first swivel about chair. chair. Go on, let's let him finish. All right, it's just like a molded plastic chair with a swivel base, but the base is metal and you've got caster wheels and you can twist the chair to raise it and lower it and. The actual seat is just like white plastic, but it's perfectly molded to the shape of your body. So it's got like a lower back contour and the bit you actually sit on is contoured to be like higher at the front and lower at the back. So Dude, you, you need to go and work for IKEA and sell them chairs. <laughs> yeah, buy one, yeah. yeah, but the thing is, this is the most comfortable chair I've ever had. And it's probably the cheapest one I've ever paid for and the reason i got it is because my whole setup is white and light gray and this chair is white with a light gray base seriously so it fits he's in not joking home. yeah it fits in perfectly with my setup because everything you look at my setup now like pc table like speakers everything is white or light gray and i bought this thinking well this is a cheap seat I'll get that, and then when I got it home, sat in it, I was like, "This is well comfortable," and I've I've never really thought about changing it. 
So but, would you get a gaming chair, a proper one, if that chair... I can imagine you going for a white bucket seat sort of proper gaming chair otherwise. Well, the thing is, I started... like When I was working in London, there was this um, uh, shop called um, Vitra, and they do all proper high-end... They're well like, expensive. Off, yeah, office... Like, thousand uh, pound minimum. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like thousand pounds office chairs. And I was looking at this chair called the Boss, and it was like everything on it is chrome, and then the whole like seat is white leather. And I was like, yeah, that's the chair I want to get. But it was uh, twelve hundred and fifty pound, and that was without the adjustable height, without the lumbar support. Like that was just the base model. And I was like, yeah, that that would look the nuts, like, um, <laughs> like with Next, my why, why would you want to spend that much money on a chair? I mean, I literally took mine uh, mine out of the dumpster on my former work. No, but they were replacing chairs. It's a good I idea, used to work yeah. in a bank, and they were replacing all the chairs, and they they chucked all the old chairs away. Can I be really, honest? Literally, I can in the dumpster. I took one. It's still here. I can imagine. Right now. Oh man, I'll get out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Had sitting on right now. Like one of these really big swivel chairs with the wheels on, you know, with the, the armrests, the black leather ones, yeah. like the president yeah. would sit on. Is that what you're <laughs> Actually, it looks very similar to what you're describing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how funny, I knew that if you were sitting on one of them. Anyway, but right. Oh, the other thing, talking about actual gaming chairs, like that was like a proper top end business chair. And I knew it would be comfortable, but it's way too expensive. But one thing I do have, like all these gaming chairs, they're mimicking racing seats, aren't yeah, they? Bucket yeah, bucket seats. Yeah, and I've, uh, because I'm building a race car, I've got two Cobra racing seats sitting in my shed waiting to go in that car, and they're both brand new. And I was basically thinking of buying the swivel bottom and just sticking that seat on the, oh, on on the swivel. Yeah, and then I've got a proper racing seat because those seats were like, 700 pound so yeah th they're proper racing seats but the thing is the, all the chairs that are out there like i'm looking at um, a couple of web pages now and the market for these seats now is massive very expensive yeah, they? yeah, yeah. but they're, they're yeah. not they're not they range from 170 quid you know and they go through to the thousands yeah but they all look pretty good quality but do you know what the bucket seats for me the ones that i've sat on they ain't actually that comfortable they don't look comfortable at all no Right. Uh, we, we was at the show when we was at Insomnia last. We looked at a few chairs and we sat on a few. And I was like, you know, it does look the part, but it's not something that I feel I would like to sit in for a few hours. This is this is one thing I'd looked into in a lot of detail when I wanted to get my gaming chair. Yeah. At, at the end, I and it didn't come with a seatbelt <laughs> <laughs> or a driving wheel. In, in Nick, the... <laughs> here's here's a photo of so mine. We're, we're all gonna cut Pope off now. Look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say, in the end, I, I ended up going for um, just an old office chair because I looked into stuff like what's the lumbar, lumbar support? Is it height adjustable? And you find with a lot of these gaming chairs, they're not. They they look good. They're like visually, yeah, very, very good. But if you look into what support it gives you back, um, it's very minimal unless you're paying four or five hundred pounds for a gaming chair. Yeah. And this is one thing I wanted to look at because I'm on my computer maybe three, four hours in, in a go. I don't, I don't want to like damage my back just because of a chair. But that's the point. Would you rather go for a chair that's designed and expensive for keeping you comfortable 
that doesn't look anything like a gaming chair, or would you go for it, one of these crazy-ass gaming chairs like Janssen that matches your, your setup, all your screens, your table, and your desk, and your, your computer case, you know? How far do you go? Is that going too far, or is that not? For me, you I'll have be to be totally comfortable. Honest. For yeah. me, I can sit on the floor and I'm comfortable. Yeah. So to me, it doesn't really fit. And, you know, I my, like I said, I've got a hand-carved desk, and the chair matches the desk. So you've seen it, Janssen. It yeah. tallies up quite nice, doesn't it? Like, it fits well. It's yeah, dark it wood. It, yeah, it goes together. It looks nice together, but it's just not very nice to sit on. Oh, I like it. I've, I've always been comfortable in it. And it's also as well, with them chairs as well, you've got carpet or wooden floor. Like, if you've got wooden floor, fine. But if you've got carpet, you don't really want to roll around on carpet, do you? Yeah. But, but some of these gaming chairs as well, it's like they're purely made to just look the part. So yeah, yeah. it's like with a an actual racing seat has been designed to fit a racing driver in it and safety and comfort and all the rest of it. And if you used one of those, you'd have like a perfect seat to sit in and it would have all the lumbar support and everything. Yeah. But when you get these gaming seats, they're just copying that style. Yeah. They, they don't really have to abide by any kind of criteria. They can just make it look, they could put lumps. Yeah. I think he fell off his chair. Uh... <laughs> he fell off his yeah. chair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So by the way, Nick, Nick yeah. what do you think of my chair now? We actually yeah, I've just... use... Um, Hold on. <laughs> what happened there? What? You just disappeared. Cut off for 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Oh. Just... <laughs> Never mind. We wasn't listening anyway. No one knew what he was talking about. <laughs> okay, moving on. Tumbleweeded him again. <laughs> You do it to yourself. I think that was just, I think <laughs> that's that was like one of those you get from school. <laughs> yeah, I've just seen a picture of Hans's one, and it's exactly like I described it. If you yeah, yeah. the president, <laughs> I, I got it out of the dumpster. They were throwing this away. Would you have taken it? Seriously, would you have mm, taken it? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, this was free. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to the, the question that Zul sent in is, I don't think he's asking us about the details of lumber support and all that sort of stuff. I think he's asking us more of the, any kind of brands that stick out for you, which you think are worth getting, you know? Yeah, well, was... that, that's, that's what I was going to say just before my headphones cut out, is there is a company out there, but I can't remember what they're called, and they actually use racing seats. So they'll use, like, Cobra seats, and they will... Like, that's going to be expensive, it, though. Yeah. It's expensive, but you know you're getting a proper seat out of it if you're willing to spend the money. Yeah. But I reckon all these other gaming chairs, they're more of a gimmick than anything. Yeah. You, yeah. May, you may as well just go out and pick a seat that you're comfortable in. Don't don't really go for a gaming seat because it looks fancy. Yeah, because if you look through Instagram, because like, obviously I'm on Instagram, I've got a lot of people following me, I follow a lot of people, and... You do get a lot of computer setups. Now, one thing I always notice on a setup is at the desk, and then you've got the backlights. But it's in a dark room, backlight behind the monitors, and then they have to have the gaming chair as well in the same color leather as the rest of it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it does look good. But looking good doesn't necessarily mean it's going to do what you want it to do, you know? So I, I'll be totally honest. My view on gaming chairs is I'm not really too fussed on them because... It's the machine I worry about and the graphics I worry about and that kind of stuff, you know. If I like you, Jansen, you're more towards getting everything white and everything in the same colour and it all being matching up and tallying together, mm. you know. For me, it's a chair's just a chair and I just don't really care. 
recommendation I will make, and it's um, something I saw in quite a few people on forums, is the IKEA Marcus, which you can probably pick up for about £125. Oh, really? Um, it's a, it's an office chair. It looks all right. It's, it's nice. It's got all the bits you want in a chair, like support wise, and it's not too expensive. And it you know it looks smart. So that that'd be one to check out. Yeah, but that that like you said, that is an office chair. It's, you get the different coloured versions of it, and you got all the back like it holds all your back nicely. It's all got the netting in it and all that. But again, I think it's also asking about what type of actual gaming chairs which look the part. Any of you tried the, is it called the X-Rocker? Uh, yeah, I had one of them. Yeah, and it, it's almost like it's just a curve that yeah. you sit in. When and I used to have the Xbox, I had one. Yeah, because it's more for console gamers, I suppose, because yeah, like, it, it's quite low, isn't it? And it's got the speakers built into it, and it vibrates yeah. and all of that. It's got all that in it, and what basically you've got two versions. You've got a version which is off the floor, which is about a foot off the floor, and it's got a stand. Mm. And then you've got a version which is on the floor. Now, if you're sitting at a desk, you wouldn't be able to use it because it'd be too low. Yeah, but if you've got a low, if you're if you're like me, when I had my Xbox set up, I was only about three feet off the floor. The screen was there, you know, about three feet above, like above me, and this chair was curved. So I'd leave it on the floor. I'd I'd sit into it, pretty much laying down, and I'd rock backwards and forwards constantly because your feet are on the floor, so you just keep moving backwards and forwards. And yeah. Uh, yeah, the speakers were in the back of it, so you could hear and everything. It was a good chair. Um, mm. I really liked it, but I just have to say for the PC, it was just too low. You wouldn't be able to do it. But if you could, you wouldn't be able to hold a mouse and, and keyboard on it. Mm. But yeah, I, I did like them chairs. They were pretty cool. Like, yeah. Nice, nice, comfortable curved back and that. But they, yeah. they do a few versions of it as well, don't they? Like, like yeah, you were saying, it's nowhere the... tall enough for a PC. Yeah, you've got the one on the floor, you've got the one on the stand. But I think the one that's on the stand, you can get different versions of that as well whether it's got like built-in speakers and the vibration and all of that. Yeah, but they're all a certain height. They're all only off the, just off the floor. Yeah. So they're not really fitting in. My, well, I, all I'd say is, you know, if you're into getting things colour-coded and you're not too worried about the comfort and that, then yeah, def definitely go for one of them chairs. I know overclockers do quite a lot of them. There's a massive, massive amount of chairs on overclockers. Mm. So you can check them on there. But it's all preference. You're going to buy one of them chairs. It's not really something you can try out. And once you get it, you've got it. And you've probably spent a couple of hundred quid. But but yeah, for me, I, I'm not too fussed about the chairs. I, I really do like my hard wooden chair. I am actually very surprised that I've sat on it so long and, and my ass don't hurt, you know. I'm, I'm quite comfortable. So, But yeah, thanks for that, Zool. That's a, a really good question. We haven't really had any questions like that. And uh, yeah, we give you information on what we do know about chairs. But I don't think any of us really are into the gaming chair thing, are we? Nah. Not really. Nope. More more waste of money on something else related to the gaming side of it, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, because they're not exactly cheap, so... Yeah. You could easily spend, like, 150 quid on a chair that's not really going to give you much more than a, a £15 IKEA chair. Yeah, that could, yeah. Be an M, that could be, like, an M.2 times 4 SSD or something, couldn't it? Like, you know, yeah, from Corsair. Yeah, that kind of money. But, um... Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> private joke. But yeah, moving on. Um, yeah, that's the only question we had this week. Thanks a lot, Zul, for sending that in. It's much appreciated, giving us a different take. Any other questions, hardware, software, whatever, where, anything, let us know. Send it into ExtremePCUK at Gmail or at Twitter or Instagram, or you can do it at Facebook. You know, we're more than happy to ask, answer any questions. Cheers for that. Right, moving on. We've had no iTunes reviews, but I will say we have recorded this podcast quite early into the month because it's Christmas and we need to get this out. So 
when you do receive this this podcast, it would have been recorded a week before. So yeah, we haven't had much time for iTunes reviews, so we won't go too much into that. And I think that brings us to the end of the uh, of the first half of this podcast. Because like we said earlier, this will be the actual podcast section. And then we will be going on in a couple of minutes after a short little break. We'll be going on to uh, our Christmas special, which will be in uh, maybe another couple of hours on top of that. So yeah, here's the break coming up and we'll see you on the other side. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Hi, and welcome back to uh, the second part of the podcast where we will be doing our Christmas crimbo. I don't know. What do we call it, boys? A chat? Special. O- open mic. Open <laughs> mic. Open mic. Oh, open mic especially. <laughs> yeah, basically what we're going to do is uh, we're just going to talk about an open chat about things we enjoyed last year, what we got up to, best games we played, and what we're going to be looking forward to next year, what we're going to be doing and bits and pieces like that. So, uh, shall I start us off, or does someone else want to start us off? Ah, go ahead. Go ahead. Right, what I want to be talking about, and it's uh, quite funny, because we've had to do the podcast extra late, because we had to wait for a little person to go to sleep downstairs. I've actually gone, got my um, my little one, who's five. You know, what I've done is, like I always say to lots of people, instead of actually buying, if, you, if you're on a tight budget, and, you know, this, this doesn't need to be extreme, like my computer. It's got to be good. And I think I've done well enough to get my computer that's going to run everything pretty high settings. But yeah, I'll read out the list of what I got in the computer and then what's going to happen and then where I'm sort of going to go with it. Basically, I paid 300 quid and I got um, a 4690K processor, which is pretty good. It runs at 3.5 and I can probably overclock it, you know, pretty high. So... You know, that's going to be pretty good on itself. It's in a, a really, really mini ITX case, which is an Obsidian 250D. Have any of you seen this case? Yeah. It's yeah, tiny, man. On, yeah, it's small. Yeah. 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 If, and if anyone wants to see it, you can go to my Instagram and have a look, Extreme Peace UK, and there's, there's a few pictures of it as I've stripped it down, because you know what I've done and what I'm like? I've stripped the whole thing to pieces. It's got a water cooler in there, like Corsair water cooler, sealed unit. It's got uh, 16 gigs of RAM in it. And basically, I stripped it all out, cleaned it all up, put it all back together. And what will happen is, my, my plan is, when he actually, when his little face lights up, when Father Christmas has brought it, I'm then going to ask him what he wants done with it. Cause he knows I do all the custom stuff and that. So I was thinking, maybe, like, because this case is so small, it's got the graphics card mounted on the side. I've got a 960 in there. It came with a AMD 270 or something, which was just pants. You know, so by putting that graphics card in there, the 960... That's pretty much took the price of it right up because it can now play like really good games. Yeah, as I was saying, on the case, you've got like gratings on both sides and you've got a glass window on top or a plastic window on top so you can see down into it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take both the sides off, have it all cut out, and then I might do some Perspex images on there so, it's, so you can see through the whole box, basically. Yeah, once it's out of the box and it's, the surprise is no longer, I'm going to do some kind of crazy colours. And you know, Have you seen my other work? You've seen all my other work with the spray jobs and all that, yeah. So I was thinking yeah. about doing like some crazy flames or something. And one thing that my, my son's going to be doing, like he's only five, but he's got he's going to be getting his own YouTube channel, which his name's going to be Lion Twin, because obviously my boys are twins. So he's going to be called Lion Twin. He's already, Mark, he already played you, didn't he? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, he did, yeah. Like that, <laughs> <laughs> Mark done yeah. the recording. The recording didn't come out too well, so he couldn't actually put it up on the YouTube. Oh, that was such a shame. <laughs> but he got ripped up, man. Leo beat him, was it 7-4? And then it was 13-something? Yeah, 7-4 in the first one. I thought I'd go easy on him. I know Nick said, like, you know, don't go easy, but I thought I can't do that on my first go. You know, I'll probably, like, crucify the kid. 
And then it came to 7-4 the first game. I thought, okay, better up my game in the second. And he just wiped the floor with me again. 13-6, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, he just, every time he, he was does doing something, the same, he's going yeah. easy on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, every single time that he moved or done something, like, obviously the screen's behind, you can't see where he is. Bang, just steal the ball off mm. him and take a shot, goal. You know, it's just constant, one after the other. It's really, really funny. But yeah, anyway, getting back to the, the computer case, I will be making it all paint it all up. So if you follow my Instagram, you'll be seeing what we do over time to, to get this computer case really good. So I'm really looking forward to it because he can have his own YouTube channel. And, you know, I don't really do YouTube. Mark, you do YouTube. And yep. like you know, it's probably a lot of editing and all that sort of stuff. But if I can teach the boy at a young age how to do it all himself, I just think they'll be, be on to a winner. But he's well good at computer games. I've got to give him that. So a lot of people think it's wrong, but I thought it was right. So... He, he's, yeah. like, he's like in my office up at the top. I've got like my, my, my four monitors and all my setup and all that. And then pretty much he's like, oh, Daddy, I don't, I don't want it in... I don't want, if, if I do, if Father Christmas does bring me one, I don't want it in, uh, in my room. I want it in your room because I've got to be like you. I want to be sitting opposite so we can talk whilst we're doing stuff together. He just wants to be me, basically, when yeah, I ask him. He's, <laughs> he's like your mini-me, isn't he? Yeah, he just, he just wants to be me. If I say to him, what do you want to be when you grow up? He goes, you. I said, you want to be like me? He goes, no, I want to be you. <laughs> he goes, I want to be a computer boy like you. But it's really funny. Um, he's a really funny little little dude. Hey, um, he just wants to be a part of the PC gaming master race. But yeah, so my big news for next year, which I'm looking forward to, is it's going to be an open door for me, basically. I don't know where it's going to go. Could be good, could be bad. But it's going to be a mini-me with his own computer over there, doing the same things as I do, playing games with us and stuff, you know, which is going to be funny because... Oh, I love watching him. Like, you know, you're proud of your own kids, always. So when my kid comes on and we're playing a game and he just messes you like up, I'm just going to be sitting again. Ha, ha, ha. absolutely loving it. I'll be recording it. It'll be on his channel. It'll be today. <laughs> Leo, Leo plays CSGO with these boys and it'll be like, bang, 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 you're all dead. Top of the, top of the list. So yeah. when he creams, you're going to put that on the YouTube channel also? No, don't be silly. You won't be uh, me. He'll um, edit that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, it's really, really good. He, the games he's played, I know kids pick up things fast, but uh, this is super fast. Like, do you remember when you first played you, Jansen, on Rocket League? Yeah. Literally, you he'd been playing for a couple of days, like an hour a day, so it's like three hours, and and he totally wasted you. Look yeah. at the picture. I've got a picture. Yeah, <laughs> the picture's yeah. on, on the the Instagram. I'd been playing. I'd probably had about like six, seven hours. When I played him, he'd probably had like a couple of hours, but I think it, the score in the end was something like 4-7 to him. Yeah. I think w when we do some of the shows after Christmas, I think I might bring him down a couple of times just to see how he gets on. Because, you know, I can put him I can put him on a computer and he'll just sit there and play it. He doesn't want to come off it. He loves it. So I think that would be quite good as well because it would give him a little experience and a taste of what we do. And feel more happy like he's part of the gang sort of thing. And it's quite funny because Jesse as well, my other twin, is getting involved as well now. And uh, like I said the other day, he played that game um, Subsistence. Basically, yeah. that just scared the pants off of him. Shouldn't have really done it really, but it was quite funny. Wolf oh, with the wolves, out. wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. That, that game scares me. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so yeah, keep uh, my, my main thing for the future is going to be just seeing where this goes, seeing how he cracks on, see see this time next year what, what could be going on. You know, I've got a feeling he might be a little star. He might be better than me. So if we do a LAN party around your house, will he get involved? Yeah. 
what I'll do is I'll set his one up as well, and uh, then they can, the kids can have a go on theirs and take it in turns while I'll just crack on with ours, you know? So, um, I, like I keep saying, you, you see him as a kid, but he, you wouldn't, if you didn't see him, you wouldn't think he was playing a kid. He sits on Rocket League and he's playing, and he's like, these are adults, they're not very good. And I'm just thinking it's more funny. <laughs> and he, he sometimes is like, Daddy, I, can't, I, I really want to talk to people. I can't talk to people because I don't allow him to speak to people on the internet because you don't know what I'm going to say to him. So he has to stay silent. But he just plays, you know, and his whole focus is in the game. And Well, he ripped me up when he was talking to me over yeah, he, Rocket League. That was he was me. like, you're I... rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I had the headset on. And uh, he's quite respectful, so he's got his own little swear words. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. this guy's wearing knickers. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it yeah <laughs> but yeah I did have to tell him to tone down when I was on the, on the microphone with you because I was doing like a bit of commentary I did yeah. have to tell him to tone it down a bit because he started getting well excited and calling you pants and knickers and <laughs> and he was just like, like going really deep with this so uh, I had to tell him look tone it down mate you are good but don't get cocky no one likes a cocky one <laughs> no <laughs> But yeah, so just seeing where that's going. Who, who wants to go on to next? What are, you, what are you boys looking forward to? Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, oh yes. Th- yeah, I've got to be honest yeah. with this. So yeah, Mass Effect 1, I loved it. I loved the exploring. I loved the planets. And I loved going around, finding the new weaponry and stuff like that. Mass Effect 2, I played for a few hours and it f- felt a bit bigger. Enjoyed it a little bit. Mass Effect 3 was massive. I was on that big, like, um, it was a long time ago. Now. I can't remember the name of it. Like, not Starship, but like an area. But is it a planet or... Where you wander around talking to people in the bar and then you go off and you talk to someone oh, else. Oh, the capital. Um, yeah, the capital. I uh, can't remember the name of it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been years since I played yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's been years for That's me, man. Because yeah. I played the first one on the Xbox. But, like, with the with this new one coming out, are they going to go down the same route? Are they going to bring something new to the table? Because I, I quite liked it. With the Not sure. It's a bit vague on, on the details, but from what I my understanding, it's going to be a completely open world, which I guess will be in the Andromeda Galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> because the the name, planet, it's the planet exploration that I like the most. Driving well, that's the what I don't know. Is this going to be set on one planet or is it going to be set on different planets? You I tell think it's me. on different, yeah. It should be on By different planets. By the sounds planets, of it, yeah. 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 From what I read, yeah, it says uh, you could drive a buggy-type vehicle to explore new planets. Ooh, the buggy-type vehicle, that's what I liked at the and beginning. And I'm not sure how <laughs> it's going to link into the other tree, the story. It's, it, it's set to be a completely new trilogy they want to make. Yeah, yeah, it's probably but it's still tie-in yeah, with the old one somehow. Yeah, because yeah, Sam Shepard's not there, is he? Yeah, yeah so he's, he's, apparently is in that Sam universe, Shepard? at yeah. that time, he's still alive. It, it's yeah, it's a bit weird. Mm, something to be seen. Yeah. But I find it as well, though, like with the big games like that, I don't, I find it hard to get to the end of them nowadays because of time, you know? Well, it's not like those new games are lengthy. Because yeah. they spend so much time on graphics these days and completely ignore the story and the length. Mm. Like there's some $60 games out there you can finish in like five or six hours, which is just a, a no-go for me. Well, the thing is sometimes if you finish them in that time, it could be a game. Some of the games I noticed that they let you finish them really quickly, but then when you restart them, you get a new level or you get a new difficulty or something. So Yeah, a new game plus seems to be a thing lately. Yeah, so you get like a super duper level after. Yeah, personally, it's not something I'm really interested in, but apparently mm. there's a market for it, so... But the thing is, that's just making up for a short game. They're saying, we'll play again and we'll give you this. But with me, when I've played a game, when I get to the end, that's it, I'm done. Most that, of the time, same here. That, for me, was dishonoured. Like I said last time, like, 
I played through all stealthy, which I don't even like stealthy. I like going all guns blazing. But I thought, I'll do it properly. You know, I'll give it a go. Really loving the game. Played all the way through, completed it. I thought, right, this time I'm going to smash it. I'm going to cut everyone up, kill everyone in the game. And I'm just going to fire my way through. Yeah, but you've seen played it, it the, already. Yeah, but I've played it for the first intro. We started talking and I was like, no, nah, okay, Bob, switch it off, play something else. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm I did, the same. So. I did always say I'm going to go back to it and like do it a run through again, but in the, like the crazy manner. But now Dishonored 2's out, isn't it? So it's like maybe I'll just jump onto that one and do that in the aggressive manner, you know? Yeah, it's always yeah. a thing you can do. Like yeah. I haven't played Dishonored 2 yet, so I can't comment on how the game yeah. is, but it I'll gets good reviews it. everywhere. Yeah, I will be playing it at some point. Uh, it's just one yeah, of those games. You know how it is. Wait for it to drop down in price on Steam and then we'll buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any games that I'm actually looking forward to for, for next year. You know, there's lots of... Oh, I'd love to try and have another Fallout come out. No, um, it's not going to be for next year. Do you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see a Fallout come out which keeps the single-player game like it is but allows other people into your game to, like, trade with and stuff. So, you know how... Do you ever play Fable years ago? Fable 3? Yeah. How you had you had like these orbs that would go around. So if you saw an orb floating around, it was another player in the same server as you, but you couldn't directly, you could play with them if you went up to the orb and asked them into your game. But if not, you didn't have to, but you could trade with them and stuff like that. So <coughs> I think that might be a good idea. Like, you know, you build your base and whatever, or or even if servers are set out where you've got like 100 people into a server or 50 people if it's too big, and you can build your own little area, you can like, if you get into the game, you can buy your own area to build a base in. And then you can go out and trade with other people. So most of the people in the server are real people, but in the Fallout so world. So that's a, a consistent world then, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. I would like to see Fallout do is to add maybe some multiplayer quests where you go, yeah. maybe two or three of you co-op quests and go off and do something. I think that's something that Fallout lacks. Um, yeah, but Bethesda isn't known for, uh, known for doing multiplayer things. Yeah, they don't like the They're multiplayer. purely mm. story-driven. Same in Skyrim and all those other games. Yeah. But they did with the Skyrim. They took it down that route, didn't they? They've got like the the um, online version. No, that's that's not from Bethesda. It's just a name. Is it really? Completely, yeah, it's a completely different company. That, uh, does it. But the game's exactly the same, isn't it? Yeah, but the online, like the Elder Scrolls Online, is a completely different company. Just a name. But because but when I finished playing, um, I finished Skyrim. And I've done hundreds of hours in that. And then when um, the online version came out, I tried that, and I thought, Do you know what? This seems exactly the same, and it just feels like I'm starting fresh, and I couldn't get into it. Yeah, but uh, it's Zenimax that is having the Elder Scrolls Online. Really? I never knew that. Yeah, they just... I'm not sure if, if it's outsourced or something. I'm not sure how, how it goes on a technical level, but Bethesda has nothing to do with the online game at all. Yeah. I suppose that's like Call of Duty, isn't it? They share the um, releases between two companies, don't they? Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's outsourcing probably. Yeah. yeah. It would oh, be well. good. I would love to. The thing is, it's like... Fallout is now known to be single-player the whole way through over all the whole series. If they go ahead and do something and don't get it right, which you've got to please a lot of people, that's something that is a very, very big risk. You know, that could potentially destroy its whole name. At the moment, it's got the, the best name. You get you get what you... You know what it is. You, and yeah. You love it for It could that. destroy a franchise if you're yeah. not careful. And yeah, we don't so... want to see Fallout go, I guess, so... No, 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 I, I, do, do... I, I do feel yeah, that yeah, Fallout's that's... getting a little bit predictable. It's very similar to Fallout 3. New Vegas took a different route. Yeah, it's the same engine. That's why it looks uh, the same. Yeah, I think they want to do something to kind of jazz it up a little bit and not be known as just the same game. Yeah. Maybe yeah, but if on they the other had... hand, why change a winning uh, team, so to speak? Maybe if yeah, they had true. the base game as it is now 
and then gave you as you the, the possibility to jump and be invited into somebody else's game to reap rewards. So like mm. Borderlands sort of thing. So if I'm playing my game, I build my base and it's all fine, it's all nice, yeah? No one can get into my game and they can't damage anything or do anything. But then say, hands, you come on and I go, look, why don't you jump into my game? We'll play together. Then it allows you to jump into my game off of my computer or whatever. And then we do missions and stuff together. So I can go, look, I've got all these weapons here. Have some of my weapons, you know? That way might be a good idea because it keeps the game exactly the same as a single-player game, but then you can allow the person you want to play with in. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, but Tesla's never going to do that. Yeah, because one thing that I found with Fallout was I really loved the mods for the guns and I really loved the base building, but I did get to the point where it's like, I'm base building, the only people that are seeing my base is people that are watching my stream. No one's actually going to play in my base, no one can come in there and look Mm -hmm. around. But if this was the case, I could meet someone online elsewhere, like through Steam or our group or whatever, and go, yeah, jump into my game. I'll show you around my base, and we can play together, do a couple of missions. Also, That's why that I way, didn't do the base. Yeah. There was no always, point to it. Yeah, because then you can always go back as well. And, like, you could jump into... You could say to, like, I could go to you, Matt. Oh, I missed a, I messed up a, a mission, like, right back at the beginning. Is it right if I jump in with you and I'd redo that mission and I can get a reward from it again? So yeah. maybe that's... An, I think that's quite a good idea. I like that idea. Not yeah, maybe it. I just don't see Bethesda doing it because they're they're against any form of online uh, mm. multiplayer things. So yeah, but it would be good. Oh, yeah. It would, it be, would good. be good. Yeah, I, I agree. Fallout needs a bit of or something of a multiplayer. Yeah, it's kind of missing in that game. Yeah. Right. I'll tell you what. Let's spice it up a bit. Jansen's got some news, and uh, I'll let him take over to tell you about what he's doing for the next year. Well, maybe the first couple of months of next year. And uh, trust me. It's if you like hardware and stuff, this is all out, isn't it, gents? Yeah. This is so, extreme. Yeah, so basically my news for next year is that I'm building a new PC from scratch. The old PC is just going to be just for display when we take it to the shows and stuff, but I'm building a whole new system. Before you go into the system, yeah? Yeah. Say about your old case, how it looks now and why you're keeping it, because that is crazy. You uh, boys haven't even seen it yet, what he's done to it. Yeah, this is the thing. It's like I'd, I'd done it a while ago. But and it was a secret. Yeah, it was meant to be a surprise that when we went to the next show, all you guys would see it. But we haven't been to a show for so long that it's kind yeah. of a bit old hat now, even though no one's actually seen it. But it's a bit old hat to me. Uh, He's got this case here. It's old and any of you would easily pay £100 for it. It's a, a fractal case and it's just a plain white case. Nothing special about it. Uh, it's got a window on one side, and that's, that's it. it. Like, nothing else on it. But what I've done, I've replaced the window with a modified LCD screen. So no, it still st- looks like a window, but I can actually have images playing, playing on, on the window. And it looks mad. So basically, we come around his house the other day, he goes, watch this. You look through the window of his computer, it looks normal, yeah? You can see all the computer components inside. All of a sudden, like purple ink starts watering across the whole window like it's like the whole computer's filling up with water then all of a sudden it comes up with extreme pc uk right across it and then some lady silhouette starts dancing on the front of his screen but you can still see the components behind yeah so it's all opaque so even though you've got color like you can still see through the color it's only if you make something black then it blocks it out so you could have the window completely black and then you could have a white circle and all you'd see through is the white circle. 
it's like the possibilities are endless to what kind of designs and animations you can have on the window. Yeah. But even now, like the screensaver for the window, if there's no animation, is it's pink with Extreme PC in white, but you can still see all the components inside through the pink. Yeah. It does look really good. That's is it possible awesome. for you to get like um like ten second videos of any of all the different things you've got on there that you showed me the other day? Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Because if you could do that, what I can do is I can, I if you give me like I don't know if you just put it on your stand at the background of like on your build, so it's on your desk where you've got all your monitors and that behind. Just get the side on view, so you just got the outside of the case, and yeah. then just put each one on, so that then I can. I, and what I do is. I'll drip feed them onto WhatsApp, our new windows, and what they look like, like the new designs and stuff. Have yeah. you not already put this on WhatsApp? Because I've seen you, the one of the lady dancing and the blue ink. Or yeah, the, sorry, that's, that's on yeah, yeah. WhatsApp. I'm talking about on Instagram, sorry. Yeah, the, but the ones that we put on WhatsApp before, that's when I was building it. And right. once I got it going, um, yeah. I then just did a quick video to show you guys what I was working on. Now it looks professional, Tom. He's, it's fitted. You wouldn't know. If he showed you that case and you physically looked around it, you wouldn't know that he'd made that. You'd think that would come out of a factory made. It's, everything is, is screwed on perfectly. There's no seams. The whole thing's seamless. You can't see anything. It looks like a normal door with a window. And then when he press a certain button, like all fire will come up the window. And it's weird because you can't actually tell if it's inside, if it's on the outside, if it's projected onto the glass, you wow. really can't tell. It just looks like it's just there. Awesome. Remember, like, Nathan, when I was showing him, and he yeah. was like, how's that work then? Is it like water going between two bits of glass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was to do with the water cooling, and it was like ink going through the water. Yeah. But, yeah, if you can get, if you can get the videos of each individual one, just like 10 seconds, yeah. because... Because I can guarantee you, I'm going to put it on Instagram and I'm, I'm going to get loads of people texting me, well, how have you done that? What is that? Mm. And, and, and it's something no one will understand how it's done unless you know a lot about like different kinds of screens and stuff like that. It's, it's really in-depth. It'd be good for people to see because then it will show the kind of level of customization I'm going to do on the new PC. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say like a few bits that I'm going to put in the new PC, but a lot of it is still going to be secret, even from you guys. So I've got an idea of all the different bits that I'm going to make to put in it. Yeah. Um, but I'll do it gradually. It'll, it'll probably take like a month or two. So I reckon by February, it will be completely finished as long as I can source the custom parts that I need. Are you going to talk about the parts you've already got? Yeah. Oh, cool. So, we just have been the dark otherwise. Yeah, so, <laughs> so if, if anyone wants to look up the parts that I'm using so far to get an idea of what the base of it's going to be, um, the case is a Thermaltake View 27. That's the one with the glass. I've got to be honest, I never really liked that case, but I know it's good for what you're using it for. Yeah. But it, it's just, I just don't know, I, I can't. It reminds me of that car. Have you seen that car where you've got. Because basically the case has got a glass window that goes up and curves and then yeah, goes I across like the top. That. Yeah, it's like a curve in it. Yeah, it's interesting to see that on there. It's a, but, like a gold wing door. So you've got the glass goes up the side and curves onto the top. So you can see through the top and side, but it's one consistent window. Yeah. It reminds me of that car. Have you seen that car you've got? It's like a family car and it's got the window that goes around the corner. 
Doplo oh, or yeah. saying, is it? Yeah, yeah. Duplo or saying? Oh, the multiplar. Mul- is it a multiplar? You've got the glass that comes down the side, one side. It's got a pillar one side and it goes round the corner so you can see right out the corner of the car. That's yeah. the cube as well, doesn't it? Is it yeah. the cube? It's the cube. Yeah. 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 It reminds me of that. And mm, not really my cup of tea, but I know you're going to do something special to it. So it'll probably look amazing after you finish with it. And we're all going, yeah, that's amazing. But Yeah, because that's the thing. It's... It's just a blank canvas for what I'm going to do. So even if you look up this case, you might be like, well, that's pretty plain and it's just got a curved window on it. But then that the curved window is what I want it for. The rest of it is all going to be modified. Would there be any paint or anything going onto this? Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, it's going to be painted inside. It's going to be painted outside. There's bits being added, bits being taken away. There's going to be new holes cut into it. Am I going to get a phone call at some point saying, Nick, I think I've broke something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. There, What's your always... opinion on this as a motherboard in half? Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, that happened when I was doing my animated window. LCD screen that's in there now is the second one because I short-circuited <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the first one and it literally ruined all the liquid crystal inside so i had a massive black line going through it <laughs> but that's how you get good at stuff practice yeah but the thing is the screen i used first of all was an old dell screen so it was like average screen but the one i've got in there now is a, a 1080e gaming screen yeah and it can run at 75 frames a second that's so cool. what, whatever you put into it is a lot clearer now yeah, it did. I did. I was very impressed when I saw it again this time because you can't see no edges on the window. You can't see nothing. It just, it just seems to be there. It, it's like it's, it's like it's everywhere inside. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so what's, what's some of these components you got then? Read, bring us through. I know the CPU. Did you say you're going for a sixty-seven hundred K? Yeah. So, because you were saying about like getting the uh, six core processor and upgrading the motherboard but it, it's not what i want to go for it i i think that that's too much for what i actually need it for and it adds to the price and it takes away from the look that i'm going for as well yeah because so, the because the motherboard i want is the asus Sabertooth. that's the, the painted one isn't yeah, it yeah the z170s yeah. so the actual pcb has got white and grey digital camo on it and all the components on it are painted white and it's got the the tough thermal shielding yeah and all that's white as well it does look like a nice motherboard yeah it's a really nice motherboard but what i was trying to say i'll just let everybody know what i was trying to say is basically if you go for a 6700k or you go 5820k for gaming you're going to get see the same sort of power the 5820K can't use any more cores at the moment than than the other one. So that's the same. The reason why I said to go for the 5820K is because Jansen does a lot of editing, video editing, photographs. He's got his own printing business. So for rendering and stuff like that, the 5820K is much more powerful. Now, so I said, look, for a few quid more, go for the Pro Board. It's much bigger and stronger, you know, and you'll reap more benefit out of it. But Jansen's argument was two things. One... I'm going for looks. I can't get that motherboard that looks like that in that chip. So that's that's the main reason. And yeah. two, he's just left the computer behind, which is probably a Core 2 Duo or something, or even the Celeron yeah. before that. And it's like DDR2 RAM. 
And he works off of that for the last year and it's been fine. So what he's trying to say is, I don't really need the more power, even though it would benefit me, I don't 100% need it. I would rather go for my Supreme build at the right price than go for the Pro board and have a professional setup because I'm not gonna go and use that much power. For the time difference in the rendering, he doesn't really care, basically. The looks are what's important to you. Is Jensen dead? I, I think know, he just right. killed him. <laughs> he got He's bashing up that motherboard right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> are you there, Jens? He's touched the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got sucked into it. Yeah. My cat's left it. <laughs> it's, it's, Poltergeist. Uh, it Poltergeist, yeah. He's inside now. The little PC window on the side of his computer's got little handprints coming up on it. Yeah. yeah. Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the truth. It's Mrs. Kim and Yang so. <laughs> Step away from the light. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the cat's legged it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did it pay your bill, hun? No, no. Oh, well. Shall we continue with something User else? In your channel, yeah. timed out. He's timed out. Oh. He's in it with a, His computer crashed. Yes, yeah, it? <laughs> 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 what a good timing, eh? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, really, again, use that awesome it. build to pl uh, play some AAA games for once. Probably not. He'll probably just play... Um, From your account, maybe. Is he going to spend all his money... So you need to play free plays again. Well, yeah. if, he's, if he's getting those Steam vouchers, he'll have a little bit, won't he? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, but he won't buy one game with that because he'll be like, I could buy 25,000 games <laughs> for 1p each with this. <laughs> Here he is, look. User was moved to your channel. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah, what yeah. do you Can yeah. you hear me now? Hear me now. Yeah, the thing is, after you stopped talking, I just went into this whole thing of like talking <laughs> about the rendering and stuff and then you lot are like you still there and then i went to move my mouse the mouse wouldn't move everything just froze so i just had to restart it yeah so hold on <laughs> yeah <you're joking>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was wicked timing wasn't that bad yeah, timing? <laughs> Good. <laughs> that was mad yeah, so if I was like editing video or 3D graphics or something like that, I'd, I'd say, yeah, it's probably worth going for more cores. But because I'm editing like images, I don't really need that level of processing. I'd be happy with what I'm getting with what I do. And then maybe later on, if I need more, I can always upgrade. But at the moment, I kind of feel like going for the, the more cores and the... Uh, better motherboard is a bit overkill and it eats into the budget as well it's not that much more expensive i think well actually i've got to be honest have you seen the prices of uh 5820k since the uh brexit and all that's gone into place Even, i know it's not i know it's not for all that article whatever's not done and all that crap but since that the prices have skyrocketed i think my processors up for some places for like 390 pound but then you've got the 6800K as well, which is a six core yeah. that, that will fit that motherboard. But again, it's £100 more for the motherboard, £100 more for the processor. Yeah. So straight away, it's 200 quid that I'm spending on something that I don't really need. Yeah. And then as well, like you were saying, it's down to the looks as well. So I'll end up with a motherboard, which kind of takes away from the overall look I'm going for as well. Yeah, but... Let me bring it back into reality. Yeah. How much did you spend on your RAM? Yeah, I'll get to the RAM in a minute. 
So, so really, you're going for looks because you don't want to put extra on the budget for the 5820K or above, but you did go all out for the RAM. Yeah, because I've got a list of things that I need to buy and I'm buying things because of how they look and compatibility and stuff like that. So where I'm saving on the processor and the motherboard, then that's money that I can go towards the RAM, which was, yeah, expensive, but it's because it's the RAM that I needed because it goes with the the whole project. Did you need it or did you want it? No, I wanted it. So obviously, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the whole that's the whole thing. Can I just it's, say... Let me just say why you needed it and the difference between needing it and wanting it, yeah? The reason the RAM he's gone for, basically he's got four slots on his motherboard, but the RAM he's gone for is so flashy that he couldn't have two empty spaces, so you had to go for the massive one to fill all four slots. Yeah. But this this is the whole thing of like modifying, isn't it? It's yeah. it's no, I'll get you, I'll get you, I totally it's understand. All, it's all form over function. So yeah, the RAM is overkill for the build. But at the end of the day, when you look through the window and you see it all together, it's going to look amazing. But it, there's no harm in having that really good RAM in there. But at the end of the day, spending the extra money on the motherboard would mean that I have a motherboard that doesn't look right. And then I'm spending more money on a processor that I don't really need. With the 5820K motherboard, everything is a little bit more expensive. Yeah. So I'll give you that. But go on, carry on. Tell us about your RAM. What did you choose and why? Yeah, so the RAM is the Corsair Dominator Platinum, but it's the special edition DDR4. And I got it... Well, basically, this RAM is uh, limited to 500 sticks. And they they say that it's, it's all kind of like handmade and like the quality control is really scrupulous on it. Yeah, to and get the to get the clock speeds to guarantee they go as high as they said. Yeah, which so I think's three thousand six hundred, isn't it? Yeah, because it's standard three thousand two hundred, and they're saying that this will like overclock more than any other RAM that they have, and they they've had people testing it. All the individual sticks are individually tested to guarantee overclock speeds. So it's it's basically the best RAM they've ever made is this RAM, and they're only making 500 sticks of it. And it's and not just that, is it? Well, no. As well, the uh, the heat spreaders on it are chrome. So you could get it in either chrome or brushed black. I've gone for the chrome because like, my build is all kind of white and grey, so the chrome fits in perfectly. And the light bars that you get in the Dominator, uh, these ones are oversized and they're white. So yeah. that all fits in as well. But yeah, the the packages that they do, I had to field all four slots. I had to buy the 32 gig package. And yeah, 32 gig off RAM is probably more than what I need. Yeah, because I did say, didn't you? When he first said it, I was like, well, why have you gone and spent, like, it's about 300 quid, wasn't it? Yeah. And I was like, why have you gone and bought like 32 gigs of RAM? You're never going to use it, you know? You only do gaming and light, like, um, graphical work just to get 16. But then he's like, and then it dawned on me, like the little light bulb in my head came on, and I was like, you bought it because you want to fill up them extra two slots. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I said, you paid an extra £150 to make them slots not look empty. And he's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. At least you're honest. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like I now have 
four sticks off the rarest ram out at the moment and if i ever wanted to i could sell two of them probably and you could probably sell them for money. more yeah more yeah. money but yeah it's anyone who knows me knows that i love limited edition i love any special edition stuff and collectibles and things like that so when i was out there looking for ram i was looking at all the different white ram that's out there and i was like oh this is just boring like this is like some unknown brand like yeah. this is what everyone's got and then i came across these and i was like yeah i'm definitely getting those where Even... did you actually see them first um was it on corsair's website or did you no, see them actually for sale somewhere I, I think I saw a picture of it because I started doing like Google image search of white RAM and then oh, right. Chrome RAM and things like that. So I, like, I was just like, um, but like, I do that with everything. I get yeah, an you idea. Investigate, in, yeah, you? I do, get an idea in my head of the, what I want. And then I do image searches. And then when I see something I like the look of, I'll click on it and see who makes it, what it's called, what it's made with. And then it kind of, inspires you to then look for other stuff and yeah. that's how i came across this i will say though with the ram the one thing i don't know how you feel about it because i've actually been around to jansen's house i've like touched it all up and had a little look took it out of the box mm. the one thing that got me a little bit was the picture was very polished chrome mm. and when you got it it was reflective but pr it would look like brushed reflective yeah, yeah it kind of looked it's got that brushed aluminium look hasn't it yeah which I thought if it was Chrome, it would throw lights all around your system. Yeah. But the thing is, when you see their pictures online, it is polished Chrome. And even when you get the little booklet out of the packaging, because it's even the packaging is like pretty impressive. And if yeah. you get this little booklet and it says in there, like, thank you for buying this RAM. And you're one of the few that have this and like all this information. Then it tells you like how they made it and like yeah. all the tests it goes through. But then it says on there polished chrome but i'm thinking like they've put the protective plastic on it so where that's got that like sticky side to it yeah i'm thinking that when you pull that off maybe that dulls it and they give you a microfiber cloth oh so have, you not thinking, took, have you not took the plastic off it then no i've taken the plastic off one to have oh. a look at it but the thing is i'm thinking maybe with that microfiber cloth once you like polish it up it might take off that like film and then it might yeah. get a bit more shiny, but it's just sitting in a drawer at the moment because I'm I'm not using it. But yeah, maybe later on when I actually like give it a polish, it might actually come up yeah. chrome. Yeah, it might do. They might do. So we don't really know that until that's something for you to keep us informed with. Yeah, and the other thing as well is all the writing that they've put on the heat spreaders is sandblasted. So where normally it would probably be silkscreen printed on there, yeah. all of it is sandblasted. So it's really fine detail and it's n each stick is numbered as well. So, oh, is it? Yeah. So you can tell like what number like stick you've got out of the 500. Oh, well, that's cool. So are the numbers all in sequence or for yeah. your box? What numbers have you got? Well, it comes as like packages. So mine's 198, no, 189. 189 package. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I wonder who got number one. Yeah, I reckon like all the number ones, it's someone who works there. Yeah, they're like, I keep hold of this. Yeah, because <laughs> I reckon like Corsair are probably making demo machines. Yeah, like, take around and probably everyone in that building's like, yeah, I'm having one of those. So <laughs> yeah. probably the first 50 
go There's to like all the workers there. Yeah, five hundred are there, and a hundred of them are with the first people. Like, yeah. I'd say they're definitely ones though. They're, they're just they wouldn't be num- They wouldn't be part of the five hundred, would they? They'd just make a few extra that aren't numbered or part of the edition. That they just mm, use no, they, they can't do that. They can't do that. No, no you can't make a limited edition and then make extra ones because it's yeah. just cheating. It's the same yeah, like, a... like for their demo machines that they're not selling, that they're just using for display purposes. Yeah, but the thing is, if they put destroy... in. Nah, because if they put one in there that looks the same, and then someone's like, oh, this looks the same, I'd be like, well, if you've got that one in there, why can't I get hold of one? See, they can have test ones where they'll benchmark it and stuff like that and then destroy it, but they wouldn't be able to put one in a machine and put it on display. If they did, it would have to have a number on it. Yeah, because it's just false advertising, really. Everyone's yeah. paid for this limited edition number, and then there's these other ones floating about that yeah. look the same without a number on. Yeah, because then yeah. people would be like, well, it ain't limited. It's like so, you can make as many as you want. Yeah, so what graphics card you chosen then? Yeah, the graphics card I'm going to go for, the actual card I'm keeping a secret until I buy it. You guys know what I'm getting, but I don't want to put it out there yet because it's limited edition so if i <laughs> if i start talking about something that's limited edition and people go out and start buying it you can't get might, it yeah there might not be one left for me All uh, right. <laughs> so, so that's it, a secret yeah so basically i'm going for a 1070 but i'm not saying which one it will be different to your usual 1070 in yeah. a major way yeah. it will be totally different to most graphics cards and the case is being modified as well I love the in, way he's trying integrate. to arm um, and think of this. Yeah. As yeah. He's saying, he doesn't want to give anything away, but he wants to explain what he's doing so it gives you like an intrigued sort of, hmm, I wonder what he's doing. Yeah, so the case is, is being integrated into the graphics card. The other stuff I'm getting is a Samsung M.2 950 Pro. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably go for the 512 gig. And then I'll probably just get a just a regular hard drive, two terabyte or something like that from my yeah, Steam account. And then... Well, you're going to put your Steam account onto a normal hard drive? Yeah, because don't really need it on a SSD. A, yeah, it makes a massive difference. What, for playing mm-hmm. games? Yeah, loading times, stuff, massive. Yeah, but it doesn't, it, doesn't it load the game into the RAM? If you put an SSD in there, trust me, you'll make it, it will see a difference. Have you lot seen differences with your SSDs? Yeah, it gets full very quick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. That is true. That is true. Yeah. But yeah, now I put mine on the SSD. Yeah, mine I are. love it. The important games are. Yeah. Things you got things like Armor Free and stuff like that, which is just gonna load up like breaking point. Things like that just take all this time to load. If you get any game like normal game, well I suppose you play free to play games, so you're playing them yours in a browser normally, so it don't matter. Hmm. <laughs> That's it. He's never guys, he's never had a game to play that loads up. <laughs> Jensen, are you going to use all that power to actually buy a AAA game or play at least one? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I will be playing games on it. So what? The free vouchers <laughs> don't count. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like the motherboard that I wanted, they were offering a free game, and yeah. I think it was um, Watch Dogs Two. So there's always that I might get. Um, but that's the real reason he's buying the motherboard. <laughs> yeah. Not because of the colour of it or anything. Because <laughs> yeah. it gets a free game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any, any way of getting a free game, I'm there. So is there anything different? To, is there anything else that's like different to what you've already, like a normal person would put in, which we, know, we don't know about? Or is uh, it pretty much wait and see after everything else you've sold us? Yeah, the, the other thing is going to be the water cooling. So it's going to be water cooled, but the water cooler is going to be built from scratch. Your, it's going to be one of your designs. Yeah. All right. Cool. So I've I've got a custom. I was hoping cooler. to hear that. 
that's in my PC at the moment, uh, but it's going to be an advanced version of that. And <laughs> I've, I've already seen the components that I'm going to use for it. And once it's all together, it's going to look pretty crazy. Like people are going to look at it and be like, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> he's not joking. He's not seen his little one, let alone his big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said yeah. to the bishop. <laughs> yeah. uh, the other thing is going to be the lighting. There's going to be, you, you guys know I've got like the EL panels that I use. Yeah. But they're going to yeah. be used in a different way on the case. So the I've lighting. got a feeling, people, no lie that you're never ever going to find out about this case or computer or see it. So I've got a feeling Jansen's going to kill himself in the process. <laughs> He's or a time professor. <laughs> Change his name to the professor because he just makes cr like this creative stuff that's just crazy. That no, Like you'd get one, you say you get 100 people and you say all of you make something new towards a PC if they're all PC people. And they'd probably all like paint their case and do this and put walk caller in and they'd... Not Jansen. He makes something completely new. He imports little parts and constructs things and comes that's up with the, a whole new idea. That's that's my thing of modifying. It's like I don't want to be like everyone else that goes and buys the same water cooler, that buys the same case, they buy the same like everything. And it's just well, well mine's this colour and yours is that colour. I've put mine here and you've put yours there. Like <laughs> it, it's all off the shelf stuff that people have just done in different ways. I kind of feel like, well, that's not really modifying. That's just creating something in a different way. Yeah. I, when you get the proper modifiers, you get the guys who literally build a case from scratch and it yeah. will look like a Dalek or something like that. And you think, well, like, yeah, that guy has like, spent like hours making his case look like a Dalek and then it opens up and all the components are inside. Yeah. But I'm taking it to the next level where I'm actually building my components. So inside the case, you'll look at something and be like, well, I've never seen that before. And I'll be like, well, I built that. So you will never see another one like that again. Yeah. That 3D printer? No. You can do a lot of PC <laughs> components using 3D printing, can't you? Yeah. yeah. But that's one thing that I was thinking about doing like later on is getting a 3D printer because yeah. it would help me out a lot. We was actually at the show, do you remember? And we actually spoke to a company about pre 3D yeah, printers. I do remember and, that now, yeah. And yeah. how we can get hold of one and which ones are good. And he was showing us all the parts you can redo your motherboard with. And you can have like crazy like dragons and that that hold your cables. And the cables like go in the dragon's mouths. And... Oh, he did the custom uh, keyboard keys as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, they yes. were pretty good. Yeah. So you take like you take off your one key that you want like your escape button or something, and you put a key on there, and it'll be like a dragon's face or something. Yeah, they were pretty had, cool. Yeah, like the Superman symbol and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, if you've got shortcut keys, then it's perfect, isn't it? If you've yeah. got like your F10 opens up Photoshop, you could have the little Photoshop logo printed on that key in 3D. Yeah, yeah you can have it yeah, in 3D, can't you? So have yeah. it stand out so you can yeah. feel the key as well. So like if in some games you've got a special key that will something like that that you that you you know you can feel it rather than just knowing yeah. where it is. Yeah. But um yeah. yeah a 3D printer is definitely on the uh on the list of things to buy. And then that yeah that would just take it to another level of things that I can do. But um as well another thing that I'm adding to it that you guys don't know about is the fans so I, i'm actually building my own fans has it got anything to do with the server i gave you 
Yes. That was a test. Mm -hmm. I know. I know what's going on here. But he's, he's not having fans. He's having jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, those jets are going to work in a certain way, so they're going to be hidden. And aren't, aren't they going to be well. noisy? If any of you ever worked with like rack mount servers and that, you'll you'll see they're very very loud when they go up. They have these fans in them, which are probably a quarter of the size of a normal like one twenty mil fan. They're probably about eight. I don't know about eight centimeters square. Yeah. But they're quite long, and they look like little like like plane engines basically. They're, they're almost like cubes, aren't they? Yeah. Because they're, like, they're they're as fat as they are wide. Yeah, they're like jet engines, <laughs> and they they pump air so fast. Like really fast, but the the problem you get is is the noise. Like we was gonna we've set up servers and we got servers running, but the servers we got we changed back to normal PC case servers because we had a rack mount server here and I had it in my office and that that is just the noise it makes is just enough to wake everybody up in my house and next door I think. So we sort of I said to Jansen, look, you're a professor, take this rack mount server and do what you will with it. I'm sure you'll come up with something good and. Uh, I'm, I want to see what this is now because however you're using these, they can't be running at full power because you'll probably blow your case. I've already got a hovering case. got a hover case. <laughs> but the thing you're is... just sussed it. You just worked it <laughs> I bet he has as well. I bet he has. I'm not even joking. Hover Hovercraft. Case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like when they're in the rack mount, because anyone who knows what they look like... The pressure. The, yeah. Like the air pressure buildup inside is so high. You've got so much turbulence because when you open it, You've got like hardly any like air inlet, so yeah. it's sucking so hard on the front of the case to push air through. This but is getting worse. You just see how many obstacles there are between the front and the back. So there's yeah. so much turbulence, and then you've got these two massive power supplies that are running fans as well. So all of that together, it's it's a proper racket. But with these fans, they are speed controlled as well so i can have them faster and slower and i've got four of them so if i'm running four of them i can run four at half speed and it'll probably be pretty quiet them fans the way they lock into place normally they've got hooks on them so you unhook it and as you mm. unhook the hook on top they disconnect they don't have cables they slot into place and lock down mm. so are you going to have to are you taking the circuitry from the board underneath and wiring that, or will you be wiring these directly from the fan? They did have wiring, you just didn't see it because it was hidden underneath. So, oh, right, so they have got wiring and clips, and if you take the clips off, you can reuse the wiring with them. Yeah, so where, oh, you, that's all right. yeah, where you opened the clip and pulled the fan out, that housing, when you take that off, you've then just got the fan with the cable, with the oh, connector. So you can just connect that whole thing back up in sync yeah. with the one cable, and you'll get all four fans pumping out the air again. Yeah. Yeah, I never went that much detail of it. I, I, it was too loud for me. I got the ump of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, is like people are going to be like, oh yeah, so he's just got rack mounted fans in there. But it's what I'm doing with the fans. So that will be pretty There's impressive. All, do you know what? He's, he's this far ahead of the game. I could imagine him having smoke in there or something and it blowing around the top. Or Some, you never know with him. Something crazy is going to be going on, isn't it? Can I just ask, why, why are you using rack-mounted fans in it, though? What, what's the advantage to them? Because they're small and powerful. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because your normal like case fans, they're 120mm, 140mm. These are probably 80. Eight, yeah, probably about, yeah, about yeah. 80 centimetres, yeah. Yeah. 
so they're really compact but they're really powerful so you can just fit them in like more spaces and because they're pretty much a cube you have them in any direction as well yeah they're really easy to mount as well because they've got clip down systems so yeah. say he wanted to put them diagonally he just rack, he just puts the rack on the bottom and can put them say he puts it diagonally in the bottom of the case he can just then screw that down and then clip all the fans because they, they disconnect without having to be clipped in or anything you just literally slot it into its square <clears throat> fold the lid down and it locked in place you so can it's even, easy to mount them you can even like lock them into each other so it's like one long tube of like four fans all yeah. stuck together. <laughs> yeah. They are That's going to be mad. And they are very powerful compared to a normal fan. Yeah. But, but anyway, um, enough about fans. Yeah, so that's it for the uh, PC. They're all the components that I'm going for. I'm also going to get a new screen because at the moment I'm using a 1080p 32-inch Sony TV. And I've had this for about four or five years now. And... It, it's a good screen, but it's just I want to go 4K. So I'm going to go for a 40-inch Samsung 4K screen. And you're still going to sit in front of your desk with that? Yeah. <laughs> Nutter. He sits at a desk with a, like a massive screen just in front of him. And do you know what? I went around his house the other day, and yeah, he's playing console, he's playing FIFA on his, while well, we're having some pizzas and that, and a few of the boys around and that. And do you know what? They're sitting about, I don't know, three metres away from TV, four metres maybe. And both of them, like, they're playing FIFA and they're like, can't see the screen. So they both get up and go and stand in front of it. <laughs> yeah. and, we're like, and that screen's about 60 inch, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but the thing is, it was because you're playing FIFA and the ball was so small. I don't know if we could have changed the settings to zoom in a little bit. But yeah, where we were sitting on the sofa, we couldn't really see when we were getting to the top of the pitch. So we both had to get up and stand in front of the TV. 60 inch TV, they're standing a foot away from it. <laughs> But yeah, so, so he's going to be having that build going on. So it's pretty much all of us are getting new builds or have just recently got new builds. I know, uh, Mark, you're going to be doing some changes as well, aren't you? I'd like to be doing some changes, but I'm having to think carefully about what I, what I need against what I want. Mm. Can I say uh, a few words before you start talking about yours? Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, Mark, we met him through being a listener on the podcast originally, and then he got involved with us and got talking to us. But anyway, he made one vital mistake. <laughs> he would have bought a pre-built PC from some, I don't know where it was, don't name them, but no, some no. dodgy little company. Basically, he paid top dollar for a computer that wasn't as good as what it was made out to be, basically. Your processor was, what, was it 6400? Yeah. £50 motherboard, not known. It was an Asus, but really, really cheap one. Basically, you got a cheap build for a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, when I first started chatting to him, I was like, how much you pay for this? Was it eight hundred fifty pound? Uh, seven fifty. Seven fifty, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah. I could have I could have built you one better than this." He's like, "Yeah, well, if I'd have known at the time, I would have got you to build it." But I just looking for a PC. I was going to get a laptop. This PC came up. I just bought it. Didn't even think nothing of it. Since yeah. then, he's got involved with the podcast crew. Got involved with us all being a bit geeky and that, and a bit talking about our processors and stuff. <laughs> Does a lot of YouTube videos, as you know, and a lot of streaming. And has realised that his processor just could not cut it. It couldn't do half the recordings, couldn't do the streaming without it slowing right down and lagging out and crashing. And so we got chatting, and basically we've done a few upgrades. We've got a few already, and you're good. and now you've pretty much got the upgrade bug, haven't you? I have. I have. We've been talking about it every day to for the, like point, the past week, I think. <laughs> to the point. To the point, Jance, where 
he's going out and he's going to buy stuff. Like, he's got RAM that runs, uh, I think it's 2,133. yeah. And he was willing to pay £180 to get 2,400 speed RAM, which... No, 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 these were 3,000. Oh, 3,000. Yeah. That's yeah. a big, big difference there, but... But, um, yeah, still. So he's got the bug to the point where he's just looking at all this crazy stuff now. He's like, oh, you know. And to be honest, yeah. you don't even know the difference of what you're going to put into what you add. But you're like, I just no. want to build something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a complete noob. Um, I got my PC when was it in August. And I'd been on console gaming. And I thought, I've always wanted a decent gaming computer. I always wanted one. So I started looking around at the components. I started off wanting to get the build done myself then i started looking at videos and thought to myself well this is quite complicated for someone who doesn't know what they're doing i'd rather find a company out there that do either pre-built systems or can build them to spec can i ask you uh, something you're a listener <clears throat> of the podcast how come you never emailed in to us you got me on that one do you know what anyone out there all you got to do, a lot. I think what it is, a lot of people as well think if you're like, because I do like bespoke custom PCs, they think it's going to be major prices. Mm. Now, it's not like that. It's, not it's more of, no. Nah, it's more a case of, you give me your budget, say you want, oh, I want a PC for 900 quid. What I'll do is I'll ask you what your PC is going to be for. Is it gaming? Is it for doing like film editing, stuff like that? And I will then go through every single component with you and tell you exactly what's best for what you need it for. And if you say like, oh, well, I don't really care about the graphics, we'll put the money elsewhere. Or if you say, oh, I don't really care about the processor, but I want to make sure my graphics work perfect, you know, then we'll, I'll switch and change it and we'll talk about it and discuss everything. So if you would have come to me, Mark, I would have told you the computer you bought was a load of crap and uh, you would have probably got a much better computer for your money. Yes, but, yeah, I'm learning now. Because he did get a 2400 <laughs> Skylake processor and... It's another thing. Someone says Skylake, so you automatically think it's brilliant. Yeah. You know, you thought you're getting latest gen, which it is. So you was like, yeah, latest gen is going to be brilliant. And then you found out, oh, it doesn't actually really do a lot. So yeah, if anyone out there is interested in a build or wants a build, even if you don't get it from me, I don't, I don't really mind. But even if you send a message into me, I will help you get components list together. You just got to email me at extremepck at gmail.com. You know, it comes to my phone. I enjoy it. So if you send me a message, so it's not like your, your local computer shop where you go down there and they're like, look, it's going to cost you 20 quid for me to put this, put this program together for you. You know, you just send me the message. I'll, I'll get back to you and I'll say, yeah, I think this, this, this and this. Then you go, I don't really like that. And, and I'll, I'm willing to change it for you. Even if you go and buy them parts yourself and build it yourself. I, I enjoy like interacting with people, talking about computers. It's what I do. That's why I do it. I don't do it for the money. I do it because I love computers, if you know what I mean. And now we all yeah. do it between us as well. Like yeah. if we all look at something that we won online, we'll always put it on the WhatsApp and say, yeah. uh, like, I'm thinking about getting this. What do you guys think? And we'll all give our opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, even if it's just like that, it's just a bit of advice. Like you've yeah. got a choice between two components and you just want a bit of advice on what one you should get. Yeah, because it is funny. It's like people come from consoles, and I did myself. Uh, Mark did. Jansen did. I don't know about you, Hans. I think you're the devil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like you, we transition over. I've always been PC from years. Like, but then when the Xboxes first started coming out, it was easier because obviously they were playing the same games, but you just plugged it in and it worked. 
Now it's gone back the other way, I believe, and it's like the PCs that are taken over again and they're getting cheaper and more powerful and the consoles can't keep up again. But, you know, there is a, a bug there. Now, Mark's going to say in a minute about what upgrades he's been doing. And basically, the other this is even another day, it's only a week ago, he was willing to go to a shop and he'll <laughs> tell you what happened. But he was willing to go and pay lots more money to have someone just do it there and then for him. And I was like, no, don't do it, don't do it. It was just to fit a water cooler. Don't do it. You could do it yourself. And he's like, yeah. I can't. I've got my standard <laughs> CPU caller on there and two bits are locked in and I don't know how to undo the buttons and I'm going to break it. I'm getting frustrated. I'm just taking it to the shop. I said, you've got more chance of breaking it by taking it to the shop with the CPU caller hanging on by two points. Yeah. Like bouncing <laughs> up and down than anything else. So I said to him, look, just trust me on this. Go and buy the water cooler you want. Come back. Get onto the phone to me. And I was driving around work, so it didn't matter. Get on the phone to me and we'll go through it. And it was all fine, wasn't it? And now I've done, I've like ruined his brain. He's addicted. <laughs> he can't stop looking at computer components and he can't stop wanting to build things. So I'll let you carry oh, on now. But it's it such a so bug. Long. <laughs> yeah. So I went, I went for the first upgrade was doing the um, CPU, as you said, because I've not, I've not really done YouTube videos for that long. I thought getting what I was getting, it was clocked, the CPU was clocked at 2.7 gig. And I'm not technical anyway. I thought, oh, that sounds enough. Not really doing the research into it. And I realized that what I've, want to do is this machine wasn't capable so first thing i upgraded was the cpu gone for the 6700k um, you got a good price on that because you got it second hand didn't you yeah yeah i got it second hand for 220 pounds which wasn't wasn't too bad and i was very very surprised by this because i'm how much that chip at the moment brand new is it 270 quid is it 300 is it 300 now they're, they're fluctuating all the time but yeah, on Amazon, it's like 300. He got, yeah. he got, he got that in CEX. I said, don't go there. Don't go CEX. <laughs> like the prices, every time I've gone in there to look at something like secondhand and buy it, I think the prices are just like unreal, you know? And he, he basically went in there and he actually got it for a really good price. I was quite shocked by that. Yeah, because they're going for about 250 quid on eBay. So I was quite yeah. surprised. Um, yeah. Yes, I got that put in, uh, got the water cooler, as you said, although it did take how long? Three hours to fit? It would have probably uh, took you, me about under 10 minutes and it took you <laughs> probably longer than three hours. It's from, I think it was from about 1.30 to about, I was, uh, yeah, I was driving out, so it was about just before seven o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> And he was, getting, he was getting so frustrated. And I, I was, was like, just, oh. don't worry about it. Just calm down. I said, don't. I said, it's, it looks it looks weaker than it is. So, and I'm saying like, look, just twist both of the clips round and see if they've unlocked. Wiggle it about so you can get it off. He's like, I'm gonna break this. I'm gonna break. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And he got it off, and he was like amazed that he got it off. And he was like, look, I don't. He's like, I don't know if I can fit this water cooler. It looks technical. There's lots of bolts and clips and brackets and stuff. <laughs> and I said, look. You've got bolts and clips and brackets there for three different setups. So just don't worry about it. You know, just, just try it. And even though he stressed himself out for the whole day, I still got the sense that he was rewarded at the end when, it, when he pressed that power button and it just worked. Yeah, it was. Because now I'm looking at other parts that I could upgrade, <laughs> thinking I'm going to tackle my motherboard next. Go yeah. from this micro ITX or ATX, whatever I've got, and looking at um, probably the... If I do go for one, the Asus Maximus, um, 
hero these ask, uh, seven hero ask these boys what they would do tell me honestly one at a time basically he's now got 6700k yeah is it 67 or 66 67 6700k now i know that can clock to like five gigs yeah overclock yeah. now what would you do he's got a 50 pound motherboard which can't be you can't overclock that chip it will allow it to run at 4.2 max yeah and that's only on one of the cores so that's only a little bit boosted on one of the cores the rest yeah. are, all, are all four now what would you do would you go out at this point in time where you've got a, a computer that's running at four gigs the graphics card is what a 1070 a 1060 1060 so you can run all the graphics that he needs and that. He can pretty much stream. Would you boys go out at this point and buy a gaming motherboard so you can overclock it to 5 gigs or whatever? Or would you stick with what you got for the time being until the next gen comes out? Or I'd say stick with what you got. Yeah, I would stick. I'd upgrade the motherboard because what you were looking at was a, a grade B like refurb, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you were going to get that for like 100 quid? Yeah, because I did say to yeah. him. Oh, you got the chip already. Yeah, he's yeah. got the chip. He's in that's in this motherboard because it's the same socket, so he can he's already upgraded everything apart from the motherboard. He's got an old motherboard that can't be overclocked, can't be played with. So I did say to him, if you've got the bug right now of wanting to build, even though you like, and basically you don't care how much money it is, you just want to buy bits and play around with it. That's what that's yeah. essentially what you want to do. It's not yeah. about oh, I want to play a game at the highest frames per second because you're already getting that. So it's more about you getting deeper into the world of PCs and digging Building into the motherboard. Building and learning myself. Yeah. So I said. If that is the case, then yeah, do. If it's just for playing games and streaming, don't worry. But if it's for the case of you want to get onto your gaming motherboard and you want to learn every little button and switch overclocking, because you know what it's like, boys. We've all done benchmarks before and we've all got stuck in the game of I'm getting bigger scores than you and tweaking a bit more and I won't beat you now and I've beat you. And I said to him, if you get that motherboard, that's what you'll be doing. You'll be doing whatever you can to get that one extra point on Fire Strike or you know, or on whatever graphics card benchmarking program you want to use or CPU benchmarking program. So I said to him, it probably is a good idea if you want to get into that, but do be wary of, you know, damaging it and just the, basically the other thing as well going down the wrong road. That the, the Maximus motherboard is going to look 10 times better than the motherboard he's got. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's like you with the looks though. It's, I, I still don't know much about motherboards, and yes, aesthetically they're very nice, and it would be nice to have something, especially when we go to the shows, that is something a little bit yeah. jazzy and a little bit out there. But because I'm so new to things, I still don't know fully what the motherboard does, why they've got all these different buttons and things to play with. So I'm still relatively new in that respect. But it would be yeah. nice to have the option so when I get into next year, I can look into tweaking yeah. more things. Yeah, because it was, I always try and tell people it's an old board now, but it was a very popular board, which was one of my older machines, which I actually turned into a server in the end, I think. And that was the Gigabyte, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a Gigabyte motherboard. And it was one of the, the older ones where it was the first ones to have the 3D BIOS. Now, you've probably never even seen a 3D BIOS, but you know the no. screens when you're looking at your BIOS, you've got all the numbers and digits. It just looks, it looks crazy. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. To you, you don't know what you're doing anyway. You look at it, it's all these numbers, and I'm telling you, like, this is that, that core multipliers. This is this. This is that. This is, like, voltages. You know, this is your RAM. And you're learning a bit from that, which is good. But for a lot of people, what I would tell them to do is, is get this motherboard because it had a 3D BIOS on it. So, basically, you had a photograph, 3D on your screen of the motherboard 
And basically, yeah. say you wanted to overclock your processor, you wouldn't have all numbers. You'd click the processor where it is on the motherboard, take mm. it to a new screen, and then it would have sliders. So you could slide your times multiplier on your, your cores. So like if it's running at 3.5, it will say 35. And then you'll put that up to 40 with the slider, and then you'll be getting four gigs. And, you know, and same with the RAM. You could slide the sliders up and down and then start your computer, see if it crashes and, and see if you get stable and then carry on. And, and I found that was good for a lot of people to understand the bare basics of overclocking your, your motherboard processors and all that sort of stuff. But like, if you do get a gaming motherboard, the motherboard you've got now looks quite complicated. It's a very simple old motherboard, yeah? Yeah. If you do get a gaming motherboard like an Asus Maximus and that, they do have very good overclocking potential on their own to do it themselves. But if you go into the settings, I'm telling you now, there's going to be hundreds of switches and <laughs> buttons and you're going to be overwhelmed and it's going to take a lot to learn it all, you know, a, a real lot. But it is what it is. It depends how far you go. If you've really got the bug that much that you really want to learn, then I'd say get one because then your whole build's going to be new. If yeah. not, if you're just going to carry on streaming and playing games and you're just going to try and overclock a little bit, then... I wouldn't worry too much about that. Focus on overclocking your graphics card, you know, and learn there. Because it's a similar, like, principle, really. But After Christmas would be a good time, when the sales yeah, happen and all to, that. Yeah, I wanted to hold off till after Christmas anyway. Although the overclockers, B-grade stock, I think quite a good price for the Maximus. At 100, I think £130 for the Maximus. Yeah, that's £100 yeah. off. Which, yeah. um, Auto, mate, I've uh, found one on box.co.uk, brand new. Asus mm. Maximus, 144 is oh, it okay. the, the hero, the ranger seven? I know the ranger. Oh, different one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that would also then, because I didn't realise that changing the motherboard, I would need to get a new copy of Windows, which we were talking about earlier. Off yeah. There. And I found out I've got an OEM, OEM version of Windows. So that's another cost I didn't take into consideration initially when I looked at motherboards. It, I thought it was already Windows is installed on the yeah, so you can um, whack it up eighty quid on top of that. So it's going to be another cost that, you know, I'm soon looking at 200 quid. But I yeah. think actually how much am I going to get into the features of the motherboard? So I'm going to have to think about it carefully and make my move that way. But trust me, when you do get that up to five gigs and you're playing around with getting it a little bit further and there are programs on there. I know like the Intel Extreme Tuning is a program, which what it does is it's just like going into your BIOS and it gives you manual controls of like your BIOS, but in the Windows screen. And so what that allows you to do is tweak it whilst you're in your normal Windows screen. And I, I use this uh, sometimes because if I'm remoting into someone's computer, obviously I can't remote into their BIOS. So with this tuner, I can at least see what's going on. I can tweak a little bit here and there and it runs benchmarks. But what it has got, which is a really good thing, is you can click on your profile. I and mean, what it do is it scan your computer and it will it will come up with every component setting everything on there and then it will scan like everybody else that's used the program which is going to be millions of people and it will pick up what, what components you've got compared to what they've got and your ideal setup and it will actually save the profile and let you download their profile and just click one click of the button and it'll overclock everything on yours to the same as theirs which is a quite good little nifty thing because you get to see if you're doing as good a job as other people yeah but again these programs are risky. If you start playing with voltages and heat, this is the main problem. So, you know, one thing I say to people is, because they're very, a lot of people are very scared of, of trying to overclock. And normally, like little overclocks, like taking your processor from like, say it's the processor you've got, 
like 6700k taking it from like 4.5 or it was to 4.9 you're not really gonna have a lot of problems there's no it's a couple of little tweaks and you're not gonna change the voltage it's gonna work but saying that the only things you really should worry about is heat don't let the the cpu temperature get too hot and as long as you don't do that and you don't put the voltages up then you're not really going to damage a lot you know it will shorten the lifespan of the processor i can't tell you how much by whether it's years months whatever but the further you take it but you know it's just something to be aware of but yeah trust me yeah i learned the hard way when you <laughs> learn you do break things and that's it's the time when you just have to go oh i'm a dickhead yeah. I just carry on. <laughs> it, it is a bug though, isn't it? I mean, I, I thought, well, after talking to you earlier, if I'm not going to change the motherboard, I'm just going to put that money in, maybe get a new case, just so I could take everything apart from my case, put it into yeah. a new one and just do it up again, learn about wiring, where things go. And but that's, yeah, it's just that's such a, a bug. really good way of learning is like putting everything into a case because then you've got to get your motherboard book out and see all the connections, what yeah. goes where and things like that. And you kind that, of teach yourself. That is one yeah. thing, Jance, that I don't understand how many people don't do that. So many people I know of build computers and like new first time builders and stuff will get all their components and they'll watch videos and stuff on YouTube and they'll start building. The one thing I don't understand which people don't do is get the motherboard book out and read through it because that motherboard book Every motherboard has its own book. And I can promise all of you now, anyone listening, if you're into like fiddling around with it, get your motherboard book out, get into the BIOS, and it will actually tell you, first off in the first couple of pages, what all the sections of your motherboard are, where your clear CMOS is and all that, so you can reset the BIOS and stuff like that. If anything goes wrong, it'll tell you where your battery is. It'll tell you where all your slots are and what, what speed they are and stuff like that. Yeah, that's basic. A lot of people just look at it and go, yeah, I can tell that. But then go a few pages beyond that and it will start telling you switches for your RAM so I give it more power. Switches, like on my motherboard, I've got five or six switches on mine. And if I switch them to different profiles, it will go from standard economy to super light powered. And if I switch all of them onto high power, it will automatically allow me to have more voltage to my CPU. Which if I just left it and didn't read the motherboard, I would just be on a standard voltage and I'd be overclocked to a certain point. But because I've switched it into that other thing, I read the motherboard manual and I switched it into the next one. You know, it gave me more voltage and I have my overclock even bigger, you know? And, yeah, because uh, and... different brands as well, they call things different things as well. Yeah. It's it's the same thing, but they have their own name for it. Yeah. So that's why you watch a YouTube video of someone going into their BIOS and doing something and you'll go into yours and be like, oh, I don't have that. But yeah. you do have it. It's just called something different. Yeah. But it's just the fact of you'd be so surprised. I probably I probably said it to all of you. Like, Tom, I remember saying it to you. I remember saying it to you, Mark. I, mean, I think I've said it to you, Jansen, as well. You know, about just look. And, and you'll go, my, my motherboard box is in, uh, books in the box packed away. And I'll be like, get it out and have a look for it. And you will just go through page by page and you'll go through every setting. And it will, and the mother book, the mother book, the motherboard <laughs> book. <laughs> the, the, the holy the mother of book. all books. <laughs> <laughs> the holy grail of books. Bible. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible. That is Nick's Bible. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> But yeah, when when I if I'm doing a build for myself, I know loads about motherboards and stuff, but I never know everything. And every now and then, I'll open up I'll open up a book and, and I'll read a bit about it. Like if I'm if I'm doing a build for privately for someone else, I'll have a look through because every motherboard's different and there's a lot more stuff in there. So and I'll look through and I'll be like, oh, that's I haven't seen that before. And it it might be switch that lets it do something, or it might be a little button that allows it to 
make something a little bit that little bit more faster, you know, or open something up a little bit more. So it is worth going through your motherboard book and looking at all the stuff it's got because, you know, you'll be surprised what your motherboard might be able to do, which you don't even know because most people just put it together, switch it on. A lot of people don't even install the motherboard, like all the stuff, drivers and all that from the motherboard. They just put it on, let the computer find its drivers itself, go into the drivers, whichever ones have got the yellow for, for it not being found the driver, they'll just right click it and, you know, install whatever's on the internet and not really have that in depth what it should be. And I come across a lot of it all the time. Like I'll go on someone's computer and there's a few basics you just check straight away and I'll go, I'll go to the drivers. Right, you haven't got this plug. Yeah, this hasn't got a driver, this hasn't got a driver, this hasn't got a driver. I do a few clicks, install a few things. The computer's running smoother, you know, the fans are running nicely and everything becomes nice again, you know? So the same with the BIOS, isn't it? Some people don't realise that you can update the BIOS and sometimes <laughs> if, if your BIOS yeah, is old yeah. and you've got something new, it's it's not compatible. So they Funny. might bring out new RAM yeah. But you have to update your BIOS for that RAM to work properly with your motherboard. Yeah, it's funny you just said that because what have you been doing tonight, Mark? Yeah, we've been um, having a little adventure updating my BIOS. And I said to him, like, you get different versions and different ways because there's so many different ways to update your BIOS now. Like, you've got some wireless ones, you've got someone going in themselves, some you plug a USB into the back, some have got their own special buttons and USB slots for it. Anyway, I said mm. to him, look, I've got the link here. Go on to this site, blah, blah, Asus. Look up the, your version type. He went on there and he said, yeah, it's 1803 or something. And I said, look, because he's just got this Skylake chip and we couldn't, the motherboard wouldn't allow us to over overclock. And I said, look, it's a long shot, but we can try it out. Go to them and have a look what BIOS version you're on. So he went there and there was a new one out. And it said, this is a new BIOS for Skylake chips. So we're like, oh, maybe it's going to allow us to overclock it once we download this new BIOS. Again, I did warn him saying, and I did warn you extensively, didn't I? Yeah. Updating your BIOS is not so dangerous anymore, but it used to be very dangerous. And what yeah. can happen if you get a fault halfway through or, or something happens, power cut, you render your motherboard completely useless. And, yeah. and that's it. You throw it in the bin, basically. So if you put the USB in or you knock it or anything like that, all sorts of stuff can happen. So we don't, people, a lot of, a lot of PC shops will not touch the BIOS on someone's computer because they basically, without a disclaimer, can be blamed for, for messing the computer up, basically. So I did say to Mark, look, you know, there's a 50-50 chance this could make your uh, your your board overclock, and there's a 50-50 chance, obviously, it might not. So, and you might damage it. You might break it, and you might have to throw the motherboard away and get a new one. Now, he first off looked at it, downloaded the file, and was like, ran me back. Nah, this looks a bit crazy, Nick. I don't really want to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, look, wait for me to get home because obviously I can't see his BIOS. I said, let me get on my FaceTime and I'll tell you where to go and what to do. And how easy was it? It was a couple of clicks, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, once you... His ass was a bit twitchy while that bar was loading up because it did take a little bit of time when it said yeah. like processing and that. And then he's like, oh, screen's gone black. <laughs> I was like, don't worry, it'll come back, don't worry. And it I, was back. Kind of, I was kind of hoping it would have broken it because then that would have meant I just had to get a new motherboard anyway, so it would have made my decision a bit easier. <laughs> At least he didn't do what he did with me. He, uh, he said, right, we're going to overclock your machine. Literally built it, not even an hour old. And he goes, we'll run this program on it. He says, when I did it on mine, he says, Steam started coming out, but don't worry if it does that. The <laughs> computer's less than an hour old and you're about to probably make Steam come out of it. But the funny thing is, the funny thing is, I didn't actually know Tom that well then. He he was coming to me because we was doing a build together, you know? It was like, and he was trying out a new service that I do where 
you come to me, I charge you £100, and basically, you literally build the computer, right? I just overwatch and tell you what to do, what screws to get out, what to put where, and how to do it. And it is really good skill, because it makes you learn. Like, Tom, you don't need me to do anything for you now, do you? No. The only thing he won't do is put a CPU in because he gets scared of the noisy, <laughs> crunchy noises. Dropped, I dropped the CPU. <laughs> he dropped the CPU, yeah. He caught it in the other hand. <laughs> but again, it's perfect for me because if someone drops their CPU whilst I'm doing a build with them, that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, no, nah, it was all good. Anyway, so yeah, he gets this, he gets this, he does, he, he turned up, he's like, literally, he goes, you're literally going to make me build this, aren't you? I was like, well, yeah, you want, you want to learn to build it. So you're the one building it. So we built the whole thing anyway, and you've got to admit, Tom, you did enjoy building it as well. I did, yeah. And having me standing there watching was giving you the confidence not it's, to do anything yeah, wrong. just knowing that if you do something wrong, they're going to say, no, no, don't do that. Put yeah. it in the other side, or, oh, you're going to want to put that there for later. Yeah, and, and that, little tips like that. And that's the thing that I find where the experience comes in. I've seen a lot of people put a power supply in, and a lot of people still do this. If it's The only reason they don't do it is if it's not long enough, the cable, but I see a lot of people put the CPU 4 pin through the front of the computer, right across the motherboard and plug it in. And to me, that's that's an error because some cases, they have a, ca uh, a little hole at the top, but once the motherboard's in, you can't get the plug through. So they build the whole computer, they put it all together, it gets it all working, big thick cable going across the motherboard at the front through the window. And they go, oh, I reckon I could have put that behind. I was like, yeah, yeah, you could have put that behind. So then it's taking all the motherboard out to get the cable behind again. And it's little things like that where I'd stop Tom and go, look, if you just... Put the, uh, like, put the power supply in, you've got a modular supply, so just put that cable through the hole ready, and that's something that will aid you in later on as, as you're uh, building. And you'll see why later on. So he puts it in, carries on, and then he's like, oh, I'm glad I put that in there, actually, because that would have been a pain in the ass to take it all back out again. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no way I would have attempted it on my own, but having him stood there and, you know, the knowledge of someone. Because yeah. like, a, a lot of people, what they'll do is, they'll always, like me, I will zip tie cables now as I'm doing it. I'll get them in place. But I've got the experience to know where they go and how to do them. Where they And I just know. I look at it and I go, right, that's going there, that's going there. And I'll just do it as I go. But a lot of new newbies, like the, the uh, building first time and that, it's recommended to get the whole computer built loosely so the cables are all loose, you know. Get it up and running, fire it up, get it working. And then once it's working, switch it off, take all the cables out and then wire them because you know it's all working. But obviously... When you do it with me, I've got, I'm confident I can see where it's all going and how it's going to act. So, but yeah, so the, the service I dump him is it's hundred pound. Come down and uh, I pretty much go through all the components with you. And me and you spent months looking at components, didn't we? It's not yeah. like we've done it in a week. No, we did two or three months. Yeah. yeah, he wanted to spend his time and like for a little while, you was like, I bet he thinks I don't want to do it because you you. I your, did. Yeah. His graphics card. They told us an overclock which they couldn't stick to. They couldn't get his card to that clock. So. They just kept stringing him along for ages. And in the end, he was like, right, I'll just get a different card. So he rang me up. He's like, I do still want to build the computer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's cool. Because there's no rush for me. You know, it's all in, take it all in my stride. Like, I'll, I'll speak to you that day about what ideas you got. And then he might have rang me a week later and said, look, I've, I've had a change of plan. What do you think of this? And then we'll change it to that. And But yeah, he came down. And it's pretty cool as well. You came down, bought flowers for the missus, bought me a can, load of cans of Red Bull. She was very impressed with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, yeah, we just built into the night. And well, I think you left my house at three o'clock in the morning or something, wasn't it? About that, yeah. Yeah, and so, so, you know, and that's the difference with me. It's personal. It's not, I'm not your guy. You're going to pay for a computer and then it's just going to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll ring me tomorrow when it's five, nine o'clock in the morning or something, you know. I'm all just always lingering around. So, but yeah, really, really good. 
I've totally forgot what he was talking about now to start with. <laughs> Rabbiting on about Tom and his build. <laughs> <laughs> but you was impressed with the build in the end, wasn't you? Something you yeah. enjoyed doing. Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed that, yeah. Which does take us back to Mark, like you were saying about how you love love the builds and what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. I've just got to think about it very carefully. You know, money's not as free-flowing as it once was for me. So, um... Can I, I will say one thing. Do you lot think it's absolutely crazy how easy... If I said to you, go and buy an Xbox or a PlayStation, you'd go, oh, 300 quid. I don't know if I want to pay mm. out that. But yeah. you would go into a shop and buy a processor for 400 pound and you wouldn't batter an eyelid. Yeah. Don't even think I'm just buying this one little chip that's going to be four hundred quid. It's the same with a graphics card as well. You think, well, it's one component, it's costing me five hundred quid, but uh, I could buy two Playstations for that. Yeah, but you still go and pay for it and you get home, you're like, Well, that's gonna be good. I think because with a Playstation it's just plug and play, so you're like, Well, I'll buy it, I'll plug it in and that's it, I'll play the games. But with a PC it's like, Well, I can buy this and I can buy that and like, I can change this and I can add that. So it's a lot it's... more it's a level of detail, isn't it? Yeah, the personal detail to it. It's like yeah. I can go to, I can go to any PC and open it up, and I can see a little bit of the person in there, like, like the way they've built it. If you know what I mean? Or a lot of it, if it's Jansen's PC. <laughs> well, more if it's hands. He's got an exploded parrot in his. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, I can't remember what he was even talking about now. Let's see Let's a move bit on. Of the person in the in the PC. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the guy's finger in his PC. <laughs> you had trouble getting that in there, did you? Yeah, I no. The blood stains up the side. I just slammed the door on it. <laughs> yeah, but the moral of my story is: don't go to some company that will just charge you loads of money for a pre-built system. Do your research and don't just jump at the first thing like I did. You soon learn. Well, yeah. pre-built systems, the companies need to make their profit on top, so yeah. they're obviously getting their components at cost price. But then they also have to add a couple of hundred quid to make it worth their while. So straight away, you are losing money by having someone else build a PC for you. Yeah, see, as well with me, like I do it very customised. But I, I, I personally think I've got a really good pricing strategy for mine. Like if you go to any of these companies, you'll look at, you could look at one company and look at another company and there'll be a £300 difference in the price for the same stuff. And I think, you know, one guy's just taking so much profit and the other guy is probably like, oh, getting a lot more customers because it's so much cheaper, but he's losing profit on that. But for me, my pricing strategy is whatever the compute, computer components are, I charge t like 20%, you know? So if a £1,000 computer, 200 quid, you know, I don't think that's too bad. If you've got £1,000 and 200 quid isn't such a big deal to have that computer built, you know? And like I said, with the service that I did for like Tom, it's £100. So it's like you get it half price than what the PC would cost to have me build it for you, but you still get me there standing there building it with you, basically, you know? So, uh, but I, I quite like the the whole process of the, like, when I meet people, you know, you meet a new person, you get to talk about all the computers together, you get to go through components, and, and I could talk about computers all day, you know? And then you actually see this thing building. It's not like they just come to my house, picked up a computer, went, cheers, mate, and walked off. I've seen that PC grow. They've seen that PC grow. Next time I see them... I've got a massive thing in common with that person. So when they come on the computer and start playing games, I'll be like, oh, you're right, so-and-so, how's, how's the caller doing? Like, Mark's on now. Tomorrow I might be like, oh, is your caller, is, is the fans all right? And is this all right? And I know yeah. in-depth details, and they know that details as well. So it's not like they're going, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, mate, because they know what I'm talking about then. And if they do get a problem, I can go like, oh, right, take the RAM sticks out and re-put them in again. 
and they already know them details what to do so it works good for everybody and like i don't take a massive profit you know what i mean it's i think it's a pretty fair profit um for the amount of time i spend working out components but getting on the phone uh, building the computers i always take a day for anyway so you know what does most people work out for a day's work i've always had pre-built computers and this was my first that i sort of put together myself or put together with you but i noticed straight away like the cable management when, yeah when we built it was just completely different i've opened up my other pcs and there's cables trading across the front of it and going across yeah. the side and going in you know diagonals and you know with my one now i look in the front you can't see a cable yeah but i'm the a same as mine as well though and that's not just because i want to get like more work or anything that's just because that's me if there's if i had to take the whole computer apart because of one little cable didn't look right I'd take the whole thing out and start again because even if I take it out again and put it back in, I still enjoy doing it. Whether it's like one time I've done it or 10, it's not like it. Like if you came back to me, Tom, and said, I don't like this cable, I wouldn't be like, oh, I've got to waste two hours now or an hour fixing these bloody computers. I'd be like, another computer to take apart, you know? And I, I log everything on Instagram and that as well. So I find it quite enjoyable to take people's computers apart. Like if I took a computer apart, say, Mark, you built your own computer, yeah? Mm. And you said to me, look, can you help me with this? The minute you open that door, I'm spotting things straight away. Like, I wonder why the guy's put that there. Or why has he done this? Or why is that there? You know, I, I enjoy that that kind of sort of learning about everyone's computers. Pretty sad, really. But, you know, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> 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 but when Jansen, when Jansen gets his, like, super-duper build, I will be in there going, oh, why have you done this? How have you done that? Why is this? You know? Well, the thing is, it's like you, I don't do any of the overclocking. So once it's built, I'm going to be coming to you so you're coming to me done. to break it? Yeah. Oh, could you imagine that, boys? He brings this brand new <laughs> like, Ferrari computer around and I just break it. Yeah, but we're going to have a disclaimer. So yeah. you, you break it, you <laughs> pay for it. It's going to make you sign something before you, before you overclock uh, it. How yeah. can you take your computer to someone, yeah, to have them overclock it for you and then get them to sign a disclaimer saying that if you break it, You'll be signing the disclaimer saying, if it gets broken, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but this situation is going to be the other way around. Oh, right. Because it does, accidents do happen. I've built, a, I think it was about £2,000 computer once, and it had a gigabyte sniper motherboard in there. It's quite a long time ago now, and it was when the dual biases and all that came out. And, uh, like, accidents do happen. You know, me and a matey, we was building a computer together, and just literally was like, What's this button do? Switch? Move. Gone. <laughs> one bias. Was, that was the end of that bias. That was gone. Luckily, he had a dual one. He switched it to the other side. I think he sent that back and they sent him out a new motherboard because it was so... Uh, I think there was issues with the motherboard itself anyway. But just just to show that accidents do happen and things can go wrong, you know. But do you know what? If I This is me, yeah? If I did break your motherboard, Jance, and it was actually something I did, like I, I pressed something or I went, oh, let's... Like Tom, oh, yeah, let's overclock it, and it broke. I would just pay for the components to get a new one because I wouldn't want that on my shoulders that I broke <laughs> someone's computer and upset someone, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, at the end of the day, all the stuff that I'm doing, all the custom stuff won't break. If you overclocked it, it would be the motherboard. So it would be a case of take that motherboard out, put a new yeah. one in, back yeah. to normal again. That's what I tell people. When I say to people, like, look, if you're looking to buy a gaming machine and a lot of people go, oh, I've got a budget of £400 and I'm like, you ain't going to get a new computer for that, a decent one. So... The best option is a second-hand one. Like, and look, I build computers, but I still bought a second-hand one to start on so I can have a, like a canvas to start with. And then I will build up and get that computer up to spec, like to the top level, you know. 
it's easily done. Three, four hundred pounds, you can get them. You can get them parts. It's, it's doable. And like I always say to people, they're like, "Oh, I don't want to spend four hundred quid on a computer from someone I don't know." And I'm like, "Look, go to the house, see the computer working. Don't worry about it." Now, like, well, what if it breaks when I get home? If it does break when it gets home and you've seen it working, it's only going to be one component that's broken. It's going to be the processor's broke or the, the hard drive's failed. So it's, it's not like you're going to spend, if that's got good components in it, it's not like you're going to spend loads of money on it again. You're going to buy one component, you know? And even if it's the, like the processor, go and buy a better one. You know, you just upgraded it. Yeah. So don't be scared to get, like, get second the box. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like we've been in the car park, do you want to buy a TV? Yeah, I'll buy a TV, get home, there's a piece of wood. <laughs> uh, I, I've had that before where someone's sold me coming to my work and been like, oh, I've got a bunch of TVs in the back of the van. Do you want one? You bought one? I, yeah. Because <laughs> this, this was probably about Jansen, 10. Jansen, Jansen, what? I've got a PC for sale. Do you want to buy it? It's, yeah, only but, a, it's a thousand pounds. You can yeah, have it for I, 500. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> obviously I weren't spending 500 pounds on the TV. This guy had a Sony Trinitron, if you remember those. The first TV with a flat screen but it he was, didn't it, have one of those it was a crt tv but with a flat screen and like at the time they were like 500 quid for like a, a 23 inch tv and he had one of those in the back of the van and he was like 20 quid and i was like yeah go on then so it's 20 quid it's like spend that on sweets so i was like yeah go on then add that and then took it home and uh when i plugged it in nothing happened well you actually had the tv yeah it was a. It was one that didn't work. It was an empty box. Yeah, it, didn't, it was just a shell. Did yeah. you change the plug? No, there was nothing inside the TV. <laughs> <laughs> it, it must have been like a, an X display or something that so they what, just had on show. So Jansen didn't put it to waste. What he done is, whenever he left the curtains open, he put it on the stand so it looked good. <laughs> yeah, people come around and be like, "That's a well nice TV." Yeah, but um, there's no plug on it though. The fuse is gone. It. The fuse yeah. is gone for the minute. <laughs> <laughs> you nutter. Right, I think it's about time to move on anyway, isn't it? We've uh, spoken about components and what we're doing for ages. Um, Mark, you finished everything you were talking about, didn't you? Is there anything else you want to say about Christmas, yeah. what you're getting up to, anything like that? No, no, I'll probably just end up researching components, getting the bug, trying to feed my addiction. Yeah, you are addicted, I can tell. The minute, the minute, <laughs> the minute you rang me up and you said... I'm thinking about a motherboard. I went, you don't need a new motherboard. Like, well, well, I think if I get it, you don't need a new motherboard. But... I'll get a new case then. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I take, I get something anyway. <laughs> but you do, do you boys do this thing where you go, you get really hyped up, you look at stuff and you keep looking around, you think, I really want it. And the more you look at it, the more you want it. And then you get to the point where like, I'm going to buy that. <laughs> I'm going to buy that. And then you go to pray the money and you're like, do I need it? Yeah. And then you just backtrack. I've like done me. that. <laughs> me, I've done that about three times today. I was looking yeah. at components on Overclock because I had my basket full, yeah. put my credit card details in. I thought, yeah. actually, what benefits am I really going to get out of it? And I've just cleared the basket. I've done that three see, times today. <laughs> the thing is, it's right for you because you're single, so you make your own decision and do it. But me, see, I've got a backup plan, so I'll look at stuff, and I've got a, I've got like a test the waters mode where I just shout down to Ellen, Ellen. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about getting a new motherboard. It's a... No! All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. I think oh, I'll wait until my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jance? Anything else you want to say? Uh, Tom, not really, you... because that's basically like the build that I was saying. Yeah. Um, January, I'm pretty much going to buy everything in January. 
and, and then we can crack by, on from there. Yeah, by February, it will all be done. What about you, Tom? What have you been doing for Christmas? What are you going to be doing after Christmas? What games have you played? What, um, what? Not a lot, really. I've just been playing with what, playing the games I've got. And yeah, I think you've just been playing um, that game for like the last six months. What is it? <laughs> that, that Star Conflict? No, I've, well, I put 95 hours into it, but are you over it? I've been playing playing it about two months. Because we haven't seen you since. <laughs> I, I come on every now and then, jump on that. I've been playing a bit of the older Star Wars Jedi Outcast. Really? Yeah. Old Never really got game. into any of them. Yeah. Well, it was, it's 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 a it's got a good single player, good single player uh, missions. After the sort of third or fourth fourth map, you get a lightsaber, and then you start training your Jedi skills, and you get force pull and push and all that sort of stuff. Um, I can't I imagine. Oh, look, remember Jackson, in the, in the olden days, up. there used to be a multiplayer version. You could like go on these maps with like 15, 20 other people and you'd be like jumping around, lightsaber, attacking each other and you'd push them away and pull someone else in when they try and get away and do all these mad different attacks. I used to love it. But so you two can go in together because you're only people left on the server and you can pull and push each other. <laughs> you can <laughs> like, push them off, off, off the corner so they fall cold? off the map. There's a, tram- there's, a, there's a trampoline um, part near me. Just come down here. I can push and pull you all over the place. That was Jedi Outcast uh, But I won't get my um, lightsaber out, I promise. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, just, just, I'm going to get into some old games, I think. I, I really enjoyed that. It was like, you know, a bit of uh, nostalgia. Yeah, it's funny when you get a game come up that's old and you get stuck into it again. Yeah. It's just annoying yeah. when, when it's a server, it's gone, the server's closed down, you're like, oh. <laughs> well, there's, no, there's nothing new out of the minute that I like the look of, so I'm just, I'm playing Star Conflict again. Yeah, like, there is one thing we, I, want, I wanted to say, because obviously this podcast is an add-on, like just an open chat Christmas special for what we've been speaking about already, like the podcast before, which is about, for you, I don't know, an hour ago, but for us, it's a couple of days ago. One thing we've changed since then is the Imperium server has gone up to level 5.0. And at this point, we had a lot of people coming into the server because we had to turn anti-cheat off because it was broken. And a lot of people have come in and cheated and they've spawned so much stuff that they've slowed down certain like playfields. So it's pretty much got to the point where Either I go to each playfield and go around or wipe certain places and that, or it, we just decided, should we set up a different server now? The server is still there, but we've switched it offline because of all the issues it's getting, which I don't know how you lot feel about that. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed because... All your time I, and effort. I, yeah, it's like all the time I put into building like my capital ship and all these small it's vessels still there. and stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like I spent all that time and we never actually went out and did anything after I finished building. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it was done. ready. The thing is, I said to you lot a few times, I've been like, look, let's to get on fair, there and let's go and... I keep saying, let's go and... Yeah, I was like, come on, yeah. let's go and attack some stuff. Let's go and do something. Yeah. And no one would come on there. Yeah, but the thing is, you were so much ahead of everyone else. You had all this stuff and you were like, yeah, let's go and raid a base. That's not but actually it... true because Jackson, actually my shit... No, so whatever I, we play is always going to be ahead. No, no, I didn't. I've yeah. never spawned nothing in. I've only ever spawned anything in when someone's been in trouble or they've lost their ship or something like that. But I was up for playing it, and you actually had more ammo and more stuff than me. I actually had like a little rubbish ship, my capital ship, which I left behind, and it would just be me and my guns that I brought. But the problem is, people in that server have cheated, and I got a couple of guys, about four or five people, which were both going backwards and forwards texting me saying, oh, such and such is spawning loads of gear in. And they'd say, oh, he's spawning loads of gear in. So they're all at it. And I'm yeah. just thinking, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to come in the server, I can't turn anti-cheat on and you're going to cheat. 
then you're going to destroy the server for yourself. So all your own hard work is going to get destroyed. You know, all the ships they built and stuff like that, they've destroyed it themselves because I don't want to play on a server that's laggy because there's so much stuff spawned in, you know. But I did, yeah. no, I, I did hear of massive space battles going on in there and, and just how we wanted it. You know, we got on early and we'd done our thing. And then when it did actually get really highly populated, we was all too busy doing other stuff, really. So it sort of got to the point where I'm asking these boys to get in all the time. No one's really getting in with me and it's boring on your own. So I was like, maybe it's time for a change. The server's still on there. I can still load it up any time we want to play it. So you can still get on. Like if you ring me next week and go, Nick, should we get on the server? I can just put it on and people will come in. You know, yeah. so it's not gone. It, I'll always keep it on there and, and keep it up, great, up, leveled up so it's ready to be played. But I just think it's time for us to bring a new game in and bring something more action-packed for us to all actually get involved in. Like we, one, of the, one of the options we was talking about was a CSGO server, which... Obviously, it'll be an extreme PC UK CSGO server where we can all play. We're all, like, not very high extreme levels. We're all all right. And, you know, the podcast can all get involved on that server. It'll just keep running. Every match will be random, and it'll just keep playing through. And we can, if, it, if people get on there, they get on there, talk to you. It's people from the podcast, listeners. I thought something like that was more of a good idea. Or maybe, like, Black Ops 3, even though we've gone off that game, could be a good game to run a server on where people can get in and play with us, you know? What games do you lot want to see in a server? Anything that interests you all? Armour 3, maybe? No. I'm thinking, <laughs> like, <laughs> first-person shooters. So I'm thinking, like, Ark. Black Ops or something like that. What about Ark? Ark's a really good one because it's got a lot of new stuff gone into it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, but it is, again, it's a time killer, and it's mm. something we all really need to get on quite a lot because what happens is you get... You'll get an outsider come in and he'll spend his like dozen like sits at home all day or something off like college. Not name yeah, anyone, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, no, uh, I can't do that anymore, man. It's like <laughs> I've got too much work to do now. You got nights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've been working through the night, haven't I? He's been working. You have as well. He's been working twenty four hours a day. Santa Claus. Every day. <laughs> even even presents. Yeah, he's been like driving his van he's down the street. Down my he's, chimney. he's even gone past. <laughs> he's even gone past Santa Claus, which is pulled up for a sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did get to that point where I was literally working so much that I worked through the night and just carried on to the next day. He didn't burn a candle at both ends. He burnt a candle on every limb. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but a flamethrower and just blew the damn thing. Yeah, just exploded. <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah. I, I really want to get a new server up and running. The server's switched off at the moment. The server's, pa the server's powerful enough to run a few servers off of there, so we can get multiple games going. Like, like I like Terraria and stuff like that, but I know you lot don't like Terraria, so it's something, unless people get in touch, like you outsiders out there, if you get in touch with us, let us know what you want, and then we can sort of work. There's only limited games you can actually have your own private server for, but I'm all what up about, for like, um, building one. Star Wars Battlefront? The or thing is, I don't own the game. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and it's... And this is a, something that really upsets me and annoys me is the fact that companies will allow private servers, but you have to pay for them off of a private company, you know? And so we're just looking at servers earlier on and they're £100 for like 30 people a month. Why? That's just, just taking money, like, just stealing money. When you can do it basically. yourself and do a better job. And have like loads, loads of them going, you know? Yeah. Loads, I could have like a Call of Duty one going, a CSGO one going. I could have like a Daisy thing going. I could have all of them at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Any games anyone wants, let us know because I I want to get into a server and I'd like to, I personally would like to do like an armor free wasteland where I can build the server and I can add things to it and we can put new stuff in, you know, it's just stuff like that, you know? 
Yeah. But yeah, what else, Tom? Sorry, we all cut you off and just spoke over you. No, no, I think I finished. I was just saying I'm going to play some, some old games and catch up on some things, really. I've not got any plans. Waiting yeah. for uh, wait for the new South Park to come out. That's the South next Park. game that I'm looking forward to. The Fractured Butthole. Yeah. I've never played South Park, to be fair. It is good. We, it we, is spoke about it on, we spoke about it on the podcast, but it's just something that was there at certain points, but I never actually got into it. So it's 3D World as well, so I probably would like it. Yes, yeah, you're kind of humour as well. Yeah, if, if I, you, I never if, got into the series. Yeah, I was going to say, if you watch the series and you like it, you'll love the game because it's like mm. you're playing an episode of the series. Yeah, because it actually looks like the actual cartoon does on TV, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like all playing. the animation is exactly the same. It's all the... It's just like an interactive real, show. Yeah, it's like the real voices and everything. And the storyline is funny as well. And because it's uh, it's got a rating, it's uncensored. So it's just all out like language as well. <laughs> all out language. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know what else to talk about. My Christmas, I'm going to be doing that, building that machine. I'm going to try and do some crazy stuff to that. So keep that on Instagram. Um, I might even go as far as changing my case on my computer and doing some mods to this, you know. So uh, if any of you are interested like in a case, like I might make this, modify this one, repaint it. I'm quite liking the army cases at the moment, you know, getting some, some camo on there and stuff like that. It'd be good to like modify your case. If you're getting a new one, modify yeah. that one to take to the shows. Yeah. Well, because I've got the... Um, NZXT case, the, the typical one everyone's got it. Is it, I don't know if it's a 220 or what, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the big square one with a window on the side and it's like got a sealed top, sealed front, uh, very cre- clean, straight lines looking case. Now, on the front, behind the whole front panel just pulls off and it's completely smooth. There's no, there's no like open door, there's no CD bases, there's no spaces to put anything slotted in the front. You literally pull the front panel off and you've got three fans. So there's, I, I was thinking about cutting into that a free fan like shaped circles but like all in one and then perspex in it and put some lights behind there so you can see the fans going around at the same time you yeah. know and i thought that would be good like do an army one and you can make them look like plane jets or something like that like you've got three jets on the front that'd be cool because it's got that on the front and the top so i could do it on the top and front so it all matches but again it's it's just all ideas i don't really know whether to do that yet or not because the case is a very nice case as it is you know We'll see what happens with that. It's just an idea at the moment. And I think, Mark, you're going to go for a new case as well, aren't you? And change all your bits out. Yeah. I was looking at some Corsair cases earlier. There's a Corsair Carbide, black and red. That looked quite nice. But again, I need to do more research into actually what cases can provide. I know it's all about the airflow and stuff. i tell you um, something to have a look into for your size motherboard. It's a Bitfenix Prodigy. Oh, that, and... Is that a micro case? Yeah, you've got a micro motherboard. Yeah, but... Part... I will he, he want... should go for a bigger case because if he's going to change his motherboard later on. Yeah, I'm going to need something to. Oh, yeah, that. very good point, Jansen. Good point. Yeah. I'm not yes. a professional. <laughs> 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 you imagine bringing me up next week. Nick, you told me to buy this case and I can't fit a motherboard in. You would have bought it as well. If I said to buy it, you would have bought it, wouldn't you? You would have thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we play some trickery on him. <laughs> See how sharp I really am. Could you imagine, yeah. Jazz? We just began to. It does fit in there. Seriously, it does fit. In. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it does. No, it's wedge it in. Use it a does hammer. You cut a hole in the top, and the worm before it pokes out the top. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it would fit. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen these new motherboards with the the uh, the panel 
the the panel that you get on the back of the case is built onto the motherboard now. You don't you don't clip it in. They look pretty cool. Me. Well, you the know, you... okay. uh, yeah. shield bit. Yeah, yeah when shield. it's fixed into the case itself. Yeah. There's no shield, so basically, when you screw the motherboard in, you don't put mm. a shield in and then try and fit all the little components and bits through the holes. Yeah. You literally just bolt the motherboard in, and that hole becomes the hole that it fills up the gap basically. But it's all black and smooth and nice, and it's just all your all your like plug sockets and stuff are all personally fitted in. Oh, so looks, that part is actually good, yeah. built into the motherboard. Yeah, so you just yeah. bolt, bolt the motherboard in, it fills the hole up, yeah. covers the hole. That, they're really good. Uh, Probably I, see, I, I haven't done that earlier because like the shielding that you get is that flimsy bit of tin, and it always <laughs> looks crap, doesn't it? <laughs> now, to be fair, if you get an expensive motherboard, they do look quite nice. They have them like painted and. They have different thicknesses and stuff like that. More cushioning. You do get some really cheap ones on some cheap motherboards where you push it in, you think you're going to poke your finger right through <laughs> yeah. it. A bit like when you open a pint of milk, you know, with that silver top, and you think, ah, push my finger in there, it's come right in. <laughs> well, you're pushing it in, and it's like the whole thing just bends. Like yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it goes straight in, <laughs> and, and all the cream comes out. <laughs> but yeah, for me, Christmas is uh, all about, I don't really know what games I'm looking forward to next year. I want to see some new open world games I'd like to see. Something totally different, like brand new, like you know, would be good. Dual universe. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Some, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Dual that, universe. It's got a lot in there. Yeah, be as long as I just hope. On. Do you think it could be a No Man's Sky at this point, hyped up to be the best? When really, well, they said this actually is going to be multiplayer. <laughs> well, that's MMO RPG, isn't it? So yeah, I think everyone's going to be. I think we better. Like yeah. since yeah. No Man's Sky, it's almost No Man's Sky Gate. Isn't it? Yeah. So it's like everyone's it's gonna be It's subscription based wary. though. That's the thing. Oh, is it? Mm. Yeah. Normally, it's like when you have to pay subs- monthly, but it yeah, does normally, have like a free trial. Yeah. Normally, when you get a subscription based game, they are dealing with what they say they're dealing with. Like if you look at Eve, mm. yeah, big, massive, open world, do whatever you want in that universe. Yeah. But you, but you need can. A subscription. You can actually do anything. Yeah. It's but you unlimited. need this, Yeah. But that's yeah. why you need the subscription because it's it's like a second life. You start playing a second life. It's not like you're just playing a game anymore. You know, you're rushing home to try and make out, oh, has that implant in my brain actually finished building yet? Is it, have I got my pilot's license for the next tier? You know, it takes years to play that game and years to get through different star systems and stuff. You never go to the same place twice, you know? So that game does look, that dual universe does look amazing. So that's something I will definitely be trying out. Yeah. But right, it's very late here. And uh, I think we're a couple of days before Christmas and uh, I'm very, very tired. How are you boys? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. too bad, but yeah, it's probably time for bed now. Yeah, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast for the Christmas special. Hurrah! <laughs> ho, ho, so, ho! So yeah, people, thanks for listening to this. It's just been a load of gibberish, really, of us talking about the sort of stuff that we would just chat about if we were on our own doing nothing. A little yeah. glimpse into what we're really like, like having a laugh and stuff. I think a lot of people might like it because there's a lot more talking about hardware now. I know everybody loves the hardware side of stuff and we need to talk more about it. But like I always say, you guys need to send us in questions or even if it's not a question, just ask us about topics you'd like to talk about. You know, oh, what do you think of such and such a case? Have a little chat about it. We're happy to get hold of that case, look at it, talk about it and they know the good points and bad points and what we think about it and stuff like that. So yeah, it's all on you out there. Send in some uh, questions and some some things you like, and we'll crack on with it, won't we, boys? Yep. Absolutely. We're yeah. open to anything. <laughs> Mainly. <laughs> <laughs> but right, yeah, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Have a good Christmas and a Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, we will be back on the 1st of 
Is it the first of February now? What? This this will be yeah, because this will be Christmas. It'll be January in a few days, won't it? A week. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll it'll be, be the first of. Next February. one will be back on the 1st of February. So uh, That sounds so long away, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. It does. <laughs> it does continue and I'm going to get paid and I've got to last until then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Tell me about it. So, uh, yeah. Have a good Christmas, everybody. Enjoy your thing. Don't break too many computers. And uh, let us know what you've been up to. <laughs> and uh, also keep an eye on the uh, my Instagram, Extreme PC UK, because Jansen's going to be sending me some of the like, little intros of all the videos on that window case, which seriously... You would have not seen anything like it, and it is worth looking up and having taken a look. And if it, if you are off the podcast and you have a look at it, please put like a comment on there saying, "Yeah, whatever. Your your, your window is good or bad or whatever. I'm from the podcast or whatever. I've been listening to your podcast because it's good to know who's actually <coughs> out there and who does get in contact from the podcast because people do contact us, but they could be anyone. So if you put in there that you're from the podcast or you're a listener. We're much more grateful of that, just so uh, we know. And we know that you've been listening, and, and we know why you're looking at the pictures, basically. It's good. Yeah, people but, could do that with the YouTube channel as well, because we're going to be putting some videos uh, yeah. across the Christmas period. We're going to be doing Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be nice to know, you know, in the comment section that you're from the podcast. We can chat to you. and Yeah, nice Borderlands, the pre-sequel. We're not just doing a couple of videos. We're going to try, and I can't say it won't change, but if you see the first and second, third video go out, then it's likely we're going to try. We're going to try and do a whole playthrough in our yeah. sessions, basically. So it might be an hour, might be an hour and 20 minutes. Whatever we can get on over the Christmas period, we're going to try and go from the start of the game all the way through so you can watch the whole game for, with us. And uh, Showering Pope will be putting them up on his YouTube channel. Showering, so go there and, showering Pope. So go there and give him a subscribe because he will be very happy. And that brings <laughs> us to the end of the podcast. Anything anyone else wants to say or not, you're good. All good. All good. All good, all good. All good. Right then, people. Merry Christmas. Have a good one. I think one of you lot should sing us out with a little Christmas song. (laughs) (laughs) Silence. No takers, no takers. Right, people. We will see you all sooner. Have a good one. Bye-bye. See you next year. Goodbye. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, 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 Christmas.